0: getting out. Getting out of what? Bed? My head? The closet? Don't flirt with me, dry. I'm a busy man. I hear you again out of the game. And I would like you to consider an offer. Look, let me stop you right there so you don't waste any more of your precious breath, young man. This is not a discussion for the two of us. Unlike the salt and pepper, it's not on the
1: table. I am not for sale. You're forgetting the laws of the jungle, looking down on me.
2: Now, when the silverback's got more silver than back,
1: you best move on. Before he gets moved on. It's not dignified. It's beneath you, Michael. I'm trying to do you a favor. This is a big fucking number. And this... Oh, this is a
0: big fucking gun.
1: Eyes not so dry now, are they? Hurts, does it?
0: You looking for your balls or a hole in the wall? Fuck! Where the fuck do you think you're going? Because you're not going out the way you came in, you deluded duck-eating (laughs) c***. Talking to me about the laws of the jungle. What was it? go being beneath
3: me silver on back there's only one rule in this fucking jungle when the lion's hungry he eats
4: and welcome 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 to the podcast that does i think what it says on the tin it's best film ever my name's ian oh i'm leam and I'm Ethan. Yeah, my voice did go up, <laughs> down here for that. Yes. <laughs> all right, <geezer. laughs> Trying to.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: my who's going to play? Who's going to be a fun one at the end of this? But uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, we, yeah, we did the whole bit. Where I said my name is. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you didn't hear George's name because uh, it's just the gentleman for episode number one twenty four. The gentleman. Yeah. We didn't tell her she couldn't come. It's not one of those things. We didn't yeah. say boys' night. All right she could have been a gentleman geezer shooting guns and bullets <laughs> guns are blazing uh, nor is it a, the movie necessarily that she quit on as far as nope. i know no i think she watched the whole thing i think she's gonna be sending in some notes uh george's going a weekend job and sometimes those hours are uh unpredictable and this is one of those times and she's also a bit zonk because of the length of these hours so no judgment there we're all set we're good we are and we miss her and we do miss her yeah yeah hmm. so for those of you who uh who george is your favorite sorry and I've now just switched off. Yeah, I, I think the download counts were all right. Dwayne Smith has switched off. I don't know if I'll... I might just hide in the in the, in the in the episode notes that George is not uh, around this week. Um, but I'll tell you where we were around this week. That's all around the world. Yay. And we charted this week in America, in here at home in Great Britain. We charted in Canada. Canada. In Australia. In South Korea. In Norway. In the Denmark. In Netherlands. <laughs> in Egypt. Egypt uh, we were in Qatar number 20 in Ghana number 47 in Nigeria a new pause market or maybe maybe not a totally new market but a market that was paused oh yes okay. India number yeah. 29 <laughs> and number five thanks for keeping the light on in Sierra, Sierra Leone yeah. if Did you I wonder even... why we're laughing it's because god bless them these two guys are trying to authentically <laughs> react because <laughs> we got this far and I went oh I <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we I don't, think we did all right. We did okay. Yeah, I, I think really I tried well. Uh, <laughs> my terrible memory helped me
4: though. So uh yeah, so we're here to do episode number one twenty four. The gentleman suggested by BFF the BFE Hermes. Yeah, Hermes um doesn't technically usually meet our normal criteria. It's close enough. Mm-hmm. It's close it's enough. Borderline, isn't it? And it, it it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we thought that since it's his second. Of the films he selected. Yep. Just like we get a wild card a year. Should this these sorts of things happen where our BFFs get more than one choice during the year, mm-hmm. they can have one as well. Yeah, yeah. So this is his. So there we go. Uh, I'm just looking because my TV that's supposed to be there, it is. It keeps yeah. cutting, cutting it out ever so. Oh, it's doing it again. Uh, I hope it's going to be all right. <laughs> uh, let's do some promo stuff. We did, uh, last week, we did Top Gun. A fun did. episode, fun episode. I got a couple of thoughts on it, but timely, one could say. And then uh, we were supposed to go see, uh, a few of us, I think, <laughs> at some point, uh, Top Gun. And then that fell apart. Like, Top Gun Maverick just completely fell apart. And so, as a holdover, George and I watched uh, the Cedar Skip It on the 2022 remake's not the right word relaunch maybe of classic canadian sketch comedy troupe amazon prime semi-original series wow that's a mouthful it was the kids in the hall yeah (laughs) um so and we're actually if i'm being honest we're really eager for people to watch the first episode if you have prime it's 24 minutes (laughs) and to get back to us because we had a we had a discussion about which types of people would, would would enjoy the series which demographics We also discussed about some individual people on the podcast and some individual people in the Patreon pool. And whether they would, or specific listeners, and whether they would find this sort of humor funny or not. Do you think I would? Um, We we didn't know if you'd seen it or not. My guess was that you hadn't. Uh, I think you'd find the humor. I think you'd be all right with it. I think you'd be all right with it. It's sketch comedy, it's hard to tell.
0: And one was done in the 80s, 90s? Uh, 89 to
4: 95, the original run went for it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same actors, but like 27 years later. Same kind of comedy or different it was really interesting because I went back now and I guess Amazon as part of the deal has acquired like the, like the back rights. Yeah. 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 And so I've been looking at the back rights and it, there's some, there's some characters they've kept over. Mm-hmm. There's some humor they've kept over. I think they've had to play it a little safer oh, okay. now than they did. And I don't mean it's weird. It's not what you would think. It's not gender based. It's not even, it's not uh, ethnicity based actually far from it. Uh, nor is it sexuality based. It's like um taste wise. <laughs> and so what I mean, like in the first series that I've just been trying to sort of watch it. Don't know how I feel about it actually. Oh, okay. Um this is the first original series. I went back and rewatched it. Yeah, yeah. And there's been more more than one sketch that has to do with cancer and like cancer is oh. a punchline. And I went, Oh, I don't know how that, ooh, yeah. maybe we were a bit more open to laughing at terminal illness. Then than we are now yeah, because I remember the ninety five the movie they did a movie in ninety five called Brain Candy, uh, which I think just got like a very limited release in 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 the states. It got some sort of release in Canada, but um, there was a joke about someone having cancer and what that meant, and it was a it was sort of humor that would be mined in the kind of way that I think only like um, Family Guy or South Park could get away with now because yeah. it's animated. Yeah. It's not nearly as. Um, but it's 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 some it's some you would say close to the knuckle, Liam. That yes. would be your sort of line. It would on be. That. <laughs> it would. Yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's out there, and we're really interested about that. Uh, also, we're really interested in that We're still trying to hit our top fives for our real roundtable on the best of Bruce Willis. Hey, looking forward to doing that. What I'll do is I'll print out sort of the his all his movies even like in 2020 when he released like 10 movies that all went straight mm-hmm. to, to streaming but we'll still pro- and we can everybody's got ones they want to talk about they can but we won't go yeah, necessarily yeah, picture yeah. by picture because that could be insane so yeah um but I'll tell you what would be insane if we went any further without a big thank you to our patreon backers our friends of the podcast Yay. and they are let's start with the man of the hour too sweet to be sour that is hermes from the Yay. scuttlebutt podcast joining us today we've also got reverend bruce julene lena oberholzer katie mccray and davies chris peterson randall what's your twitter handle silva dwayne smith, dwayne smith. we've got the meister Yeet. we've got nate the great and hey. cheesy with a fish on a bike. there we are. So um, <laughs> that is, uh, and, we, and we really do thank you for for helping keep the lights on here at the podcast of yeah. awesomeness. All you people who live in the microphone, my voice to your ears, yeah, all around, all you. around you. <laughs> yeah, I could go and do like, some tweaking to make it go up. Yeah. I don't, I don't have the patience no, for that. But that's enough. funny though. It. it would. Uh, let's do some reflections and corrections, shall hey, we? In the oh
0: yeah, go on. No, go ahead. Well, um, I've been watching a few documentaries on Maverick.
4: Okay. Um, Are we starting this now? Wow. Well, I, I just, think I, I, we should. should we hit, let's hit the button first, shall we? I, th- oh I, th- no. I, think, I think we have to. Go on then.
2: There's a mistake I think
4: I It's a shame George is not here, but I ain't doing this next week again. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we were quite emphatic about the idea that there's no way they would be allowed to fly planes. Yeah. go Go from here.
0: Okay well, everything I've been watching is the uh, and researching is the fact that Tom Cruise does fly fighter planes and aerobatic planes and jet planes and pilot uh, passenger planes and all these other planes. He flies all of them mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent convinced that because they've not actually said whether the um, cast members actually fly these planes. They've not been quite um, so forthcoming, but they are in the planes. Oh, I think. And they are um, reacting to
4: everything and doing everything. Um, having- Flying um, it, I don't think. Oh, I don't see. I don't know. I don't know. Having watched some of- Because you, you were very open, and yeah. you found Tom Cruise and James Corden, uh, the Show segment, <laughs> and you, you put that into the group. I did. And I watched that one. went- Oh, we might have to, especially when we saw him doing like the big, the big loops and the barrel rolls. And I'm like, oh yeah, we might be in trouble here. Um, well, well, yeah, but with him, it was. I think he's really flying. I think Miles Teller got some time, but to try and suggest that everything we see is is the actors flying. No, no, I'm not going
0: that far. Cause they mentioned, um, certain pilots that had to, the pilots themselves sure. had to, um, fiddle with cameras and stuff. Yeah. You know, so that that says to me that there's somebody else flying. Well, well it was a acting. mix,
4: but I, I I do think there's some times when they are legitimately flying the plane. Uh, I think there's even some chances when they might be even. I think Tom Cruise might be taking off. Yeah, well, yeah, I really yeah. there was Ooh, one yeah, shot yeah, having, yes. having seen Maverick now. Yeah, uh, there's a couple shots where I'm like, I don't know how. I don't know how you do it. It's got to be Maverick. Fly, uh, it's got to be Tom Cruise flying that plane.
0: But he's qualified to fly. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and he, so, even, he even said, uh, in one of these documentaries, he took a plane out himself the, and yeah. He's flying around different places,
4: and the only other actor who's like name 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 that I recognized who was flying is Miles Teller. Mm. For the others, I don't know if there's a a, a certain amount of, um, you know, let's let's put the casting on people who have some flying experience, people who might have been in I have no idea if any of these might be that side of it or not.
0: Uh, if they did fly any of the planes, I don't think in the actual film footage we see them
4: flying planes. Because you don't think Tom? There's any footage there of Tom actually flying? I'm there is. Tom, maybe Tom. I've maybe. gone. I've Far. gone fairly full circle on this. Yeah, Well, I'm not
0: sure the others would. They wouldn't leave, let them have that power over such a. a no, we said thir- we said
4: thirty million dollars in the '80s, right? What are they worth we, now? Yeah, hundred yeah, million dollar plan. They just wouldn't yeah so but if you want to hear more i think liam and i are going to go ahead and crack on with a with a Cedar or skip it we on are, maverick we are, as soon yeah. as we're done it should actually if you're listening to this on day of release we should have released this we should the maverick one should have come out yesterday that's my plan we we'll for maverick monday just another Boy, every break break monday. monday you know me i love me some <laughs> you do. hey you gotta come up your i love me some phone. stuff that being said cause i would wait for i'm cobra aren't i uh, no, you've got to come up with your own call sign. Why do I have to come up with my own? I like one Georgia came up well, with. Well, I don't like the one like Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you grit. No, grit was Ethan. Who are you? Yeah. I, I was, um. Troll. Troll. I did.
2: That was a stain. Somehow worse than grit.
4: That was a stain. Do you know what was our 250th piece of content we ever released? Do Do I know? No, that That uh, that was. Top oh, Gun wow, was, was, was our it? 250th wow. piece including, of content. Let's see, skip it somewhere. Everything we've done. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, uh, not including Talk the Mickey. Yeah, yeah but stuff that was released in the bfe feed uh the the, the main feed yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. every theater skip it every real round you- table every fun size film whatever it was oh, okay yeah 250 pieces of content now wow yeah. wow.
0: Oh, so i don't sit here and go
4: let's do a big thing for it because i'm like ah, the, 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 the the big reviews are the, are, are the big thing but it's still a lot of content it is. So if you're out there, thanks for uh thanks for listening to it. Whether you listen to it all, and some of you do, or whether you just listen to the stuff that that hits you, hey, I don't blame you for that either. So yeah, yeah, there we are. Um I would say that last week felt a bit bickery in places. Yeah, it was a bit. <laughs> it yeah. did, it did. It felt I think it was one of the ones where I recognized or felt the fact that we couldn't see Ethan that well. Yeah. And that's difficult when someone's doing it blind. Not that he's bothered to turn his lights on oh, where he's at for his, his camera really. here. They but are. I think I just have a really not. bad you? webcam. Do you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then get your torch
2: I'm, off your phone.
4: I'm, I'm, on sure, I'm sure for settings you can do something <laughs> with, can, but no, nonetheless. Uh, Georgia was, her call sign was was uh, uh, Nino. I and mean, we you know, what is Nino? Yeah. And I found out from Julene it didn't mean. What you thought? I thought nine. It didn't mean nine. Oh. Nine is Nueva, I think she said. Don't do that. That's just creepy, Ethan. Um <laughs> i i some research nino means the child although it's although it is a masculine version thereof nino is male child nina i believe is female child so there we go so maybe boy (laughs) i'll be ironic if her (laughs) call sign was boy (laughs) there we go (laughs) Uh, i said here we got to eat some crow but that's kind of been covered but we do have some more notes from dwayne smith Dwight Smith, who said, I believe Tom Cruise can fly, but not sure about the others. Right. Tom did say filming on the MI6 uh, was put on hold while he learned to fly a helicopter. He can probably fly a jet too. He is Tom Cruise, after all. I, if I were to let anyone fly my fighter jet, it would be Tom Cruise. I doubt he has a license, but I'm positive he can do it. Another good episode. <laughs> great episode. I love the plot. How much the plot annoyed Georgia. I spent a good five minutes saying out loud, I'm sure a MiG's a type of plane. Uh, Liam, I also remember a push-up scene, but I'm not sure if it was this film. Oh, see. So I Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ooh, a bit of a sad note this week. Ray Liotta passed. He did. He's yeah. one of my favorite Which, actors. I mean, we've done an episode on Goodfellas. That's kind of our one Ray Liotta yeah. thing we've done. But, I mean, other films that were great from Ray Liotta would be, um, oh, Field of Dreams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Unlawful Entry. Don't know that. Oh. see a lot of his stuff's a blind spot he to plays, me. He uh, plays,
0: in Unlawful Entry, he plays this um, cop who's not quite... Uh, a good cop. <laughs> he, he's a he's a bad cop. So yeah. okay.
4: Uh, Heartbreakers is a fun little film, and I think oh, he's goodness. great in it. It's got uh, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver, Weaver yeah. Jennifer yeah. Love Hewitt, yes, Jason Lee, and Ray Liotta. Oh yeah! It's it's, it's a fun film. It really is. He'll um, always be Henry Hill to me, though. Uh, all my life, I've wanted to be a gangster. gangster right? Yeah. Um Sixty-seven. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not bad though. I mean, it's not a bad
0: run.
3: I mean, those, those, there's, 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 Yeah,
0: there was anything hanging over him. Like, was there any illness or anything?
4: I, I don't know anything. Yeah. No, I don't. Either. Yeah, it
3: hasn't really been that. Spe- it was just one that I really wasn't expecting to hear. I mean, how many? Do it, you, been a couple of but man, how many do year. you legitimately go?
4: Oh yeah, but yeah, you don't really yeah. expect to hear anybody, do you? Yeah. Age, I'm, I'm not just trying to be contrary. Anything, I promise. With just with now. his age. Uh, yeah. I also think that because if they've been away for a while, and Ray Liotta has been away, it feels like for a while. He's gone more into TV, though. What hasn't that he? means is you kind of freeze them. I think with celebrities we do it anyway because we don't want to admit they're getting older. Because if they're getting older, we're getting, we're older. getting older, and yeah. so we trap them. We talked about Michelle Pfeiffer and being trapped in the uh, yes. um, Batman Returns and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff, and what that ends up meaning as my TV's completely lost signal now to what's gone on there, so I'm hoping at some point it'll show back up or else I'll have to throw to Liam and reattach the, uh, the cable, um, is, you know, when I said 67, I went, wow, yeah, 67. I probably would have put him at late 50s if I was being honest. You're relatively young. I mean, yeah, I don't know.
0: I've always liked Ray Liotta, only because he's one of these actors, like Michael Keaton himself, who plays a really, really good good guy, and a really, really bad guy. And that's all in the eyes. And whenever you watch him act, you never know where he's going to go with it. You don't know if he's going to be, you know, even, even when he's good. You know, like when you when you see him as Shoeless Joe Jackson. Or, yeah, Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams, Yeah. It? Um. Yes, shoeless he is. He's
4: Shoeless Joe. I was thinking, is he Costner's dad? I might know that's someone else. No, 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 no. And he's...
0: Even then, that's the eyes. And you're like, do you really trust him? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the eyes. And it's yeah. great. And the same with Mark Keane. Mark Keane does brilliant bad guys. So, yeah. See, so, that so, was good
3: as I was a kid before I even like watched Goodfellas or Field of Dreams and knew him from f- films, he did like a, a couple, he did like Grand Theft Auto. So a lot, of, my generation knew him from that. And then like, it evolved. <laughs> that is, that, I used to teach that.
4: I used to teach the yeah, idea yeah. that Ray Liotta, it's intertextuality. It ties into our ex- yeah. cultural knowledge of him as being Henry
3: Hill. Yeah. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Cause he's Tommy Vassetti in, um, yeah. What think, Grand City? Theft Auto. Uh, yeah Vice City, yeah. Cause he's like, it's, I think it's the Miami one. And he's like yeah. the, the Miami gangster of like the, the story. Yeah
4: oh yeah. how did i not
3: know this ah, i'm not I'm, I'm
4: not a big grand theft author no, that, but either. but i know but i know about it <laughs> wow see so, yes yeah, so, i mean i don't think he's i don't think his, his range of work is extensive enough for us to go ahead and go hey real round table no, i don't think it is and also he lends himself to one exception of heartbreakers which is a really kind of an aberration for him to do this rom-com kind of thing yeah um i thought he's playing like a con man it's a fun movie <laughs> um but yeah though, though it's not that kind of a career but but nonetheless um i like ray liotta i do i do me too, me too. so there we go uh top gun uh juling said in my opinion i feel like the patch complaint is fair too many patches on the jackets right because mm-hmm. navy pilots go through the most to earn those patches uh, i guess one of those things where i think Hermes had some thoughts too and it was one of those things where i'm going i hear you but I still stand, I, I totally agree with the filmmakers who go, We're making this for like wheat farmers in Kansas. Yeah, yeah. These are not documentaries. No. With exactly. all the respect in the world. It's entertainment. <laughs> in the same way, I don't go ahead and go, That's not how teaching works. No. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do it. No, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. Yeah, just enjoy it. Just, just, just. Let them have magic doohickeys. And, let them have a magic doohickey. You know, yeah. The movie's got a movie. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Sometimes it's got a movie, has got a movie and then 20, 30 years later they got a movie it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, she just say that At the time she was in the Navy uh, between 2000 and 2004, pilots did go out two at a time. So there we go. Oh, cool. Uh, canopy's loaded with a CAD. Uh, as far as I know, that means Canadian dollar. So I'm assuming that's not what Julian means, but I don't know what she's saying here. The canopies loaded with a Canadian dollar and the seat is loaded with a separate Canadian dollar. So oh, that's loony. So I believe to the ejection. <laughs> the canopy first and then pitch the seat and then pull the chute yeah i guess there's some there were two separate things to happen and i guess the canopy didn't fully come off when no. when they hit uh Hermes. A little, a
0: little explosives then maybe
4: uh, I imagine there's some sort of air or something that's supposed to set that up yeah air device yeah uh, Hermes says fun I don't know if you really want to like do like an explosive inside a moving cockpit of a plane
0: well maybe yeah.
4: uh, Hermes says fun <laughs> fact the US Navy is more aircraft than the actual Air Force or at wow. least that's what we always uh. say wouldn't have thought that no I wouldn't hmm. and then finally we get also yes Ian boxers all the way hashtag Ian is always right as opposed yeah. to if I was wearing briefs in which case it would be Ian is always tight
2: <laughs> <laughs> It is his <tiny> ways <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh and then another one here.
2: There's a mistake. I think i made.
4: Yeah, this one brought to us by uh well, someone who's known to point out a few mistakes in my life over the years.
2: Hey, it's your sister!
4: <laughs> yeah, she says that Goose did mention his family 38 minutes in and then sent me two separate screenshots to prove it. One uh-huh. with the closed captionings, and then one with the timestamp to prove that like, she hadn't just typed it in. <laughs> Actually, if there was a partial, even when I was listening back to Top Gun, the, the episode, yeah, I did go at one point, does he mention his family here? I don't think he mentions his family here. Yeah, he mentions his family. There. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's when he goes in and tells Tom, I can't blow this yes. i can't blow this yeah, yeah, i've yeah. got to be able to sort of run with this so all right fair enough yeah um still though it definitely was kind of like you know it was just a, a, it went from a reference to like all yeah. right get him in yeah uh and then some stuff on kids in the hall which uh, i threw out i said some people russell the post he got a hold of us said he listened uh that morning for the record he loved the original run of kids in the hall it was shown on channel four Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, the only character I remember is the I Crush Your Head guy. We're talking about sketch, <laughs> sketch comedy in the UK. I'm surprised you didn't mention Harry Enfield and Chums. Oh, yeah, Harry Enfield. Uh, and I have yeah. no idea what this is. Full White House. The Fast the Show or Big Train starring a young Simon Pegg. Have yourself or George seen any of these? I can't speak for Georgia because Georgia's not here to speak for herself. Um, I definitely, this, these are just words to me. Uh, Harry Enfield, I know, I've heard the name. Yeah, but yeah. all the other yeah. ones, I don't know about those sketch shows.
0: Oh well, Harry Enfield and Chums. I mean, he had like um, Paul Whitehouse with him, and that became really, really big back in the early nineties. Yeah, uh, and then Paul Whitehouse went with his own sketch show called The Fast Show, and he'd have like actors on, like you know, like um, Ricky Gervais as like Johnny Depp, and people come on.
4: And well, is this is this on like um, when he was on Extras? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. thing. But it, it was
0: it was more of a sketchy show. Yeah. And um, they used to have, like, these two guys who'd go, suit you, sir. No, you suit you. Suit you, sir. And they had a Johnny Depp came in and did one. And Johnny Depp went on record saying that Paul Whitehouse mm-hmm. was one of the best actors he's ever met. Oh, there you go. So, oh. yeah. So, yeah.
4: Uh, let's move on to shout outs first one goes to andy dixon been a while um been a minute as the kids would say Watched top gun over the weekend and wondered if the bfe had covered it was gonna tweet and ask because i'm relatively new to the pod and then as i finished the who do you think you are pod it turns out was top gun this week
2: hashtag scary
4: a friend and neighbor of the podcast richard bennett says really enjoyed your episode on top gun tom cruise does fly he has a pilot license keep up the good work thanks richard yeah cheers richard I want to, Julene, julien julien
2: julien,
4: just for all the love. Really, that's what that's <laughs> always, about. Always, always. Ray from being bookish um, has never seen Top Gun. Oh, mm, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. I'm going to argue you don't need to see the first one to to, to 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 appreciate the second one. No, you don't. They pretty much give you all you need to know. Like yeah, they tell the you f- what. You- I'll just say this was The first five minutes, bit of a clip show.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> bit of a, bit of a previously on Top Gun. <laughs> it basically is. Yeah. I liked it. It gave, yeah. me, it gave me goosebumps. And if you want to hear more, uh, goosebumps. <laughs> uh, uh, and I, I if feel you, like I'm being roosted. There we are. <laughs> and we don't want to ha- leave you hanging on longer than uh. we have to there. But if you want to hear our full thoughts, uh, go check out the see it or Skip It on Top Gun Maverick, which yeah. should already be in your feed um, Survivor UK uh, Revive for all the love the film effect podcast for all the love oh that reminds me when we're done with this we need to do a little quickie uh, hey happy birthday hey. it's their 100th, 100th episode is what it is oh cool so oh. if you remember when when they did ours they had two guys who basically yeah. Ed went hey thanks a lot You guys went yeah, I guess uh, I don't really know who you are. <laughs> so I don't know. I might try and mimic that spirit. <laughs> I don't know. We'll no, see. Yeah, no mean feat. Hundred episodes. Hundred episodes. Takes yeah. off. I mean, Ed works very hard on that. Yeah. Yeah. um What do we got here? We've got um the science fiction remnant podcast for the love, the Saturday morning podcast for the love, so wizard podcast for the love. Kevin from the podcast that wouldn't die <laughs> says, "I remind him of Slider," which. Which, you know, I don't think it's the physique. Because <laughs> Slider isn't like great. Slider is like Mr. Like, flex My Muscles in the basketball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he is. Volleyball, game, volleyball
0: he's, game. He's the oiled up one, isn't he? He is the oiled up one.
4: Yeah. Um, we've got Slider. A slider. <laughs> uh, Josh, your next favorite movie, Best Month Ever, Two Best Month Boogaloo. Yeah, you two ooh. need to get in contact with him and let yeah. him know what films you're doing. Oh, th- you gotta. He's messaged you. Get in touch with Has the guy. He?
3: Yes. Why have I not? Yes. Yeah. Um, see, I have two
4: different twits now, so getting. I think I've, I haven't checked my. See, this, is what, see, this is what I have to deal with, everybody. I got, I got Liam who goes, well, I don't know how to do that, which is fine. <laughs> and then Ethan who just makes crap up about why he hasn't done it yet. No, I and have then two I and Then I get messages from like Hermes going, "Oh, you guys should take it easier on Ethan. I mean, if you had any idea what goes on behind the scenes here,
3: come on." I'm a um. goblin. <laughs> I'm a troll.
4: <laughs> yeah. George, it was actually a really nice one. I said, Call him troll.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the troll of the podcast. Uh Cheesy who said, Apparently I look like an aging Kiefer Sutherland. Because I found this thing of like he you know, Kiefer Sutherland talks about his greatest roles, but I yeah. thought it was Tom Arnold. Oh. Like he looked just like Tom Arnold. Everybody else seen Tom Arnold and then Cheesy went, kinda of looks like you actually. And I was like, What?
2: <laughs> and yeah.
4: then he and then he like photoshopped like a, a white Canadian maple leaf hat on his head. And I'm like, All right, maybe that's what's yeah, the funny. source. Um GIF of the week this week was about hemlock. Uh, entries from Ian Davies, Hermes, Julene, uh, who submitted something like a discount to Agatha from from WandaVision. Oh, okay. Uh, cheesy, who I think did something Buffy-related. I have no idea. Chris Peterson and Josh from Your, your Next Favorite Movie both did the same uh, gift, so they're disqualified. Russell Osborne and Dwayne Smith, uh, don't ask me to say what he submitted either. A bit of a low test this week, but Resident Posty Russell takes his second one in about three weeks. Well done. It was Bill Ooh. and Ted. And it wasn't even it didn't even have the word hemlock in it, but it was Socrates. Bill and Ted hanging out with Socrates. I'm like, good enough, <laughs> yeah, good enough. You hit, that, you hit that sweet spot of my uh, it is yeah of my youth, and so as a result, I am uh, I'm definitely ready for uh, – ready to give you gift of the week. And if you want to, how how can I play gift of the week? How can I achieve such high status as being the Giffer of the week? Well, it's quite simple. Uh, you just wait to hear our random word at the end of the episode. Hermes will be giving us our random word this week. Yeah, because cool. you never know what's coming up. It's, it's random. It's, it's random. random. <laughs> Usually, when I throw to Liam, I see panic in his eyes. It's <laughs> 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 like, well, like I'll be on stage with Liam when you go, you know, it's your line. He goes, <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, so, and then submit a gift that sort of includes or encapsulates that idea onto, your screen yeah. so absolutely so that is gif of the week um why don't give us a review on apple or spotify i hear five stars is our magic number
0: five is the
4: magic number oh your heart wasn't in it this week
0: five <laughs> is the magic number
4: better just keeps on giffin why are we doing this this week we're doing this week because we're uh We've got uh, well. First off, Hermes chose. That's why we're doing he it. Was, yeah. 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 So there we are. Um, so the gentleman. Uh, anybody seen this before? I have. I saw I heard, it pretty yeah. recently, actually, pretty, for the first time. Same.
3: Same. Yeah. Even, this was my first time. I've been. I, I've been wanting to, and I just never got around to it. So this is the perfect excuse. I'm the guy who famously last week went. Oh, it's got this this got, got like a Guy Ritchie feel to it.
4: And then I looked it up, and well, yeah, it makes sense because it, it was it was written and directed by Guy Ritchie. It was. It's 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 a, it's a bit it's a bit more. It's. I think Snatch is really clever. This is yeah. like a really, really clever version of something. Cause like all, it's less plot points, but they do weave together really seamlessly. I like the narration of it. Yeah. It's very, very, that sort of setup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Guy Ritchie, of course, who did Snatch, Lock, sm- Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He wrote and directed both of those films uh, as well. He directed Sherlock Holmes one and two, and he wrote and directed Swept Away. Oh, did he? Starring Madonna. Oh. Were they married yeah. at the time? I think they they were. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinematography by Jeffrey L. Kimball, who did, oh, no, that's not true. I he, just. Compl- he also did uh, The Man From U.N.C.L.E. I think I completely, did he? I think yeah. I only got halfway through and then I totally forgot. Uh, everything else here is from last week.
2: I think he did a lot of this. Is
4: all, this is all Top Gun. I've got here. Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> 2. No, nope, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, have you seen a lot of Guy Ritchie films? Um, I've,
0: no, only the I do I do like the Sherlock Holmes uh, franchise, which I was hoping they're going to get another one out soon. If Robert Downey Jr. doesn't quit that as well, um, here
3: they're producing it right now. Are they? Apparently, it's in the works. I, I do like I do. I, like I them. think I did hear that.
4: Yeah, mm.
0: I do like them because um, I, I like the stories of Sherlock Holmes. I always have like any incarnation of Sherlock Holmes, apart from the Will Ferrell one. It is.
4: A sh- <laughs> oh, a like Holmes and Watson. Oh, yeah, yeah, that
0: was, yeah, that was that
4: was. That's not even you and your hatred of Sherlock of of, of Will Ferrell. That's just That's, uh, that's just the Isn't way it? that is. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So don't watch it, folks. <laughs> sorry.
3: <laughs> uh, Ethan, any any background with it? Yeah, I, I really like Snatch, and um, I haven't seen lot. Uh, I haven't seen Two Smoking Barrels yet, but I did oh, that's see. Really good. Oh, sorry, yeah, I, I I really like the man from Uncle. That was one that I was just always on the TV at him? some point yeah yeah, yeah it's, it? okay. cause it's 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 henry cavill and oh i can't remember the other guy but, Armie but um hammer. yeah army hammer oh, okay and oh poor time but uh, he, then he had like a weird period for me because yeah. he did that king arthur movie and i did not i did not like that no so with hun that's hon as well yeah. yeah yeah i mean he went
4: through a stage where he kind of lost it i mean swept away it was kind of the first but he did rock and Roller, which was like yeah or oh, that was tr- Fer- no Colin that, no that was uh what's his name uh uh, uh 300 i am Sparta. Uh, Gerard Butler. Oh. Oh, it? oh yeah, yeah. Feral Nine, that. i don't think so it was it's it weird it was very forgettable which yeah. is weird because oh. i saw statham's i was like, oh. in it wasn't he huh jason statham that's how statham's in a lot of i mean it's like the yeah. first main main sort of thing you know certain actors become almost synonymous, and you're like yeah where's statham if it's, if, yeah. it's a, if it's a if it's a guy Ritchie movie where where's statham at
0: and now statham's in like every stallone movie isn't he
4: yeah kind of <laughs> yeah. he like so probably can't afford him on the budget he's talking about yeah, here so yeah so true. charlie hunnam
3: though on the other hand yeah why not yeah so because he did aladdin as well like the 2019 he one did. and i yeah i wasn't big on that because i i like his cinematography style with like how he started it just wasn't wait, wait, I, 20, I wasn't on 2019 we're not talking the will smith one are we
4: the will smith one shut really? up guy Ritchie. Yeah. i saw aladdin yeah. and didn't oh click the lake god. oh my god wow yeah you would have thought that someone who spent some time on a guy Ritchie film would be able to hit a guy harder than will smith <laughs> How can he, how can he, <laughs> he's, he's, fair, he's never, now Chris Rock, on the other hand, sign him up. To be fair, he did hit a rock. Oh, <laughs> Chris Rock needs to get in the next one because that on, would be Chris. brilliant it would be brilliant oh. <laughs> um, board. very short context corner of this week which is just uh, it was announced in 2018 Guy Ritchie would write and direct The Gentleman a film that would be in the same spirit as his earlier two films Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch the project was unveiled at the 2018 Cannes Film Festival by the CAA Media Finance and Rocket Science where Miramax acquired the distribution rights there were no table readings for the film instead Guy Ritchie the cast do full dress rehearsals with a multi-angle camera crew. Richie would then review footage of the scenes and revise the script accordingly. Ooh. It was theatrically released in the UK on New Year's Day 2020 and in the US on January 24th. The studio spent about $25 million on promoting the film. Basically, this is one of the last films that gets released before the world shuts down.
2: Yeah. Uh, January 1st, 2020. Yeah, yeah, it
4: basically gets its run in unimpeded. Yeah, And then everything shuts
3: down. So yeah. <laughs> Because uh. I, I wanted to see it And it was between this and Jojo Rabbit And I was like, okay, I'll see Jojo Rabbit this week And I'll see, like, this the next And then, then Just nothing, nothing happened
4: Yeah <sighs> <laughs> My first introduction to this film was actually listening to friends of the podcast, the Film Effect Podcast. Happy one hundred hey. episodes, guys! Yeah. They did one on it, and I was like, "All right." I was just checking out whatever was going on in the pod world. I was like, "I've never heard of this. What, what, what is this?" And they were doing McCona May, which I thought was a clever brand. You know oh, me, I love nice. I love a branding Dude, idea. You do. So I was like, "All right, cool beans," and gave it a listen, and actually stopped it about I don't know a half hour. In and I went, "I gotta watch this film." I didn't watch it at that moment, but I went, "I gotta watch this film," yeah. and then come back to the episode, and I did. I watched it for the next week or so, and came back to it. Um, and so first off, thanks guys for the, uh, assist yeah. on that. Um, yeah. And so it, it was this wonderful little undiscovered gem, which actually in what we do now, it's, it's, <sighs> I guess it's rare, but also maybe not because everything's Marvel. So actually if something mm. like an original idea like this actually falls in our, I mean, maybe, it, maybe that's because it's the UK and the UK are still making independent movies and putting them are, in the yeah. cinemas yep. or maybe not yeah. independent films because it is Miramax, but low budget films, things that aren't $200 million budgets Yeah, and we're putting them in the cinemas and therefore they're getting at least limited American releases or something because these, things, these films aren't getting greenlit at American studios. No. They're just mm. not.
3: So, well, hasn't yeah. one everyone's talking about now, which is, like, kind of, not even indie. I think it's everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Like 13. I really want to see that. Everyone's I, talking I've about had, it. I had a
4: colleague at work give me a very high
3: recommendation of
4: that and said, what, uh, every, what is it? Everything, everywhere, all at once?
3: Yeah. They yeah. were saying it's, like, multiverse, but a lot better, like, a lot better well done.
4: It's oh, what's-her-name okay. from, um, from Shang-Chi, isn't it?
1: ah uh, i'm not is sure is it michelle yo
4: i think it's michelle Yeoh. yeah yeah it is yeah yeah, yeah. i love yeah michelle Yeoh. i know you love michelle Yeoh, do, so we'll at yeah. we'll <laughs> the very least have to do something with that once yeah, yeah, once yeah. once we actually manage to find a way to to watch it but back to this idea that about you know i part of me's going yeah isn't it great look at this film that gets made and you know what though if the director's not guy Ritchie, is this film getting made not really no. is it because there's a certain few auteurs that we have who are kind of independent of the rules scorsese Cameron Tarantino. Spielberg Tarantino yeah. uh, Nolan
2: the,
4: yeah. the, 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 these, these are your big sorts of names yeah Spike Lee right yeah. but but what happens when these guys stop yeah who's that next generation maybe a Taika YT maybe Taika's not young no no but who's like
3: he's making tv shows now Ryan
4: Johnson I guess I guess he did get knives out but where's he gone with it he's gone straight to streaming with the sequels hasn't he
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got a Star Wars trilogy, but that's currently just like up in the air until he finishes oh, the second one.
4: I can't wait to watch three movies where we just watch a ship fly in space and they talk <laughs> I about if it if it I Oh, I
3: will oh, defend that film till I die. It'll be like
4: Lord of the Rings in space. That'll be great. <laughs> Josh, watch out. You know what mine's going to be? We got a... F- I Are mean, you really asking? Yeah, so I don't know. It might we we be got, someone else. I would- have gone with something for for, for my pick. Uh, this is back to your next favorite movie and mm. best oh, okay. month ever too. I have given him mine. It's something that we haven't covered on the pod. So, So there we go. But a film. I was going to do the prestige. Yes. And I went, how do I do the prestige in that format without spoiling everything? You can't. Which that makes me just the guy who's like stopping people from actually getting their full enjoyment out of the prestige. So I'm like, I can't do it. As much as I want to do it, that would be my next favorite movie. Mm -hmm. In fact, it is my favorite movie. I think that's why I didn't do it the first time. But I I just sat there and went, can't do it. And then it was like, what's one we haven't done in the pod? Because I really enjoy that. It's kind of different Mm -hmm. as opposed to just rehashing what we've already done. Exactly. Let's do a deep dive. Deep dive. Uh, we had a Miramax title card, and we meet Mickey, played by Matthew McConaughey. All right, all, all right, right, all, all right. right. Uh, we're probably going to have a little story off the top. He goes in, he says, I want a pint, and I want a pickled egg. He does. And you instantly went, <laughs> that was you a couple of years yeah, ago. Was. <laughs> was. I was mad for pickled eggs a There's this thing here. Debbie taught me this, and I really kind of got on board, that you order a packet, and they're like little packets. So if you're in North America, you think about your personal... Bag of crisps or chips, potato chips. You might buy in the store. It's more like the half size ones, the ones you'd kind of get, um, like for Halloween. Maybe a little bit bigger than that, but you get like a little bag of of, of potato crisps. Yeah, uh, and then you take uh, salt and vinegar, and then you take a pickled egg. Yeah, and you and you sort of crush the egg, and you shake it all through, and you're getting little pieces of egg and little pieces of of, of, of crisp. Yeah, and it sounds like it should be revolting. <laughs> it's because it says the pickled eggs like all vinegar anyway as well you're so on board with this once you start having this i went through a major you until did. i pivoted to pork scratchings yeah this was my pub <laughs> pub snack of choice it is a little bit messy because it gets all over you and you're kind of like doing yeah. like the whole like 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 I don't even know how to refer to it. sauce, we you're kind of doing like the little like scoop. claw as Horses you go scoop. in. The what? The horse yeah. scoop. The, horse, the It's what? like a little a spade. Claw, or claw scoop. I thought yeah. you said something else. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So I I enjoy, I enjoy a good pickled egg. Do you know what I had the other day? What's that? I had chili pork scratchings. Ooh. Oh, yeah, and mustard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that really hit the mu- back of your throat. The, the mustard ones are nice, and we mean Ooh. British mustard. We don't mm. mean yeah. Um, uh, the last couple of years, I've got myself a, uh, first one was a gift, actually. The second one I got my, myself this year, but it was a pork scratchings advent calendar. Oh, oh that's cool. so it's a different flavor. The hard part is I've discovered that pork scratchings have a really tight window of when they're like fresh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of, I don't know when, uh, so when you come but, to the end of the month. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's just I'm getting rid of all these like individual bizarre flavorings. I'm sitting there going, okay, anything else that's, there's like 12 different flavors. I'm like, okay, anything else that's just salt and pepper. Okay, I th- that's not in date.
3: <laughs> it's a little, ah, it's not really there. But so I did a cheese one once, and by the time you get to the end, it's like I don't know if this is supposed to be like kind of yeah. funky or just. Yeah, I'm all
4: about kind of alternative, yeah. alternative um they yeah. I, I It's fun. Mm. Uh, cheese, cheese is something that, that's been on my list uh, as one mm. that m- might be something I'd be into. You do love your cheese. I do love a cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, give dad cheese and crackers for dinner but anyway moving on <laughs> uh what do we got here um oh we see that there's he asked for his pint pulled and his pint as it gets pulled it says gritchie yeah on the name of the pint gee richie and that's an actual brewery that he owns Is it? it's not, oh, wow. it's not just, it's not just like, like, like a vanity thing uh, uh it actually cool. exists it's owned by director guy Ritchie. i believe um yeah he owns he owns the uh the brewery uh earlier so we see it on the top we also see it on a van later on in the movie outside he used to own a pub in
0: Mayfair um called the Punch Bowl.
4: He actually still owns a pub, but not that one. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, and we wow. had the
4: voiceover. If you want to be king of the jungle, you have to act like you're king of the jungle, because there can be no doubt. Doubt causes chaos. It does. Which Hermes is why we have to keep Ethan in line. Yep. <laughs> he needs to know. <laughs> um but what did what did Carlo call it? Amicable squabbles <laughs> like that. I like that. Um uh, so, them the, the the pint glasses in the film bear the name "lore of the land," a pub owned by Guy Ritchie ah. with
3: footballer David Beckham. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant! Yes, yeah, actually, fun that, business meeting to be at. That makes they. I think David Beckham was in King Arthur at some point. Oh, was he, he really? was like a, Yeah, I think it was like a really bad bit role.
4: In Fitzrovia, central London. So
3: if I'm ever in London again, I'm
4: going to look this place up. Lore oh, yeah. of the land. You'll we'll have to go in. I go. want to do a London trip. I do. And I want to yeah. eat, and I want to just visit like like places that were, movies were shot at. Yeah. I think that's just a, good, just a good shout to get some, some content.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> World's End is one of those ones as well. And then, yes.
4: And then we hear... Um, We hear footsteps and there's, he's on the phone with his, with his wife and something's obviously gone wrong on the other side and he's like, what's up, what's up, what's up? And then from off, (laughs)
0: what's up, what's up? Yeah, maybe not quite.
4: (laughs) But then, but then, but then off camera, um, you hear a gunshot and some blood hits the The pint glass and on the egg. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Uh. But, but, uh, we don't know. I think we're led to believe Mickey's just. Mickey's yeah. just died. He's just bought it, yeah. And so then we kind of cycle around. And this is the concept called a circular narrative where we sort of start in the middle or towards the end and then we go back to the beginning and play it through. I like, I like stories like that. Which actually mm. kind of, is this it kind of doesn't do this because it does this in the sense that we're about to be told a story by, by, by a character we do uh but so the the, the, t- the timeline where he's telling the story is after the event we just saw yeah but the uh the story he tells is before the event we just saw yeah so that becomes tricky it
3: it's like a story within a story
4: of a story it's it's this is very it's, guy very guy rich yeah, I mean this multi-layered is multi-layered he's been always been really yeah. good at keeping multiple strands of narratives going on at once
0: and it's always one of those things like um, this is what could happen may happen yeah.
4: and all that and you're like trying to keep yeah. and it's usually well I'll tell you in a second sort of another tr- uh, trope or a auteur signature if you will of Guy Ritchie. Uh but we now meet Ray and Ray is played by Charlie Hunnam who everybody in their dog probably knows as the lead character whose name escapes me in the in the thing. Jackson. Jackson. Oh, Jackie boy. Jackie How did Bury. I forget that? Yeah. yeah. Um Jack's, the lead character in Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, yeah. Which was so huge. For, for a, a few years. A brief time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, multicultural culture, and then they couldn't figure out how to end it. I think that really kind of killed it. Yeah. yeah. I, I really love
0: the series, apart from when I went to Northern Ireland. Um, this, oh, the, the season in Ireland is so oh, poor. It's so bad. So
4: poor. Um, I'll say this much, though. Uh, that first episode is one of the great first episodes in TV. Oh, it sets you up, doesn't it? Oh, like that last shot of Hunnam and Katie Segal in the foreground. Yeah. And then you get, what's his name? Uh, Hellboy. Oh, ron Proman, yes uh, but he's like he comes in out of the shot yeah. and you, you get you get oh, the one guy's doing elbows is i can't <laughs> help but so, falling in love and you so have this distance because we know it's not his real dad and we know it's but now this guy's his stepdad and it was his, his, his like dad's best friend yes, or mate, vice yeah. president running the motorcycle club that's it that is one of the great first episodes of uh, if i was a network I, I picked that up in a heartbeat yes yeah, uh, so the good. strength of that pilot absolutely have you seen the follow-up
0: the mines
4: no no it's not like i didn't even finish sons of anarchy to be honest with you so I'll let you know i was uh, all in for a while i was
0: i was all in i didn't I,
4: I got a story to tell you off Mike, about why i probably stopped watching that show oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it,
4: it was it was no fault of the show i'll say that much. Oh, okay um what do i got next i've got uh Oh, so Guy Ritchie has a deep interest in fashion and was very concerned with the wardrobe for the film. To prepare Charlie Hutton for his role, Ritchie took him clothes shopping, and most of Ray's wardrobe comes from these shopping trips. That's cool. Aww. Not from the actual wardrobe department. Yeah, it was yeah. like they picked it out together. Nice. And he is really well-dressed. He is. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Guy Ritchie's always Guy always Ritchie, good. come on. I will. Okay, fine. I'll finally. I've been holding you off too long. I will let you. Let's do a shopping <laughs> trip. Let's do a shopping trip. I I now want to get cast in a Guy Ritchie film just so I can get a new wardrobe. (laughs) Okay, so Madonna, me and you,
0: let's go for a shopping trip.
4: (laughs) I'm still thinking about notes about Madonna taking everybody shopping there. His original character name was going to be Polite Pete. (laughs) because like <laughs> he well, he he's a polite. bit posh isn't he yeah he yeah. Is. He, yeah he comes into the kitchen and he's looking for something and his house is really nice but then you hear a jingle <laughs> jingle jingle and we just see this glass of ice being held up and then we meet fletcher i really wish george was here to talk about this yeah. this is hugh grant ethan this was your first experience tell me your yeah. reaction when you realized this was hugh grant
3: on the screen I I remembered he was like some sort of sleazy character, but I couldn't re- realize it. I didn't realize it was him, and then he stepped into like Went, oh bloody hell! Because I'm used to him going like weird now. Because he did um he did like Paddington Two and some other stuff where he's like going into less Hugh Granty roles. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm, well, I'm loving this already. He's been very open to the fact
4: that he did a yeah. rom com with Sarah Jessica Parker called "Did You Hear About the Morgans?" and how that was so atrocious. And he only took it because it was like the most Hugh Grant. Was just another Hugh Grant role, wasn't it? Oh, okay. And it went so badly, but he said it killed his career as a leading man in like romantic comedies. And oh, so he's had I to know. think about what he does now, and so he's had to think outside the box. Why and he's goes. brilliant outside the box. So he's so good. good. Do more of this. Yes. I the first time I watched it, I just laughed so much at him because it's it blew my a, a, mind. He can, a he can really act. He can. Yeah. And there's something in that. Yeah. Uh, and we're a pod who's done a lot of Hugh Grant. I mean, we've done Four Weddings and a Funeral. Mm-hmm. We've done Love Actually. Yeah, we've done Bridget Jones's Diary. Yeah, so this is at least the fourth movie we've done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, and the first three are very kind of paint by you know. Oh, it's different to Bridget Jones because he's the baddie, even though he's just kind of like <laughs> Hugh Grant in it. Hugh Grant pretended to be a he's just Hugh Grant, but he kind of cheats on her, but he's still really charming.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I saw him in before this? I went, oh, he can do some really weird stuff. He did that Netflix, that I think it was uh, Death to 2020, and he's so oh, I've weird. I've seen that. He's funny he's in that. He's so weird in yeah. that. It's great. I didn't
4: get the whole way through it, but I did watch parts of it. I was yeah. going to do a skip Skipping on it, just couldn't make it through it. Mm. I think something came up. Um, what do we got here? Um Hugh Grant delivered his scenes with Charlie Hunnam in five days. Wow. He had over forty pages of dialogue he had to get through in those five days. To help with these long, monologue-heavy shoots, Hugh Grant wrote a cheat sheet. The night before he was scheduled to shoot, his car was broken into, and the robber took his script and his cheat sheet, <laughs> so he had to go on without him. Oh, no. He adamantly denies that his distinctive portrayal of the character was based on any actual person, but rather just the idea of a general sleazebag. Uh, and he revealed in the Graham Norton show that he had not met Matthew McConaughey the entire time of the shoot. Wow. In fact, know. the first time they had met, was right then and there on the Graham Norton show. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of cool. I love Graham Norton. If you're out there in the States, you know who Graham Norton is. I think if he comes up, I go, oh, really should watch Graham Norton.
0: He's great. I'm surprised he hasn't (laughs) transferred over to America. I don't know what it is about him. Because they'd love him over there.
3: He did, what was was that Pixar film? He did did Soul, and that was like his sort of foray in America and then nothing else.
4: Maybe he doesn't want to work... Maybe he doesn't want to work the American schedule.
3: Yeah, maybe. Because
4: the Graham Norton show here, what do you do? You do, you do, what, like four weeks at a time and then he's off? Yeah, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. so. For a while and then he does like another series of shows and then he's off? Yeah. So we can do all these other things? Like, he can do soul. He can do all these. Eurovision. He can do Eurovision, right? Yeah, he's that guy yeah. who just popped. He's Terry Wogan, right? He's the guy who pops yeah. up, and that means nothing to anybody outside of Britain. No, <laughs> no. But he's that guy who just, if there's something it's, if, if you need someone young, it's Ant and Dec.
3: Yeah.
4: If you need someone older, it's going to be Graham Norton. Those, those are your yeah. choices, really,
3: isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three broadcast people you really have is like Ryland, Ant and Dec, and Graham Norton. Huh? Who's Ryland? Ryland. He's the, he hosts like a lot of the ITV stuff now. Oh, okay. He's like he's like the younger Phil and Holly from the Danny, morning. Danny
4: Dyer's just switched teams, is he? He's gone from BBCs do a game show on <laughs> ITV. I think he's going to be everywhere. I thought you meant oh something else. What do you <laughs> think about <of it> sexually? <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm just announcing <laughs> as a non sucker. <laughs> By the way, Danny Dyer's just he, revealed. Remember when I like, he's going to be what? Doctor Who? Danny D- yeah, Danny Dyer's Doctor Who, yeah. yeah oh Hugh
3: Grant's Doctor, <laughs> Who. Doctor Who. Yeah, Hugh he Grant's watched, Doctor he Who. He was Doctor Who for a, for a Oh, special. a comic
4: relief. It's not like canon.
2: <laughs>
4: um, what do we got here? Uh, Hugh Grant's uh, sunglasses in this were Ray-Bans and the costume replaced the frame's lenses to red-tinted ones to give his character a sinister feel. According to Hugh Grant, this dark... Dark red became a signature of the character, leading to his ox blood coat and overall color scheme.
0: I like him in this. And he found
4: the <laughs> he found the irony in him being an unscrupulous media bloodhound uh, because his real life has been just the opposite. People tapping his phone lines and going yeah. after him in the press. So there we go. He's been offered one hundred fifty thousand pounds. We find out for some dirt on Mickey that will lead to Mickey's downfall. So he's here to sort of play the other side.
0: Yeah, he's just go he I think he's trying to get out of the game, isn't he? He's just taking
4: the money and run. Yeah. Now his counter offer is so in order to instead of that I want you to give me 20 million pounds <laughs> <laughs> but I love the bullshitness oh that. to go in and go like and I'm going to tell you why it's worth 20 million yeah, pounds yeah. so I mean it's really hard I don't have a lot of notes about the Charlie Hunnam Hugh Grant stuff because so much of it is just cutaways in between other scenes and yeah. it's just really hard to organically work it in so I will say that I love the send up that all of this is being told through Mickey's sorry is it Mickey no it's uh, Fletcher. Uh, Fletcher. Fletcher. all of is being done through hugh grant's fletcher character yeah i think it's brilliant that we're basically getting a story mm. within a story oh that's great he's pitching a film in many so it's the film he within is, the yeah. film yeah so yeah it's uh, it, it's
3: it's pretty dang decent as far as that goes i was like can i tell you a story no please <laughs> yeah he's just, he's just so sleazy and charming i love him
4: um so he's written a hollywood script it's called bush Uh, Which actually was the working title for this film. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, Fletcher says, "I'm going to tell you a story to justify a 20 million pound price tag," and he's like, "Play a game with me." He goes, "Like this, please." He goes, "No." He just play play a fucking game with me. (laughs) (laughs) That's good enough. Three times. Um, he argues that it should be shot on anamorphic film because it's beautiful cinema. And the whole time he's talking about aspect ratios, and we see the, 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 the image we see on the screen changing with every mention
2: of it. And oh, I love dear. it when films get meta like it's this. Great. I think oh, it's, it's great.
4: great. I do. I do. Uh, so the movie, within a movie. And this is great because the other great thing about having Mickey do the story this way is you can do all the lazy exposition you want because <laughs> you're setting you're setting yeah, a script yeah, for a yeah, story yeah. exactly yeah. so you you have to mention all this background information it's brilliant it is um we find out that mickey went to oxford uh, as a poor but very smart american young boy who deals drugs but we find out he can be ruthless there was this one shot we never see the face of young mickey which we don't have to but he's got a machete in his hand that's a not, big that's, old, not, that's not Danny Trager either. <laughs> not big old, like, this, is, this isn't this Paul. That, Paul Hogan's going, this ain't a knife. <laughs> that's a knife. <laughs> that is a knife. <laughs> um, and we find out now he wants to get out, though. He's, he's done the drug thing for a while, and he wants to get out. And this is where we meet Matthew Berger, played by Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. Yeah, no relation to Mark Strong. I was kinda of hoping he would I be. I thought he would be, yeah. He was the little diminutive guy. Um, I think he's referred to as Jewish a couple
3: times. I think.
2: I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. I
4: only bring that up because it's something I'm gonna I think there was something I picked up on later that sort of played off that as a as a as a joke or a pun or something. Yeah. Um well oh, Alexa, not heard of that one. not heard of that one <laughs> either. So just we're all on the same page here. Yeah. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Matthew seems to be a bit upper class, and he's. They cut to his dinner party where Matthew McConaughey, who's playing uh, Mickey, and Jeremy Strong is playing M- Matthew Berger and we're talking about clothes but they're not talking about clothes and it's this whole subtext and it's what i think fletcher refers to it as a proper cock off (laughs) there's some great speeches oh there's so i I couldn't like write down most of them but uh no there's some there's some things that are just great sound bites but i'm like yeah i'm not i'm not gonna be saying that um so i believe if I heard correctly, and one of you guys please correct me if I get it wrong, I believe they suggested that they have like um, revenues of, was it 200 million a year? Or is it 20 million a year?
2: Oh, God.
4: I guess 200. I do I'm think very, it's 200. Oh, okay. Um, it must be. It must be, because if he's paying each one off a million, yeah, yeah, yeah. then he only gets plus eight if it's 20 million a year. So it's got to be 200. I think he said 200 million
2: a year. 200,
4: yeah. uh, 200 million pounds a year um, Do uh, selling weed. Um, and they can't figure out how he's able to grow so much without being for it to flag up. That's Matthew's question. It should be everybody's question because I've always said, because um, in Canada you hear about grow ops that get busted all the time. I've always said, just from a perspective, I have no insider <laughs> knowledge about anything, no, but we, selling, sell, selling weed, producing weed cannot be a full-time job because you can't earn enough money to justify a full-time salary without alerting people that you're growing weed is my thought. And you can always smell it well, everywhere, wherever if, you go. If you're in a factory, because we saw yeah. that happened to factory, it got busted, and that was because you know the the energy sort of bills going up and all that. Yeah, so, something yeah. will tip it off. The best you can hope for is a side hustle. Yeah,
3: I lived I underneath lo- one. Did you? Yeah, my my old apartment. Uh, the people upstairs had 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 that, and the first I was like, smells of weed. And it just kept getting stronger and stronger until I wake up one morning. There's like police in our door, being like. Do you know anything about this? Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, You also have to sell it to so many different people.
2: Yeah.
4: Because mm. how much money is someone spending to get weed? Now, I don't know anything about the weed market. Oh, I, don't. I don't. I've no. known nothing. It's legal in Canada now, but it wasn't when I left. Oh, okay. And so I haven't been to, when I've gone home, I haven't even bothered do going to a shop. eventually it will snowball and that will be legalized everywhere? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And nor do I really care about it one way or the other. No. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the, not a partaker, but I'm in favor of legalization for what it's worth. Mm. Yeah. um i think it just controls what's the, the the quality of it yeah 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 um i think it's kinda, you know i think it's really hard in a world where we say cigarettes are illegal so are legal yeah to then go weeds illegal i'm like yeah. i don't really see the difference yeah there. Yeah, yeah so if i you know because you look at the health risks between tobacco and marijuana i'm like they're not even comparable no <laughs> that's strange isn't it it is strange so, um, but that's the question. How do you do so much of this without, without flagging it up? And so, um, he talks about British people in this, uh, this conversation he's having. This is Mickey. And he says, there's not much land. There's too many groups and they have too many rights and they love a forum and to complain about someone who hasn't cut their grass the correct way. And I'm like, this is the most English thing. He's a hundred percent correct. Like my, true. my, my thing is British people love someone getting caught doing something wrong. <laughs> they love gotcha moments
0: yeah i don't know why
4: though I, yeah. I don't know it's a weird it thing is, isn't it? especially if you have these like discussion groups on every village or town has one
0: did you have that same feeling during covid when they said right um if any of your neighbors are doing something or going somewhere oh, they people shouldn't. were like
4: broadcasting oh, yeah. it all oh, like, it was brutal right? oh turned us all in it drives the me nuts we want and at one point they said the, the, i think boris came out so we want you to police each other and i'm like yeah. in what
2: world yeah.
4: <laughs> that's rich 15 16 months later yeah <laughs> police each other you guys can't even police yourselves yeah. That's another story. That was it was not a party. It was a work gathering. I'm 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 toasting the end of the work day with many of my colleagues. Here's my
0: cardboard cutout. He
4: doesn't look good on this one. Uh let's move on. Uh if, if you're out there just just google Boris Johnson party. That's all, that's all I'll say. Uh, You've got to say which one? If you get if yeah, if you get less than 5 hits let me know cuz <laughs> um so the sale price is 400 million and what's the deal of why is it worth 400 and meanwhile the motive for what's going on is that the editor of a daily print dave and mickey have a feud due to a smash job on one of mickey's lords then mickey showed up dave because i guess dave has aspirations of being big and important yeah yeah so
0: that never really goes anywhere though
4: does it it's just, it's supposed to be a motive. It's just, it's what starts Fletcher on his role. Okay. Uh, the framing device, the conversation about here is wonderful. We have a limit to the grow up, not much land. We've talked about that. Uh, Mickey's deal is against generational inheritance tax. So he goes to these lords and goes, look, I'll pay you a million a year because at some point someone's going to die. Yeah. And this million I'm going to pay you each year will help recoup some of those losses when you have to pass your stuff on the next generation.
0: I also like the fact, I mean, Obviously, not. Mickey's not a nice guy, but I do like the fact that he, he looks after the stately homes and he does say, I'll repair that roof for you. I'll do that for you. That's fine. And these are these are buildings that would go into disrepair, you know, if he, if he didn't, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of stately homes that went like that way.
4: Yeah, you're not wrong. Um what else do we have here we've got uh, they pull up to a shipping container where there's like a little metal table and of course the guy's doing we're all he's sort of the guy's just a voice what we're thinking oh boy do i have to keep the hammer too like, <laughs> do you know what i honestly thought
0: when i first watched this and i saw the hammer on the table you thought he was gonna kill him i thought he's gonna kill yeah. Him. yeah me too i
3: seriously
4: did short movie yeah <laughs> Um, And then we uh, see them push the table, and then it opens up a stairwell that goes downstairs, and we see there's lots of land and lots of uh, ultraviolet light and weed being grown. Um, I had someone once take me to a basement. Oh, really? And show me a a smaller version of this.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow.
4: (laughs) And I was sitting there, and I was going, there's a." a lot of plants <laughs> tinfoil everywhere wow. <laughs> so the light just bounces off nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is in canada i want to say this much this is in canada <laughs> and i was just had like a long long time ago. and i was just like whoa yeah
2: because
4: at that point it was it was very much not legalized <laughs> um yeah so that was someone who was just doing it for personal and bartering use
0: i had a guy come into my shop when i first opened and he tried to sell me stuff, and I was like, "What are you doing?
4: Get I, out!" Like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. get out. Yeah, it was weird for me when I moved over here because it is very laissez-faire. Like, even though it was illegal, like the cops aren't really looking your way. Yeah, as long as you're not trying to move, like, uh, as long as you're not selling, they yeah, don't really yeah, care. Yeah. Um, and then I moved over here, and I was just—I think I said something once about why don't the kids ever? Because it's nothing unusual for there to be a bunch of kids who are just like stoned. In class in canada it wasn't and then i'm like why the kids here ever do it and i found out like oh, oh wow it's like it's like it's like a like, like a legit thing here you can get points on your license now can't you if
3: you're driving yeah, yeah sure, you could. Like yeah, sure yeah. Could. Uh, yeah but but even, unless you're in like a big city just, it's not really a thing
4: but even just the idea of like holding it and and oh see, in canada's am at farmland like everybody's got, everybody's got like a little like like area, I suppose. I, I swear I'm, I'm not. So, so like over here we have veggie patches. Yeah, <laughs> different different kind of different kind of patch. <laughs> um weed patch yeah but i tell you what there was that i was working I on a garlic farm once and I went, what's this said, this does not look like it's ripe yet and they went oh no skip that part <laughs> <laughs> that's not garlic that brilliant. <laughs> i'm not a, i swear i'm not a partaker i just uh yeah really? but i'll tell you what i have this 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 memory of my head of representing concerts because in canada every concert you go to you <laughs> Oh, there it is. Hang on a minute.
0: Are you sure that's a maple leaf? <laughs>
4: <laughs> there are flags that are sold. <laughs> is it? That's red on both sides and a green leaf that's wow. a marijuana leaf in the middle. Wow. Yeah. So uh we find out that um weed is going to be future proof because when it goes legalized, which they predict will happen in the UK, um someone needs to be the legitimate face of it, and that's where Mickey falls short mickey can't be the legitimate face of it so the infrastructure all that stuff is ready to go for the right person so basically setting himself up whoever would buy it for like trillion half a trillion dollars at which point how stupid is this guy (laughs) like if a deal's as good as we're made actually that's a really good point we have if this deal's that good why do you mess with it yeah i don't understand well just to save like what 150 million on nothing on on future earnings yeah. that are going to be in the hundreds of billions yeah yeah yeah
3: this is so stupid it is it's literally handed on a silver platter and he's like okay but what if instead just take it oh i just don't get it no just because you could that is that green <laughs> like, how, though, I guess? how to work out for you i, I just don't get it no
4: because it's not worth the risk no, you're right. The percentage points is not worth the risk. There's a complaint, a concern I have of the movie. It's just going like the grumbly. villains. Yeah, the, <laughs> the villains' motivations don't make sense. No. It's just, oh, he's just, he just really, I mean, mmm. Because <laughs> there is this very negative stereotype about um, Jewish people. Yeah. Uh-huh. And finances. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm like, is the. But that was never played out. No. But they, but they explicitly made a point of referencing the fact he was Jewish. This is weird. Hmm. It is. This is why it's a deep dive. It's a deep dive. Uh, and then we meet Dry Eye, played by Henry Golding. Look up, it's Dry Eye. I like him. It's from that stupid Christmas movie hey, you love so much. With Michelle Young. Uh, Last woo! Christmas. Um, love that film. Uh, he was a rumored future James Bond. Was he? Around oh, time. he would have been good. Yeah. He would have been good. Uh Guy Ritchie loved Henry Golding's Lubutin shoes so much he redirected the scene photography to showcase them in the frame. <laughs> um on a side note, all of Charlie Hunnam's shoes were custom made for the film. Oh wow. nice. again, guy I'll okay, fine, I'll do one of your movies. Yeah I'm good we find a dry smuggling people, so we know very early on he's not a goodie. Nope. No. And there's also something about that that is mentioned later in the film, that McConaughey's character, he does weed
2: and weed
0: is the good drug we're told thing is though right when you see mcconaughey is that you say yep mcconaughey yep um as mickey in this you kind of like him then you don't like then you kind of like him then you think oh he's not too bad you know blah 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 in this henry who is dry eye yep he's got no redeeming features
2: no, 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 no! He's, he's
0: evil. Yeah.
4: He's slimy. He's evil. <laughs> I quite like him in that.
2: Actually,
4: it was <laughs> it was really fun to see because isn't he? Is he also in like to all the girls I've kissed before? It's not him, is it? No, no? I think that's like Noah Samson. I'll, oh, okay, check. yeah. Um, we also meet. At this time I said we should meet uh, his queen, Rosalind Pearson, played by Michelle Dockery. Love her. Yeah. She's from Downton Abbey.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. She's Lady Mary Crawley. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see her in you know quite quite a different take yeah. i guess i don't know the show well enough i don't i tried oh. i watched the first season and then just kind of went all right is this more posh stuff all right fair enough i just came it up it on it crazy watching... rich
3: asians oh is that what it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Started... it was one of the rom-coms around that time yeah i started
4: yeah. watching that from
0: second season i didn't really <laughs> see the first she was not the original choice was she not oh. nope michelle pfeiffer
4: the original choice <laughs> dropped out two weeks after shooting began
0: wow oh.
4: anybody we know Someone, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer. No, no. way too, way too old. Dude. <laughs> I know. I know. Kate Beckinsale. <gasps> oh, I love her. I know. Oh, my God. Uh, Why did she drop out? Direct quote from an insider. She explained that other stuff in her life, including an ill family member, meant she could not commit. Luckily, Guy had Michelle waiting in the wings to take over. So that helped to ease the transition. It's a real shame as it oh. was a great gig for Kate. But Guy is sure it will still be a box office hit now that Michelle is on board many of her monologues were written or rewritten on the day of shooting. She had mere hours to memorize changes before shooting. I don't remember long speeches being oh, kind of best or clever, uh she, Oh, that's clever, though. She, runs an, she runs an all-woman mechanic shop. Yeah, it was great. THC Motors or something like that? Yeah. THC, of course, being the uh, sort of chemical name for marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> Is yep. it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know THC? That. Oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know It's that. like the active ingredient that like gets you high, I think. Uh Yeah. Uh, it's one of those podcasts this week, apparently. <laughs> and she's coaching Mickey on how to get out without seeming weak. And she's cool because she's like his other half. She, she's like coaching him, going, don't go soft. She's just a match. She's like, you might be um, gen- becoming gentrified. But don't let them see you becoming gentrified. You can't be that person.
3: No, 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 no. She's there great. are so many films like this where the wife would sort of just be like to the side of, oh, no, don't. Well, do. And I, she's she's got such. Good fellow. She's, mm. yeah, she's got
4: her own kind of thing. Good fellow. She just be a little woman at home. Yeah. yeah. right. Scarface, probably the same thing as well. Michelle yeah, Viper. Is she in that? Yeah. Oh, okay. And there's it. Um, oh you should it's great let's talk about Raymond's grill shall we Fletcher wants a steak and Ray obliges because it's both like a table like a picnic table and like a grill it in one cool, it? Cus- it is cool custom made and designed by Guy Ritchie wow yeah. oh, is there anything he can't do apparently not well resist the charms of Madonna it would seem <laughs> uh, we find out that Dry wants a meeting with Mickey and goes through Roz to get it and my, Mickey doesn't like it but it still happens and uh, this is the clip we heard at the start it
0: shows you though if he's willing to go through uh, Roland, she has some sort of sway
4: yep oh yeah dry here he's getting out and wants to buy the process Is a great line where he says unlike the salt and pepper that's not on the table
2: oh great line great <laughs> it's line. a
4: great face off and i don't know if you noticed this ethan when i brought it up when we were watching it here but the negative space in the face off is always mirrored so, oh, like, we have, like, a side shot of dry eye with all the negative space on the right. And then we had uh, the, uh, the mirroring shot from Mickey. Mickey's perspective where he's on the right side of the frame and all that's on the left. And then we went to shots that shot them face on. But it would be, like, one of them would have left space to their head and one of them would have right space to their head. They weren't framed oh. centrally. So, just to show their competing ideologies that they couldn't be any more different, I was like, this is well done. I love that. This
3: yeah. is well done. Yeah that's the thing that i always like guy richie for because he, he always thinks about camera placement especially for those kind of confrontations yep um and when the silverbacks got more
4: silver than back you'd better move on before you're moved on great dialogue mm, yeah. and then he goes ahead and goes, goes that's a big number and he goes yeah this is a big gun <laughs> <laughs> and he shoots him and the score goes insane yeah. eyes not so dry now that's so good there's one rule in this jungle when the lion's hungry he eats bang 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 and then we find out no nah, none of this nah, happened happen, no. which I love because this is the other part of a Guy Ritchie sort of film the unreliable narrator yeah can so you actually trust the story you don't know what, don't know what is no. so everything's got yeah. like that twinge of doubt and also that twinge of we're watching a movie as we watch a movie As the song would say at the end of the movie, that's entertainment. That is. I was was going, what a great choice of song. I'll tell you what I did
0: like also when they rewound it. Yeah, yeah straight after this yeah.
4: yeah we actually hear them we see it in reverse and reset Uh and there's a story about a lion and a dragon and he goes and basically the story is the lion tells the dragon to fuck off <laughs> and the sure. dragon didn't pay attention to it he said you might know think this is about more than it's about a lion and a dragon so I'm not selling and until that, merited on that for a while and until then fuck off <laughs> I thought that was brilliant it is uh, we get a rat infestation at the farm, some tracksuit YouTube boys hit up the same farm we just went to. Uh, they are interrupted by the heavies who work for Mickey, and we set up a fight. I love these heavies. One at a time, they keep coming out with these like little like, punchlines. <laughs> they do, do <don't> they? <laughs> and then we cut to the kebab house without knowing what happens. And this film does this really well. It would yeah. cut from a moment of tension, and we'd later find out what happened. Yeah. And we meet Coach, played by the Penguin himself, Colin Farrell. He's good in this. (laughs) He's so good in this. So good. Um, Colin Farrell's glasses were vintage, sourced from a private eyewear. Sorry, from a private eyewear company. Uh, They were called Colin Farrell and the Toddlers. They wear custom tracksuits. Uh, the reason why they dress similarly is coach wants to give the boys, uh, mostly wayward misfits, a sense of uniformity. And these three kids who are not part of his gang disrespect him. And young the, as well. Aren't yep. They? And the coach fights back, and very quickly they went for knives. And I think the first time I watched this, I mistook these boys as being the ones who just hit up the. Oh,
3: did you? The weed? No, yeah. no, I didn't. So that's why I thought at first, and then oh, I was didn't. like, wait, they're too small. They're a bit too young. Yeah, they're yeah. also too white. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Because the, the, it's 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 a lot of, the the ethnic makeup's very different between the two groups, yeah. actually. Yeah. Which is good. And he says it's not about teaching with your, what is it, like, girls use knives, you know, lazy people shoot yeah, guns. Use your head. Men fight with their, yeah. and boys fight with their fists, but, you know, smart, clever, they fight up here. Yeah. Adults they fight, fight up head. here. They do. The adults, they <laughs> fall to their head. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with a knife, he slaps it away. Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> what I love is the guys running the kebab shop, like, don't flinch. No, like they've seen this before they, they're they're friends of coach by the looks oh, of they things. know who he is they and know. what he can yeah, do yeah yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah yeah and he squirts like vinegar in one of their eyes as well
4: yeah uh and so the coach is phoned up oh and the boys once he says this is the coach they know who he is yeah they're like oh yeah. no um and the coach is phoned up and the says oh we've landed some stuff he's like you've what you've what i'll be right there and there's a youtube rap video <laughs> um and actually there's a rapper called bugsy malone as part of the group Is there? Yeah, he's an actual rapper. This is his first actual acting appearance. (laughs) So um, it's them doing this really highly like props to their editor for getting this all ready to go within hours. I'm surprised it's ready to launch. I'm I'm like, (laughs) serious? Wow. I'm surprised he didn't have a
0: splurge gun. (laughs) What's that? have you not seen bugsy malone oh yeah yeah, yeah. oh
4: <laughs> i hate bugsy malone bugsy malone is a children's uh, dramatic piece for anybody not in the uk oh, i, I think it travels well it's set in like well,
0: uh, it 20s and 30s it's
4: Depart- like it's Depart- like gangster like al yeah, capone the, oh wise guy eh? the, the depression yeah yeah it's so, great uh what else do we have here uh he notes the oh so it says take the video down he said, did you realize whose stuff this is take the video down and then meanwhile we've got roz talking to mickey going you can't notice that this isn't a coincidence between the two she goes he goes yeah it's more than a coincidence she goes she goes nope there's fuckery afoot (laughs) she coming out of her mouth is great Great. (laughs) i love it which is also especially if you know her from downton abbey like just the sheer juxtaposition of what you're expecting her to do yeah yeah Yeah. um mickey and matthew mickey's given a paperweight by matthew it's a gun it's also like entrapment yeah because that'll get you they said five years yeah yep um so for for our american listeners yep dead serious mm-hmm. uh, he shuts down the farm um because he says look i can't i can't he goes to the guy the lord who owns the farm and goes i can't do this um it's just too much heat this way i gotta lay low and i redistribute and so that's he says, why he survives so long yep and he, but he does and the lord's like oh i need to, my, my roof done i was really hoping on that mill and mickey says i'll i'll take the roof for you so again mickey's a good guy even though he does all of his, like, terrible yeah, stuff, Mickey's a good guy. They associate you to want to be a
0: good
2: guy.
4: Yeah, they yeah. align us, too, and make sure we yeah. see that he's a good kind of gangster as opposed to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we go, we're about Lord Pressfield's daughter. Dave, the Daily Print Editor, is determined to link Mickey Pearson to the aristocrat's daughter and her downfall. Uh, Mickey says, that tells the parents of, uh, at least Lord, he tells Lord Pressfield that he can help, and then he tells Ray, and Ray's like, I don't want to help, because it's like council estate stuff. Yeah. Uh, council State for American listeners means you, it's it's like a poor neighborhood. Yeah. Government subsidized housing,
2: mm-hmm.
4: generally. Um, and what do we, am I, am I getting that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mickey pulls rank. It's the first time we've really seen Ray tossed up in the narrative to this point. Up until this point, he's just been a, the guy hearing Fletcher's story. Mm hmm. Uh, there's some really clever transitions because he goes, "You're gonna go knock, 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 knock,", knock and then we <laughs> cut to, which is brilliant. <laughs> it's so good. Pip did not go nuts for that. I'm glad. No, about that. he didn't. Um, and then uh, we go to the apartment, and this is the apartment where Lord Southfield's daughter is. Sorry, Lord Presfield's daughter is. Raised denied entry, and some kids downstairs are giving the driver a hard time. Uh, Ray just sits back and lets the, the, the door be broken down by two heavies he's got with he's him. He's being polite, though. Plot he's very polite. He's just <laughs> doing what he has to do. And we meet Laura Pressfield, played by Elliot Sumner. Uh, yeah. Elliot Sumner, uh, the child of Sting. Sting,
2: yeah. Oh!
4: Mad. yeah 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 and and the child of is the is the closest I can refer to because although born biologically female uh Elliot Sumner has said that uh, I'm no, not I'm sure I, I get the correct term does not they, they do not believe in gender labels, so yeah. we'll be referring Ooh. to the character as she, but the at. Uh, Actor is what they've gone by default. The yeah. actor is they. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you will find stuff on the internet that says he. You will find stuff on the internet that says they. You will find stuff that says she. Yeah. But we are choosing for the character to say she, and for the uh, actual actress, actual Act- actor, actor to say they. Yeah. Um. So she's being held captive by her. Well, not held captive, but like she's in this bad situation with her former pop star boyfriend, who they're all like heroin smackheads. Yeah. 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 yeah um and then one guy comes up and he goes who are, you? who are you and it's this russian guy i think he calls himself aslan aslan he does yeah, yeah. and he's from disneyland, disneyland he says yeah. <laughs> and this scene is is a really good scene I for for like, yeah. cha- for like charlie hunnam yeah <laughs> and we get a really intense speech about weed and heroin and it's really really quiet and his delivery is quiet he's not the loud guy he's the guy who just will he just rolls the biggest joint <laughs> Do you know the funny thing about him in this though? What he's not threatening in any way. His presence is threatening. He no, doesn't need to be threatening his himself. Presence is threatening the people around him. Well, because he carries he carries a sense of authority with him. Yeah, like hmm. he doesn't by 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 presence. I don't mean like he gets up in people's faces and holds a fist up. No, I just no, mean, no, that I it's... mean even when he's walking, he don't seem without the. Oh, when he when he when he backhands the boyfriend, it's it's a bit something there. Mm. <laughs> Weak oh really okay yeah, 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 yeah. i didn't think so you don't like charlie oh, honum I don't, I There
2: don't
4: we know. go <laughs> so you want you, you made the mind up you're very hard to move uh, in either direction you're hard to move if you like something yeah then you get a little bit mm, a little bit, little bit yeah and then but if you don't like someone it's also hard for you to sort of like see go yeah okay this was a good one for them
0: yeah, yeah but I've got to do something special for me to sit.
4: Yeah, and, and this wasn't it. You said no, nope. no, it's fine. Uh, Laura agrees to come home uh, downstairs. The teens are harassing the drivers. He pays them off, but he makes the mistake of showing them like the wad of cash he's got, mm. and he gives them like one note each. Now it might be twenty quid. It was twenty quid. Yeah, each, which is pretty decent. Just to say, go, I'll pay twenty quid to go away. Yeah, which is fine if you don't show them, you carry in like five grand. <laughs> so there we go um i love this scene that ensues uh as laura agrees to go home they they go to leave and the and the boyfriend tries to sort of get to her uh charlie hunnam um ray does the big backhand and says he won't be manhandled by by i don't know doped out former pop stars boyfriends whatever it is (laughs) and he says uh you know watch out for it and give us a minute and then we'll then says those heavies join us downstairs and we cut downstairs, and uh, the team's still harassing the, the the driver, who's doing a pretty good job keeping his cool. Because <laughs> really, he could kick their ass. And then upstairs, we see that the couple of them start to get a bit more aggravated with with the heavies and try to put. And one guy just gets pushed, and it's yeah. Aslan. Aslan. And yeah, Aslan, yeah. as Narnia would say, Aslan is on the move, <laughs> and he goes. And we cut to outside, Charlie Holmes, and just we see Aslan eat the pavement outside. Like us on this podcast, he did a deep dive. He did a deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> and it got everywhere. Uh, and, the, and the kids outside are now taking photos and selfies with the, with, with, with the body. <laughs> and we even had a cut back to the freezer because earlier in the film we noticed that uh, – when Charlie Hunnam, uh, Ray, went to get the steaks. steaks, there was someone in the freezer. And yeah. It turns out it's Aslan. Yeah. And so we have that match cut. Back to the barbecue. Fletcher says it really didn't go down that way because uh, he sort of suggests that, oh, we went home and said everything was fine. No big deal. And we actually see what did happen from Fletcher's perspective, uh, which is Ray asking for the phones and all the kids, like, just running run
0: sporadically yeah
4: and they kind of trap Ray he's the one we stay closest to where like this whole group of people are waiting for him and he has to uh, you know they're like let me pay you it's a like, giant chunk of cash again I yeah. will pay you for the phone and they go no 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 how about you how about you give us the money and you still don't get the phone and like fine and then he has this like semi-automatic Uzi in his <laughs> head out of think, nowhere. Wouldn't you think if someone comes, just take the money? Yeah, take the. He was literally going, just take this. All I want's the phone. Yeah, and you try yep. and play it again for just what's your risk? Again, what's your risk reward ratio yeah. here? Is the phone that much so that your, your money couldn't couldn't benefit you? Like that was thousands of pounds. And yep. if he's not backing down himself, yeah. There's something quite There's something there. There isn't. Yeah, there. no. Someone who's got that much money, it's like careful because even if he did get him, he probably works for someone who's going to get you back. Yeah, exactly. Um so um Ray wants to use the toilet. <laughs> and when sorry, Fletcher wants to use the toilet. And When Fletcher goes into Ray's house, he still "Hey, take your shoes off."
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: And as he comes back from the bathroom, like two guys are moving Aslan's body out of the freezer. <laughs> I love this scene. He goes, I'll just go wash my hands. Uh, did you see anything? Is this a problem? <laughs> no, no problem. I'll just wash my hands. <laughs> yeah. this is next time phone first before the two heavies come over. Um, then we go back to the coach meeting Ray in the pub. He says, look, my boys, they're stupid, but they're my stupid boys. And yeah. so I'm responsible for them. So coach I need to make coach, amends. Say. Coach Scrape. Yeah. They mm. say first, we need to know who gave the information coaches like i'm way ahead of you and then we go outside and it's the pulp fiction shot it is good which really tarantino is really known for for mm-hmm. sort of inventing mm-hmm. that shot from yeah. inside the trunk uh this is where we meet fuck um <laughs> who PH. who then goes yeah with a, with a ph who then goes for a run and uh, he's faking like an asthma attack <laughs> Until they put their guard down just enough, he goes for a run, climbs over a wall, lands on the train tracks, and is instantly. <laughs> that was like. Putting, uh, that, he's, he's like Darth Mauled like two seconds later. Is, that, that, made me, that made me wince. Jeez. I
0: was
4: like, oh. Yeah. And he's out of the game. <laughs>
0: he's out of the game.
4: Um, we then cut to uh, Lord George. Um, and I was wondering what time this movie set at for George to be watching Races Live in China and it's being light in both areas but then i discovered i did a little bit of research and went i actually asked i actually asked google when does uh, the sun go down in hong kong on chinese new year because it was the chinese new year race yeah, yeah. Uh, 6 12 p.m which actually is only eight hours difference so okay. he could be watching at nine or ten in the morning mm-hmm. i still i'm not sure it perfectly lines up but No. But it's all right. Uh, Mickey's talking to George about vices, caffeine versus marijuana. He starts talking about the the importance of marijuana because it doesn't do any harm, doesn't hurt anybody, unlike heroin. And we've got three sort of scenes sort of happening simultaneously now. We have a bunch of Mickey's guys breaking into a heroin den, Mm -hmm. manufacturing facility. Then we've got uh, looks like Laura uh, Pressfield taking her last hit. Yeah. And does she commit suicide or does she just overdose? I just think she overdoses. Okay. I think, yeah. And then we've got Mickey talking to George. And as Mickey talks to George, the speech as he's talking to Mickey. (laughs) And the speech goes so long that, uh, I guess establishing that in the tea, because we said it was a vice, it was a really Mm. clever way to do it, there was a poison and it caused him to just vomit. Like like, like something great. out of Monty Python or South something Park or something. It. Oh, it was, brutal. It was blah. And he's told, like, you will, if without the antidote, you will be dead yeah. by uh, sundown. It's um, dribbling all down his face. Oh, it's rough. Blah. So he says, have a couple of these little little fuzzy tablets here, and you'll be all right. Yeah. Fuzzy biscuits, sorry. Fuzzy you'll be sitting an hour or two, and that's it. And we find out, like, he's torching the uh, heroin den. So it's because we, we have a deal. You don't hit my places. I don't hit yours. Mm and um george to his credit doesn't give up the fact that he it wasn't him no no he takes the, the hit for it we see Seymour with dry eyes they both claim they don't know what happened and they yell a little bit at each other and dry eyes gets yelled at for being the younger member and we cut
2: <laughs>
4: like that was the entirety of the scene yeah fletcher then presents an image of matthew meeting dry eye oh they- <laughs> Uh, at the Emirates, at, at Arsenal. Yeah. Um, Which is Ethan, this must track. have been so good for you because you love football yeah. so
3: much. <laughs> it was, and I went, oh, no, it's the Emirates. It's Arsenal. It's They're Arsenal.
4: Shit. That's Arsenal till we I, die. I, I, I'm Arsenal I till we die.
3: I can't tell The Champions League was
4: I think I am. I know right. I am. Yeah, I'm I am Arsenal team. till I die. <laughs> I'm a big Arsenal supporter, so I was like, ah! Oh, <laughs> yeah. Even though it's the bad guys. Um... Because it was a sticker album, wasn't it? Um, Fletcher assigns roles, and they actually read like, like the screenplay, which is formatted oh, like a screenplay. Great. It was great. Yeah. Uh, of course, the, it's, it's all wrong because it's been, it's all done in lip reading and Cantonese. But you get the idea that Dry Eyes says he's gonna take it all. Whatever the deal is, I'm now gonna have it all. And we go back to the start. Dry Eyes is, is a scene that we started with. Dry, Dry Eyes gone over to Roz's place. Um, as, as Mickey phones over to make a date, uh, we shift to Roz's version of the story then back to Mickey. Turns out it was Ray who did the firing and killed, uh, I don't know if it was one of dry Eye's henchmen I or if it was, it was the Russians. Maybe it was a Russian. I think it was a Russian. I th- I it was it was a Russian. We find that, out at yes. the end it was a Russian, but we don't know this yet. Um, Roz refuses to go with dry eye and, uh, meanwhile, we see, um, Henry, not Henry. It's too many names in this thing. <laughs> we see Ray and Mickey in like a car, trying to get across, uh, whatever. And like, like Mickey won't even put on like a seatbelt. It's, it's it's extraneous energy. So like, uh, Ray's doing all of it. Ray's doing everything. And there. then we see them get smoked by a oh. lorry slash tractor trailer. Oh, Inside brutal! Shot as well. Yeah, really good shot. It is. because they play with time, and it's not always. It freezes, and then it speeds, and then it freezes, and then it speeds. Yeah. Yeah, probably my favorite in the one individual shot in the film. Probably my favorite one individual
3: shot. Yeah, even the intensity—you can almost feel it. Because yeah. it just like it's so sudden. Um, turns Glad out the, the Turns out that Ross still has the paperweight and
4: threatens Tony, and they laugh. She goes, "I got two bullets in this gun. Maybe not the best idea to announce how many bullets." Scott. And he laughs. That's the paperweight. Yeah, it's just paperweight, which was a funny callback. Yeah. So there's anything to be a paperweight if you put it on paper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she shoots Tony between the, the the eyes. It takes him a second to realize that, yeah, it's drawn blood. Because I think we're all going, did it work? Yeah. Did it work? And Oh, she's great. shot. You would want to be like a little dinky gun, but no, she's she can she can handle her own with a little gun.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, shoots two of Dry Eyes' um, henchmen, which then leaves just her and uh, Dry Eyes with the, with the knowledge there's no other bullet. Mm-hmm. And uh he then proceeds to try and overpower her. Well, he's he's like raping her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, yeah, yeah, he's,
0: he's having a fight and, scene, and it's then. all
4: inferential. I like the idea. I mean, why? When, when I say I like the idea, I'm not saying I'm glad this character is being raped. No, but I'm saying in the way it, it was all inferential. So it was we see his foot, like like kick her legs to the side. Yeah, he yeah. yells at her to stay still. He puts her down on the uh on the. The desk. the desk there's a vacant look in her eye but there's not um it could have been you much more gr- to be told it could have been much more gr- gratuitous and it wasn't and we we yeah. stay on that shot and he's not even in the shot yeah. he's like severed in a sense and it's just her torso on and we see this vacant look in her eyes and then all of a sudden we still and we don't even, we don't see the reverse shot we just see her yeah and she goes hey hon yeah <laughs> And then we get the reaction shot to what's happened, and it's it's McC- McConaughey has shown up, and uh, I want to well, make sure. I don't
0: understand why Dry Eye wants to do that in the first place because I thought he was trying to get her to take
4: her somewhere. I don't. Understand. No, no. At this point, that that's over and done with. He's had the meeting; yeah. He's been turned down. Oh, okay. He's now trying to establish himself as the man, and will do anything. Oh, in order to yeah, make yeah. that happen, and this is his part. He's just—I mean—he's your evil League of Evil guy, yeah. yeah, Because yeah. this is a power move. Like this is now I am going to go yeah. back to him after doing this to his wife. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, what's yeah. the move? Yeah, yeah. Then how's that dynamic different? Yeah. Which, considering how the—I don't know if it works. Yeah. So. I, yeah. But anyway, um he, we hear bang, 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 and then he goes, "Hello, love," and of course now Dry Eye's dead. Fletcher then turns in and tries to wrap it up for us. He goes, Matthew's working with Dry Eye to drive down the price of the sale. But Matthew's now losing control of Dry Eye. You've got seventy two hours for my twenty million. And then he leaves and the frame stays and the shot stays steady after Fletcher's left the house. And we hear uh Ray off camera go, Yeah, yeah, he's just left. Yeah, yeah, he thinks he's very clever. No, and this is where it also has come apart so dave gets picked up at the daily print with the tracksuit boys um they put dave in the van uh basically it's like that episode of uh black mirror isn't it <laughs> the guy with the yeah. and the and the and the and the pig, and the video will go viral oh, if you yes, don't. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that's enough to get him out of it. But the plants, again, all inferential. Yeah, you don't. You don't they just... open the door and you see this giant pig, but you just hear him reacting to it, and you have to think about kind of what that means is probably happening in the video.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your mind's going to be more worse than what they can show you.
4: Absolutely. We go back to Matthew. He's getting a tour of the fish plant. He wants to finalize the numbers and says, "Well, well, the price has gone down. It's not the first domino, it's the last. And he says well, it was worth 400 million when we first started talking, but now it's down to 130 the valuation because of all the things you'll yeah. have to do. Yeah. And I'll give you a hundred today. Now again, I don't understand this. What's saving 300 million when you're going to make 300 billion? Yeah. This feel, you know what you have to do to win this movie? Yeah. What just do follow I have to the guidelines. You're gifting me yeah. this like half a trillion dollar business just cause you want to get out. How can I help you make this happen? Yeah. How can I make this even? I will pay more. Yeah. I will pay if we can get this done this week, I will throw you an extra hundred million dollars. Yeah. How about that? That's what I do. Let <laughs> me see. Um he says I do this because I'm your friend. So Mickey wants to know who pushed over the first domino, and he says, So if it was one if it was four hundred and now the value is one thirty, it means my pain and suffering is two hundred and seventy. So you're gonna pay me two hundred and seventy million dollars. And you're not getting the business. Yeah. So you'll pay <laughs> me two seventy just to let you out of this locker. At which point then I will take my pound of flesh. I mentioned the Jewish thing earlier Mm -hmm.
3: because, Ethan, do you know where I'm going with this? Possibly. This is the Merchant of Venice. This is Shylock. Oh, I've not seen that. I don't know that.
4: Shylock is a Jewish, I think he's a lawyer, is he a lawyer or a money loaner? I don't know exactly, but there's a trial and he demands a pound of flesh. not a gram more or an ounce more or an ounce less yeah and so it was really weird to hear this attributed to his character yeah it can't be an accident i I would have picked up on that no No,
0: that's not an accident
4: no uh we cut back and we go from the idea of the pound of flesh and then we just have a smash cut to two pieces of wagyu steak being put on the grill (laughs) brilliant clever. clever Uh, the reveal Ray was ahead of the game, um, the whole time. Turns out that when he says, take your shoes off, he put a tracker in Fletcher's shoes. So They picked up all of the, uh, all of his extra copies of all the dirt that he's got. Uh, and we jump cut then to a case being closed and we, we assume, we think briefly, I think that Fletcher's dead inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he starts talking to him and he actually goes, oh, actually, it wasn't either of them. <laughs> I'll tell you who it was. And the boys have phoned Coach and said, we're going to get you out of this problem. Now, this is a bit of a we need to tie up a loose end this is yeah. the only way we can do it because I have a hard time believing that Coach isn't going one more and I'm done. That's yeah. it, boys. At like, no point is it like even being asked to do extra stuff that justifies them taking matters into their own hands. Yes, dude. um And so uh, it, all, uh, it all unravels a little bit. Uh, it turns out that... It, he, Ray tries to, he texts um, Mickey and says, don't get in the car. Turns out he's expecting his regular driver, also named Dave, uh, but Dave's not there. It's some Russians. Uh, And then the tracksuit lot pull up in front, and they think it's Mickey's drivers. And so they just shoot out the drivers. And so Mickey gets away by dumb luck. Yeah, just absolutely. And as that's done, we cut to Fletcher, who's selling this as the last image of the movie. To the Miramax guy, the Miramax guy is Guy Ritchie. Yeah, which yeah. is
3: which is ironic.
4: Yeah, and there's a well, the, the man the, from
3: the, Uncle Poster the, as well. Yeah, the poster yes. for the yeah, man yeah, from yeah, Uncle. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
4: and then we go back to the taxi, and it's not uh, it's not the taxi driver. It's Ray. It's Ray. And they drive off. We find out they've. Uh, We've Roz and Mickey find out that they've got Fletcher. Everything's going to be okay. We've come full circle and the song That's Entertainment takes us to the end credits. Yes, great song.
0: Sha-la-la-la-la.
4: That's entertainment. uh, going to be doing a, a mini-series of this. Are they? Uh, in March 2022, Netflix confirmed ownership of the project, so they'll be doing a, t- a limited series, maybe. Same people? Uh, I don't know exactly. So It'd be hard to get the same people back, wouldn't it? It would be hard to get the same people back, unless it's intentionally what's going to uh occur so what i'm gonna do now is ethan kind of give me your first thoughts on you know this is your wrapping things up but what do you think of uh of the film Were were you able to sort of follow it first time around
3: um there were a couple points where i like rewound just to make sure that i knew what was going on uh but by the end of it i had like a pretty sound idea of the overall plot and i think going through it, this, I'm going, oh yeah, this ad's here, this ad's here. But you said something like really early on. Oh, of course, because of this part, like an hour later, I was able to follow it, but definitely not see like the elements that, would come to pass i think a second rewatch um, is definitely needed to fully appreciate everything else
4: well second watch a first rewatch and
3: uh, oh yeah you know,
4: I just, <laughs> a, unless you're committing to watch it two more times maybe you are i don't know
2: yeah back
4: to back <laughs> back to back summer yeah uh, part of a good i mean i think this is that upper echelon of guy Ritchie films in it yeah of course it is yeah yeah um oh geez it's nice to see him a, a return to form i as much as i hate sequel culture I'd love to see more of these characters in this universe they've created. Yeah, me too, because yeah. they're funny.
0: They're one-liners. They're, 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 the, the characters themselves bounce off
4: each other very, very well. Yeah, sh- surely you have to have Hugh Grant if you're going to do a
2: sequel. Oh, this.
0: God, yeah. yeah. I don't you, know how you don't without if him. you don't, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So,
4: yeah. Get I rid of him.
0: Charlie and bring in Hugh.
4: <laughs> i'll get them both in it's fine uh, it's i like i like charlie in this i like him as yeah. the british extension of mickey he's okay i'm not actually like i think <laughs> as a character i don't uh, it would be too much work to establish someone else i just yeah, kind of want to have yeah, the yeah. guy in and be like oh everybody knows each other yeah, yeah as yeah. opposed to oh it's cousin pete Yes, I'm. Polite I'm Pete. Yeah, I'm polite Pete. I'm Ray's brother. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, who could be doing it? We get Terrence Egerton to play the role or something. Oh, yeah. It'd be way too close to his Kingsman role. It
2: would. It would. Way
4: yeah. too close. But that'd be even funnier, wouldn't it? Ah,
3: uh, like separate, self-referential.
4: Yeah. Yeah, self-referential for sure. Mm. Uh, I'm just waiting to. Uh, we have put the the invitation out to.
3: Uh, to hermes we're just waiting for that to ping up i do kind of wish there were films that sort of had this same kind of t- like script structure not in like the oh we're, we're really gonna melt your brain and everything's gonna connect just the 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 wittiness and how every it, it flows the dialogue really flows in this even in like the slower parts it's cleverly written yeah i think a lot of movies now sort of focus more on like what can we say is like as equipped but without advancing the plot and every every bit of dialogue advances it in some way even like the jokey parts and i really do appreciate that from a film like this i
0: definitely ju- appreciate the jokey parts because mm. you know there's some really tense moments and
3: again it's
4: cleverly written i just think it's, it's good we are about to be joined by bff at the bfe host of the scuttlebutt podcast which as you know has my ultimate seal of approval it does or it <laughs> is <laughs> we, we 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 hope that in a moment we will hear the dulcet tones of the one and only Hermes Auslander Hermes are you with us today
1: I believe so can you guys hear me okay we, we can, can. Yeah.
4: if you want to comp just a little bit louder in any sort of uh production volume control you have on your side it'll mirror what we've got going on for Ethan on his better uh, I think so although you just only spoke
1: two syllables keep going i can keep going there we are there going, we are if that's even better oh that's even better yes thank you that's, that's excellent no so, problem first off how,
4: how are you doing yeah
1: i am well i've been watching the gentleman like on repeat <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you ready to go? ethan was just talking about watch on repeat for a while so you know
4: <laughs> maybe it's something uh along those uh along those lines how's life with the scuttle up podcast how's that going
1: uh business is good i guess you would say we're we're still chugging along we only did one last week but we have two in the uh, chamber so to speak taking a taking a turn from ian there for this next week. you are
4: yeah you know what i appreciate about you though because i going to be honest i hear a lot of my stuff on a lot of pods <laughs> i appreciate that you just you at least you at least acknowledge that it, yeah.
0: <laughs> not try and <to> cover it
4: up <laughs> um Nah, I, I love if you haven't checked it out yet I love the scuttlebutt podcast um, it's it's some real ch- some of it's a little bit outside of my accessibility when you guys talk about stuff that's a bit more america centric or military centric but uh, the stuff that's sort of relationshipy or what I lot stuff I really really enjoy that stuff so if you haven't already go check out the scuttlebutt podcast available where Ew. all great podcasts and many crap podcasts are found
1: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough there we go I appreciate you
4: hey, thank you. I I, hey, we I appreciate I, you. I, he didn't appreciate you. He appreciated me. Well, I'm <laughs> so uh, no, but it's great to have you on as as before. And you've kind of gone down. I mean, last time we had you on, we were doing um, Boston Irish sort of gangster life. Yeah, I wasn't here for that one. This, oh, you're not? Okay, that's right. Yeah, the Departed. This week, unfortunately, Georgia can't make it. That was a very late cancellation. She does send her best. Uh, she was caught up at work and, uh, has been unable to, uh, join us today. She has her thoughts as she said along. She'd watch it midweek because she knew time would be tight. She didn't think it would be this tight. So I think it's, uh, I think she's also hit the end of her reservoir of energy. As does happen. As does happen. happen. Um,. But now we're crossing the pond and we're doing London centric, so maybe a, a, a good sort of part to go. Maybe before we get too too in depth in it, but it would be what was it that drew your attention? How how does this film even become a thing in America? There's yeah. my thing. Like what 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 causes an American guy in the military, no less, to go ahead and go? I'm going to go ahead and check out this Guy Ritchie thing. Um, is this something? Is Guy Ritchie a thing you've got a history with? There's, what, what 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 brings you here?
1: I am a Guy Ritchie fan. I have been for a while. I say Just it's... can't
4: get enough of that swept away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, that's the thing with Guy Ritchie is I I fell in love with him on, what was it, uh, Lock, Stock, Two Smoke and Barrel. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I thought he had just, and then Rock and Roll, I believe, was the second one yeah. that I watched from him. And he just had a style about him that I just fell in love with. And then he had sort of his... Uh, you know, corporate thing that he did for a little bit <laughs> where he was, you know, playing playing, um, f- uh, tag along, I guess, as a director and did Aladdin and did, um, what was he, uh, Man of Uncle, I think it was, where I wasn't too crazy about. And then Sherlock Holmes was kind of that middle ground that I feel like he became accessible for a lot of American audiences. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've just stuck with him for what I feel like are Guy Ritchie films, you know, where I feel like the writing really comes through with his dialogue and, you know, a lot of the... um Um, lingo that I'm not familiar with but it's just fun to enjoy in a Guy Ritchie film you know like the uh, yeah lingo is the best way I could describe it (laughs) some of those UK terms that I just I, I enjoy hearing just because Especially in this movie, I, there, there was that scene where the kids are uh, harassing the the guy next to the car. The and driver, just says something about, yeah, the driver. He says something about Lincoln the Jesse. I'm like, to this day, I still don't know what this means, but I just I love this whole. Yeah, scene. I, I don't think we know either. I know.
4: Yeah, <laughs> like if, if if you're in England, like drive an hour, and the whole the whole language changes. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: fair. That's fair.
4: Um, I don't know. Anything you got before we go to uh, we we steer directly into um into the gentleman. anything else kind of out there in the, in the, in the greater world catching your fancy lately
1: lately mm, obi-wan i have i just finished both of those episodes shout out ethan
3: <laughs>
1: well there we go
4: which i haven't watched hey. i haven't watched episode one or two yet either i no, mean
3: i saw the first episode last night but i haven't touched the second one
2: yet
4: maybe maybe this will be a fun place to kind of uh reveal to us uh, yeah. to reveal, we've determined a, a show name for this and it's always 50-50 yes. kind of feels like who's going to name the show each time <laughs> we do it, but we do have one ready to go um so I don't know if it's a 10 out of the 10, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Cause we were the same guys who brought you Hawk guys. I mean, that was our, <laughs> our, our, our week is sort of a lot, but for Obi-Wan Kenobi, we're going to call our, our episode by episode revision series or we're going to call it show me one Kenobi. That's going to be the name for it. So I'm looking forward to show me one Kenobi dropping on whatever day we decide will be an appropriate day of the week to drop that uh it could be star wars sunday i don't know yeah. it could Obi- be Wan wednesday i'll Obi- be obi-wan wednesday sure yeah well we'll 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 figure it out we'll 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 use the force friday no we already got yeah. a friday release but there we go yeah. so okay yeah, i haven't seen that yet um i don't know i mean i'm really actually i'm, I'm ready for some star wars i think i'm marveled out i'm completely marveled out
1: mm-hmm. yeah i'm there with you unfortunately
4: I'm trying to think of something I saw recently. I know I saw something before Top Gun. I just don't remember what it was now.
1: Doctor Strange, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange. If yeah. you had a chance to see that, I did. I did. I enjoyed it. I did a review with uh, the Wheel of Horror podcast. Uh, I believe it was Justin from Wheel of Horror podcast I had a good had a good discussion about it about the horror elements and the fact that Sam Raimi, you know, did a nice little twist on it that I was actually surprised enough of it got through and off of the editing chopping block which was again nice surprise so yeah i i enjoyed it but overall i'd still rank it at best six. i think i gave it a i think i gave it a six and a half or a seven when we discussed oh really okay
4: yeah that's probably where i'd put it myself actually
1: yeah yeah i say it's definitely in the bottom half for me of marvel films it just it just
4: is um it was it's not at the bottom but it's in the bottom half um
1: yeah i don't know um I like Doctor Strange and I like Sam Raimi and I liked, you know, some of the horror nods that he did, you know, to Evil Dead and The Ring and whatnot. I just, you know, that was probably what made it, if it didn't have that twist on it, then I wouldn't have liked it probably very much at all.
4: Bit of a Bit of a drastic tonal shift about halfway
1: through. <laughs> there's there's a lot of sh- I, I feel like it was two movies almost. It was two one. movies. Like the first yeah. half of Disney,
4: oh, it's just this kind of sci-fi kind of like, let's go through the multiverse. <laughs> oh, fun, fun, fun. And then all of a sudden it's like hard turn right. Oh, yeah. We promised Raimi he could do a horror film. We forgot.
2: <laughs>
0: exactly. It was a bit of a horror film. It,
4: it was. It was. It. I didn't like yeah. that bit. I think we'll leave it there because I don't want to do too spoilery because um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, there's. A, I'm glad to hear someone else go, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's a draft. Tonal shift. But the first half's really quite, quite. Oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we're paint. <laughs>
3: Stupid.
1: It was I want to see Narnia. Sorry.
3: Yeah.
1: sorry. Oh no, you, you go.
4: I heard Narnia. Yeah.
1: It was. I, I felt uh, that. Again, I I don't want to spoil. I'm going to respect the spoiler free (laughs) discussion here for Ian. It's just, I was just adding on to the tonal shift. It started out in Narnia Mm. land and it ended up in Evil Dead. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, (laughs)
3: what is happening? Get an analogy. So, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. I'm intrigued to see because it comes onto Disney Plus in like three weeks. I want to see if if any of this, like, <laughs> if any of it correlates well to the small screen compared to seeing it in a cinema. Because I think a lot of a lot of reaction. I think my reaction as well was I see it on a big screen, big sort of like exhilaration of oh jumps, oh what's what's going on. I want to see if I sit down and just watch it on a TV. I get the same reactions. Go no, you ah, won't. Because there's something.
4: It's it's like having your own built-in laugh track. I mean, how much yeah. how much of our behavior that we do when we watch movies is kind of succumbing subconsciously to like peer pressure. So when everybody else, it's, I mean, we do theater, Liam and and, and Ethan. And, you know, we, we've put stuff out there. Like, it's funny, but there's no one laughing because everybody's waiting for the first person to laugh. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. once you get someone who thinks it's okay to laugh, then everybody seems to laugh at every joke. And it's just one of those things where you have to kind of have that collective experience. Now, I think horror is the same way or, or something like this would be the same way where you have to have that jump scare. And, oh, it kind of, is that, 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 that kind of feeling in the air because you're sharing this Energy gets created in in the right kind of movie, where like you have that collaborative viewing experience. You know the 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 very technologies we use in watching a, a film; those voyeuristic things. You know, turn the lights down. Everybody faces the same way. You're not faced to the left or to the right. You can't pause it. All these things that sort of yeah, create a rewarding. Movie going experience that half a time caused Liam and I to fall asleep in the second act.
2: Because <laughs> we're wrong.
3: getting old. <laughs> not Actually, I noticed that because I-, I watched Spider Man, uh, no I how I'm like. A bit before I so saw Multiverse, and you can you know there are points where the film like stops for like ten. It's oh, like it gives, a sitcom. It gives you the, like, yeah,
4: it gives you. The, it's like there's a sitcom, and they take yeah. uh, the the applause track out, and
3: they're waiting for that reaction in the cinema. But at home, it might not be the same. No, I saw a terrible Twitter tag where someone was like, they should have a special feature to have the audience reactions for a film. And I'm like, if you need the reaction to enjoy the film, that's not the the thing. I can enjoy like. Was it Infinity War without needing to go ah when I see it sitting down?
4: I'm gonna rip that sound.
3: I'm gonna have that on a
4: bank ready to go for the rest of time. That almost rivaled
0: um Oh, what's his name? Oh god. I don't know, you come back to
4: us. James Brown. Oh the wow, I feel yeah. That almost rivaled it, didn't it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) So, I don't know. I, I keep, I keep bringing this up whenever we have guests and things. I'm just ready for something else, which is why I'm really glad we did the, the, the gentleman. And yeah. the, the conversation it we had so different. a little bit before you came on, Hermes, was the idea of, you know, how can, how does the gentleman work? How does it get to be in cinemas? Is it because we still have kind of a, a smaller British sort of, um, film industry that's not 100% reliant on, because they have to make so many British films. Mm. So as a result, it causes these things to still get made and released in cinemas, which then American cinemas just have to go, yeah, okay, we'll show it over here, I suppose, on screen 12.
0: But we also have independent um, filmmaking like on Channel 4 and stuff, don't we? Yep. They encourage you to... to do independent films over well, here
4: there's there's there is like i uh, probably still some sort of quotient this is like a s- certain percentage of films still have to be shown in cinemas still have to be british yeah of course yeah. so yeah. Uh, there, there's that or is or there the idea that it's just there's these few directors who are still allowed to produce non- uh established ip kind of uh films so you know your scorsese's your tarantino's does guy Ritchie sort of hit that left i mean not that elite level but he's that next level down where you know you say guy Ritchie, you go yeah all right go ahead ma- make your movie for you know x number cult, of dollars status i think yeah. yeah and just you know you've got a built-in audience kevin smith used to say look miramax will always give me 30 million dollars because <laughs> i'll bring home Fifty million dollars. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that's yeah. what I'll do. They, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take two hundred million dollars into the box office, but I'm also not gonna lose him one hundred and fifty million dollars in the no, box yeah, office. Okay. I'm just a safe, easy bet, which he was <laughs> until like Tusk. But anyway,
1: <laughs> I almost picked Tusk, so be careful.
4: Really? really? Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, I've, I've never. To be, f- to be fair, I've I'm never mean. seen it. Oh, I just know of it.
3: just a, in Justin Long.
1: Loses. Yeah. Oh. Yoga wow. hoses. hilarious.
3: I watched those two back to back and I, I've not felt a pain worse, like watching a film than having to see those two. Sorry. What was the second one? Yoga hoses. It's by it's Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter. And they play like these, it's like bill and Ted. They played these two bumbling clerks, like in a, I think it's a video rental store or like, it's like a supermarket or something. Right. And, um, Oh, kids from Sixth Sense, uh, Haley Joel Osment, Haley Joel he plays Oscar, yeah, yeah, he plays like a Nazi who's created like Nazi hot dog zombie things. It's terrible. It's absolutely <laughs> it's awful. I hated it every <laughs> second.
4: Yeah, I was
3: sober, so that might
4: have been why. I remember when I first saw Mallrats and thought that was below par. I'm like... Oh, I, mean, I love Mallrats. There's parts of Mallrats because Mallrats is such a 90s movie. It is now. You it, watch is it is now. such a it's 90s not, movie.
0: Yeah. It doesn't uh, have the same impact on me now as it did then.
4: No, I, I think it very much is, unlike most of his early films, I think that's the one that's stuck in like an absolute time bubble. Yeah. Yeah, whereas the rest of them, I think, are fairly, you know, timeless, I suppose. i, I felt clever never see to people to talk about like Dogma.
3: Sorry, I felt
4: clerks was more clever. Clerk, well, it's black and white; it's really easy it, to see. Yeah, but I mean, but even, it wasn't any dark. He's been he's been living off that film for, and I love. I went through a series where I really loved Kevin Smith. Yeah, I don't like him as much as Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith, but uh, I think he had about
3: four ideas, <laughs>
4: and he ran that out. Was it,
2: yeah. I think
3: he's done those four ideas really well. Yeah, <laughs> but, I used to listen to his podcast religiously. Yeah, and then, like he kind of just disappeared for a bit. He became like a punchline for a lot of like. Um, film to it like online film to it just because i don't know he gets emotional at films uh
4: well yeah he says oh, yeah. That he, he says that he cried the first time he watched Jurassic park because yeah. he went i now know anything i want to do is possible yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i don't yeah. blame that but... i think he went quiet because he almost died he did he oh, had a heart yeah. attack didn't he? yeah. Yeah. What about yeah that? Yeah. took some time off had some reflection got went vegan all kinds of stuff yeah and then kinda... started in
0: die out Four. <laughs> it
4: was a four or five he was in four.
1: Yeah, he's the guy who lives
4: in the basement. It's he a great joke. It really is. It really is. Oh, I thought I had something. I had a salient point about Kevin Smith, and now I think I've lost it. That's okay. Is he Canadian? No, he's not, <laughs> but he, he really loves Degrassi. I'll say that much. He loves he, he loves him some Canada. He does. Oh, good. Yeah. Nice. Go to Tusk. I'm telling you, it's a good watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. I once had a, a very minor engagement with Kevin Smith. Oh, really? On Twitter. I did. He was going, what movie was it? It was some movie that he'd created. It might have been Jay and Silent Bob the Reboot. I don't know. It could have been that. It could have been something else.
0: That's not a bad movie to be fair.
4: Um, but the deal he was making was he was going university to university in the United States. Mm-hmm. And as a result, if you bought the ticket, you got a f- entrance to a free Q&A with Kevin Smith afterwards. Mm. And so the argument I presented to him was what are they really buying the ticket for yeah because if it's me i'm buying the ticket for A Q&A with kevin smith yeah and the thing i'm getting for free is whatever his new screening is yeah because what's the value on because he said like look this proves that independent film still works in the modern age i'm like no because not everybody else is kevin smith and can do A Q&A afterwards
2: true.
4: with all respect like if, if if friend of the podcast jay salahi is going university to university and doing q and A Q&A afterwards. His name doesn't have the the same cachet not yet. that Kevin Smith's does not yet. Not yeah, so exactly. <laughs> exactly. It could, it yeah. could. But the point being that what's what's being sold at that point is it's it's it's, it's got to be the Q and A. Q&A that's getting him in the in, of in course, the door. Of and so, I was trying to be as respectful as I could. Going big fan, Kev. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. I, I think you're positioning your argument in a way that only works because you're Kevin Smith. Yeah. So
1: that's that's was, my thought. There. What was his what was his side? What, what was he arguing for? That he was he,
4: arguing that that whatever film he was doing proves that independent cinema can still make a run for it because it was being done, you know, on a small grassroots scale without the need for uh, deals with giant distributors and da 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 da. But because he's unable he to were, divorce his his film from his Q and A from his celebrity persona.
1: Well, do you think that maybe the argument still can be made the fact that he has a celebrity persona gives way to the fact that he did it off of independent films? Therefore, the love of the independent then his celebrity status coming from
4: if his, independent? if his argument was going to be my star persona is proof that independent cinema works fine with that. But it was the success of his individual film. He was peddling at the time. That that was proof, and I'm like, that can't be divorced from the live experience. Am I more likely to spend the money to see the Kevin Smith film with the added Q and A or without the Q and A? I can tell you the answer to that one really easily. Yeah, same. I'm not. I'm probably not going to go see his new one there. Uh, at least it's not. It's not a guaranteed see. Whereas if Kevin Smith's coming to town, absolutely, I'm going to go see that.
0: Especially if Jay turns up. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, Jason Chase Muse. Chase Muse. yeah. Snoochie
4: Moochies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> ahead. So, go ahead. Now I was gonna say while we're on celebrity stories, I got a, a nice little, nice little picture signed by Jason Mewes. Oh, Really? Oh. got a nice Q and A from him as well. Wow! Cool. Another, another story from another time. Uh, he very
4: really turns up. I'd love to do like one of those and because he did the whole and even even kevin smith yeah right and i'd love to do it like just go in because he's a great story kevin smith is a fantastic storyteller yeah and i'd love to just go and sit there and listen to him just just wax poetic about <laughs> things because he's just really really strong that way he knows how to manipulate an audience's response so well so yeah i am your jason muse you are my Jason Muse. <laughs> You're
1: not my muse. No, <laughs> You're my Jason Muse. I am Snoochie Moochies. <laughs> that's a good character. That's a good character, Liam. That's a good spot. To
4: <laughs> yeah, dude. Thank
1: you. <laughs> I'm glad you could join us this time. I was. I was oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, spot. yeah. What no, is it about I Hermes? Know. You can't get the full roster. What is that? Sorry, bud. <laughs> there no, we go. I, I, I'm just I, that I, abrasive. Next time it not all, to be, all, Next not time at it at has to be Ethan's turn to leave. Oh, <laughs> please don't, Ethan. You and I, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah. You, have to, you have to show up when I'm on. <laughs> I, guess I'm missing, I guess I'm missing the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know my role here. <laughs> all right. He's the star like, of the show. No, Ian, you're like the left half of my brain. You know, oh, we okay. connect on that level. <laughs> yeah. And Ethan is definitely my right hand. We, we definitely connect heart to heart. There so, we are. All yeah. right, I'm the of the pilot brain that's
3: like, ooh, colors and stars. Oh, sh- yes, like yes. it's the flashing lights that sort of
1: like defines me. I, I rec I, I recognize <laughs> a real one when I see one. <laughs> I, I do. You recognize a what? A real a, one. A real what? <laughs> You've never heard that term before, no. Ian. Now your age is showing. Oh, Come my on, age, my age. Welcome, show- welcome, 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 So
4: I got, I got, I don't know, I got a hundred and something episodes right now showing my age. <laughs> I need To start with this particular moment, um, if we do sort of pivot ever so slightly back to Guy Ritchie mm-hmm. and the world of the gentleman, something we didn't talk about that much is that Guy Ritchie does seem to like himself. Here's my big American cameo. Yeah, we had, you know, Brad Pitt and snatch. Yeah, you know, the big alpha huge star. And it seems to be what McConaughey's kind of doing here. Yeah, and it's like they went, what do you want me to do? And they went just be you, but like dial it all the <laughs> way up. <laughs> what do you got was- like i don't want like i don't want you driving a lincoln matthew mcconaughey on <laughs> this one i don't want thoughtful mcconaughey <laughs> i want just completely out of control like you know that bit in Wolf of wall street where you're hitting your chest like multiply that by 50 that's yeah. the guy i want yeah.
1: really i didn't get that vibe from mcconaughey this one uh, there was oh, even really th- the only scenes you see him in where he's you know up to 11 are the fletcher in you know like superimposed type of fantasy you know it wasn't really oh yeah, the yeah character it wasn't him you know for the most part i'd say he's very reserved and almost the only thing i would say he came off as was a little tryhardy in that he was like, you know, trying to use the correct terminology. He was trying to be a member of of the, you know, like I don't think he he was obviously very American, and I, yeah. I don't know. That was the only thing I noticed.
4: We this. have this series of phone adverts over here
1: uh, oh, by okay. by Kevin
4: Bacon. We do. <laughs> and e. Kevin Bacon has clearly, it was orange when it first showed up. And was, then, Cause the company's name has changed a few times, but it's like, uh, it's like, it's, it's like he's doing like, like an AT&T ad, at Hermes. And Kevin Bacon, just the one, I used to teach it to my students and it was, it was him saying things like, Oh, he's only gone and done it they've done the double oh what a ledge and i'm going like he went through a whole bunch of them you need to realize americans don't talk like this canadians like he does not know what these words are someone has handed him a script and said this is the thing because he gets to be novel and unique because he's outside oh he's an american but he talks like us
0: Mm. oh i remember years ago if you had um we're talking 90s here if you had an advert over here and you had an American celebrity. That was not their voice they used. They used a British
4: voice.
2: What?
0: Yeah. Oh. Where now they use, like, I don't know, Penelope Cruz or whatever. They'll use her voice now.
4: Core blimey, gov. <laughs> this is Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, oh, I love Skittles. <laughs> but you know what? I mean? They
0: wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. They would, they would just dub him over. Chase, I will be back. And the weird thing was... We were used to seeing these people on in movies and hearing their voice. So as soon as there's an advert and that's not their voice,
3: you're like, "What the?"
4: <laughs> the it just seems odd. What's well, like
3: now with Katy Perry and Just
4: Eat? When they did, uh, when they did the VH1 Behind the Music for for Oasis, yeah, they put subtitles in the bottom of the <laughs> screen, so the American audience can make
1: out what Liam especially was saying. on no, <laughs> right, our kids.
4: It's really fantastic. Yeah, Manchester. They almost.
1: Honestly, so go ahead. It's New Zealand that really throws us off. I'll tell you that much. There we are, Ethan. <laughs> maybe, oh. that's the de- maybe that's the
4: deal. Maybe you don't agree with Ethan as much. Maybe you're just mistaking what he's saying. No.
1: Maybe not. it's the accent. I like possibly... the way you talk, Magic Man. <laughs> 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 exactly. It's more like that. <laughs> It's just, I like what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying, but I like what you're saying nonetheless. Let's hit the next big
4: one, shall we, which is Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam was divisive amongst the group here in this film. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Charlie Hunnam in this film?
1: Who's going first? You baby? all were throwing at you, yeah. 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 You're the star of the show today. Uh, I, I don't know. I am a guest here. <laughs> yeah, you correct yourself. Okay? No, you are the star, no, of, the are show, are the star, star of the show, buddy. <laughs> you yeah, are the star of I am a guest, and I am just happy to be here. Oh. <laughs> but we as
4: always are thrilled to have you here. Always, always. So let's ask our. Okay, then if you're not the star, then I'll you know the cartoon candlesticks said, be our
1: guest. Be our guest. So
2: <laughs> you know,
4: put put Charlie Hunnam to the test. What do we got?
1: I I could do that. Uh, Hunnam. I I never. I haven't seen him in a lot, but what I've seen him in, I enjoy, and I know that um, this one specifically, he kind of won me over. So the one. I knew him from Sons of Anarchy. I never got into the show, but I knew him from there. And all mm-hmm. of the over uh advertisement that was in uh that was that show in the states kind of killed that show for me. Where it was just every time you turned on FX, boom, it was a, it was an advert for for Sons of Anarchy and it just kept going and going and going. <laughs> so and the I only hit into- they had though yeah. was it? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. it was why they still are a t- uh uh station because yep. yeah. And I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. So that was the only thing I had known him from. And when I saw, I want to say, what was the, where he's, he's an explorer and he goes to South America. Is it is it, um, all I'm getting is World War Z, but that's Brad Pitt, obviously. It's a completely <laughs> different movie. But it's like, it's like Z. It's, I think it might just be called Z. Really?
4: I've never heard of this. Me
1: he's, he's an explorer and he goes to South America and he uh, encounters uh, the City of Gold. And is you know enamored by, it and, and he goes back and was telling you know everybody in in England about it and saying, hey, you know, there's this city of gold. We got to go back. We got to get funding for this, this, that, and Pattinson in it. it uh, Robert Pattinson. Is that do in sound it. familiar. It's really actually, good, it's a really good. It's really good. It's it's certainly not like an action movie or anything. It's a slow burn, if anything. Oh, okay. But uh, it's really good. Uh, Tom Holland is his son in it. And wow. And I who's, saw who's that. that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> your spidey senses aren't tingling are they
1: you know no, not quite you know. And, and when I saw that I was, I was like wow this guy can actually act and I'm curious what else he's done and that's actually how I found The Gentleman which oh. had come out Around the time, or right after that, and then I heard Guy Ritchie was attached to it, and everything. So I was like, "Boom! I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna check this one out." And again, I was pleasantly surprised. If anything, I like him as the anchor. I would call for the movie where he keeps you, he keeps Fletcher grounded from his fantasies, and he has that sexual chemistry that he's trying to fight off the whole time. That I don't know if they even that they even uh, acknowledge <laughs> no, really. Fletcher's character. <laughs> they it's just Fletcher's character coming on way too strong, and I don't know if it's because you know the OCD that they hint at with Hunnam's character is sort of like hinting at something else maybe sort of like Matt Damon from The Departed where I'm just maybe my maybe my radar isn't picking up everything that it should be when I'm reading this film but I loved it I loved him as the anchor and 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 the constant for this whole thing and then seeing him intertwine between um, McConaughey's character and then Fletcher's um, Hugh Grant's character having him yeah in the in-between. I, I really enjoyed it, actually.
4: I think you hit it. I mean, he's... he's you call him an anchor, called him the straight man, because you got these big personalities all around him. Yeah, yeah. And you need something to, to, to act as a barometer to gauge that against. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Fletcher's not nearly as funny if he's not up against a very straight-laced yeah, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, you know what I mean? True, yeah. And even McConaughey in his kind of more lambastic, I guess, moments? Or... Uh, yeah i mean you know posh pete he was all right <laughs> pete. Uh, was i love i loved his waistcoats like i loved his apply pete that's it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he definitely did, does not like i wish because there's some classism there he does did not want to go to that council estate he did not he did not there is some i don't like poor people going on there
1: see i called that as ocd and i believe i i watched an interview or something where it was Hunnam or richie was saying that was where the characters um Uh, like ticks came from is that he was he was kind of OCD where he was like you said 100% straight laced to the point of almost breaking in the severity of of the actual disorder of 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 obsession of cleanliness and and tacking and when he has to when he even says to McConaughey you know I don't I don't like the grime I don't like the grit and going in and having to get his hands dirty he was like I'm not I I thought I was detached from getting my hands dirty anymore. I don't like getting my hands dirty. And the way he rolls the uh, joint, or the spliff, rather, because he mixes it with tobacco. He does. Oh, is that the difference? Tobacco? The the joint is just cannabis.
4: I thought spliff was was interchangeable with joint. Is it not? Yeah, I thought so.
1: The, The way I understand it, and I will say my buddy Swim... Uh, could speak more highly of this than I can. <laughs> SWIM stands for someone who isn't me, by the way. I don't oh, know okay. actually use uh, this on, no. on the on the show <laughs> with you guys. But uh, yeah, my buddy SWIM was deep into the culture, but again, American cannabis culture. So I don't know if the yeah. UK reflects the same. But yeah, spliff is. Uh, I don't know how. We're, we're, we've got it down a rabbit hole here. Guys. Well, we're, <laughs> we're talking. I'm not
4: sure. Well, we actually kind of went down this rabbit hole a little bit earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm not sure. <sighs> British cannabis culture is very underground. If it if it, if it exists, mm.
3: Ethan, you're is a young at- one. Tell me. Uh, well, because I'm a Cambridge student. Uh, Cambridge is like. <laughs> hang on,
4: hang on. No, no. You are a student from a Cambridge University.
3: Oh, a Cambridge University. <laughs> uh, no, but in Cambridge, it like it's very synonymous for like weed culture. And even when I was in college, which was nowhere near the universities, universities, you'd walk down the street and you would you just smell weed it's very not open there but it's like uh it's the badly kept secret that everyone has that we all know that someone's either dealing it or or smokes it but like nothing's really done then i that's why i said earlier i was like it's different in big cities because like london cambridge birmingham manchester they're all like more open about it i
1: think than sort of more country areas Curious. That's so, that's I was, so
4: wild. I have, I have a
1: question for you guys. Obviously, living over there, I've traveled to the UK many times, and obviously, when I did, it wasn't in a capacity that I would be partaking in the cannabis culture there. Uh is, is a is it a decriminalized? I didn't. I should have done the research prior. No. Jumping on the pod, not at all. It's a hundred percent like not okay. it, it,
4: it is a class. I don't know what the is a class B drug. Class C, I think. Class okay. C, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it so is like the highest. No, the class highest, A, highest. class A would be the highest, but it's not. Yeah. It's not like like you wouldn't want to get caught as a like if you were a teacher and you got caught with. I mean, that's not good for your career. I'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not a partaker. Um, <laughs> that's not even the whole I'm not. I'm not. There's no finger quotes. I'm, I'm really not. I'm. I'm. But but I'm in favor of legalization.
1: I was. I was like. I. I think it just makes the most sense. Um, well, but, why I brought it up is does that uh part of the movie kind of uh hints that there is a market for it that everybody you know at least McConaughey has done very well from it and yeah. he's he's looking to sell what he's been what he's done very well um with and i'm i was curious as i was thinking to myself well u k is you know smaller country compared to the u s is it's it well, as smaller. big a market and does oh. it does it need to be this giant thing that's out in the open that just happens to be illegal right now like they had described with uh, Jeremy Strong's character where it's like it will go to legal market in the next five to ten? I was just very curious, I feel- A, what does it look like there? And B, is it? do you think it is prolific enough to where it could support this huge underground thing that, that McConaughey had become the king of cannabis over there?
4: I can only compare it to my, to my Canadian experience. Where that was, and that was, when I moved over here, it was still was um, decriminalized up to a certain point. Like you could carry so much in Canada at the time without getting busted. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I'll put it this way: when I was living in Canada, I knew more people who who were, and maybe maybe it was my age. I was in my I was in my twenties uh, and very early thirties, and I knew more of my friendship group is a, is a british word for me but more people who i knew let's put it that way people who i knew were on it than weren't oh really? i'll put it like that oh yeah, yeah, yeah like i used to get into debates with, with my friends about like how high is the is the, is the percentage numbers amongst our generation oh, really? and we'd go is it you know my, my friends those who did did we those who smoked weed would be like <laughs> it'd be like it would be like it's like 90 percent plus I'm like it's not 90 percent plus <laughs> but there were like professionals who were like absolutely absolutely absolutely
1: it's got to be about 65. I mean, in the States, and yeah. I don't know if Canada reflects as much, the, uh, as much, but it is the most used illicit Oh, absolutely. out there. Absolutely. And, it, and amongst a certain demographic, you know, let's say 30 and below. Yeah, I would say it's bordering on 75%. Yeah. I have tried, if not, and then I think regular users somewhere around half.
4: Yeah, I, I'd 50%. probably suggest that's probably a, a, just, just on a pure anecdotal level. Yeah, it's probably pretty accurate. Whereas here, nowhere near. nowhere near okay it's like very specific subsets yeah i think i think think amongst academic youth culture sure there'd be a lot there uh by academic i don't mean high school i mean post-secondary yeah
1: Mm -hmm. you know and that's uh, that puts it in a new perspective for me anyways hearing because i was curious what your guys you know uh you know, knowledge on it would be, and I'm, and that actually puts it a new perspective. I'm curious if the reception in the states was different than the reception, you know, in in UK would have been for this specific topic. In that, yeah, he's a cannabis, you know, king of of the underground of sorts. The way that you guys perceive that, and the way that you guys interpret that, versus how we interpret that, and how we, how I would have established, you know, like this gangster guy as like almost the moral. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, middle ground, gray area. If you For know, sure. Yeah, you true. No, I think the film more dark.
4: We discussed. I think the film does a good job positioning him and positioning us to like him and yeah. see him as the yeah, it's illegal, but it doesn't hurt anybody, and he is the good gangster. Yeah. In yeah. the lot. Now, granted, you cross him, <laughs> but um, but no, like that that whole speech he does with George uh, when they're watching the horse race mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm what happens you know what he says you can't just be you can't just be a supplier but not be an active contributor to the downfall of people yeah not when you deal you are, heroin yeah.
2: you're
1: he a you, facilitator and also buy and what does he say by proxy uh participant yes that's, of, it, that's, it, that's it that's it that's what i'm trying to say yeah.
4: And yet, he can say he can sort of look himself in the mirror. And we do, and it's important that we cross cut this scene. Hey, here's when you find with the bigger picture of it. We, we cross cut this with, um, oh, what's her name? Laura Pressfield, or I think or something like that, who's having, who's having, who's overdosing on heroin at the same time. And we see her dying and we see her parents finding her and we see their anguish combined mm-hmm. with this scene. So it clearly establishes that what he's doing is recreational and fun at the worst of it but these other drugs are 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 ruining lives
0: and we're also led to believe that once she goes home she'll be saved
1: it's that it's that false thing right and, like and
4: she's not is she no cuz it's not the people no it's not the people it's the substance yeah
1: yeah i'm i'm really glad you uh, brought that point up too ian or that specific scene because i'm curious um your guys' thoughts on that whole I felt like it was a um, a nod or a hint at the war on drugs and I was curious did you take it as just the, the just the comparison between cannabis and and heroin or did you take it more as the the consequences of that of that illegality so to speak and that he is oh. just, like you said working in the in the gray area of illegality, but of the, like you said, the better end of it versus the one that is, you know, on the bad end, quote unquote, bad end of it.
4: I think that's for war on drugs is something that's been very much branded as an as, as an American ideal. Even just that, that use of that phrase war on drugs. Mm. Uh, I don't think that really exists in the same capacity with the, with a loaded language. Now, there are nations in, in, in Europe that are, that are experimenting with, you know, 100% decriminalization of almost everything. For some reason, wow. Portugal. For some reason, Portugal jumps into my head. I think they're 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 they're
1: doing something 100%. there. They are uh, okay. they okay. criminalized to the <laughs> i 've de- I've definitely gone down the rabbit hole when it comes to this have and it 's something we speak uh, frequently on um, on on my show about because it is something that we find to be passionate about, most of the hosts and a lot of the guests and it and it comes down to and that 's why I even brought it up because like if the war on drugs the states didn 't start it it wouldn 't have yeah. you know spread throughout the world the way it did i mean in a lot of ways we forced it on the rest of the world, so I was curious if the if the perception or you know culture also reflects that now to where the you know based on what you're saying it kind of sounds like it where the states were were back in maybe the 80s with the just uh, just-say-no era, yeah. it seems like that's yeah. still more where the UK is lying versus yeah, the yeah. states are lying. Down. If anything, mm. we're
4: still a bit more hard-line, it sounds, in the states because the states, I don't know what the number of states are would have now legalized marijuana or decriminalized marijuana, but definitely on the, the up. It's 38. Yeah. 38, that's not... I should just go with these things in my head. <laughs> um, but... You know, it's here in the UK, and it's still very much as it was 15 years ago. Like that, that, that needle yeah. hasn't really moved, to the best of my knowledge. Uh,
3: so, um, interesting, interesting. There's a push, but it's not like one that's really getting any traction inside, like the House of Commons, because the people that push it are more on the outside of the political spectrum, anyway. Like with the big guns.
1: Sure, Sure. No, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's like I said, I was very curious to bring this small, hopefully small discussion. I don't want to get down the rabbit hole. <laughs> no, no, no. I hear you. I hear you. It. It's interesting though. But like, but like I, I was very curious to have the insider's perspective here and an audience perspective versus the UK audience versus an American audience that you know, the war on drugs versus the culture of cannabis in your country versus ours. Yeah. How that would be interpreted as the movie goes. Like where my, uh,
4: you know, in the, in the region of Canada where, where, where my sister lives anyway and she'll be listening to this. Um, they have a uh, you know actual like weed stores now wow. government oh. sort of facilitated weed stores i'd be really curious to say what that what's that done to the to the stem of 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 illegal weed grow-ups then that because must the decrease well, to a degree but if i say okay now it's legal great so you can buy the official government stuff for 20 bucks or you can get it off your buddy jim for seven okay Do you know do you, do you know yeah. what i mean yeah yeah
1: I don't know the I I don't know the um, Canada you know how that operates exactly because I know it it, like you said is more of socialist versus the capitalist (laughs) um, uh, market that the U.S. is but I know that import is still a strong market because of you know BC Bud was a big thing BC Bud I'm very familiar with that term it was a big thing it was a big thing when I was in school or excuse me my buddy Swim was in school and and it (laughs) import I wouldn't say changed at all, like you said, government-wise because government um, facilities and sites, to my knowledge or my understanding, just took up those that were doing it illegally, and they said, well, now you have to apply for licenses. You guys obviously... Oh, yeah, that's not, us, that's not us now.
4: No. 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 <laughs> See, in Canada, or at least the part of Canada I'm from Ontario, uh, we still have, we don't even have privatized alcohol sales. So if you want to buy alcohol, beer or liquor, you have to go to a government-run uh, facility so oh, wow. either called the lcbo which is where you would generally find your liquor or the the, the beer store which i'm assuming you can guess primarily what their big sales <laughs> is you can get beer at the liquor store but you really can't get liquor at the beer store there you go right. little. Mm-hmm. so when i think when they brought in the the, the weed and I, i'm i'm anybody back home feel free to get a hold of me and let me know if i'm wrong here but it was generally to copy that model and as a result though like ontario is some of the highest like alcohol like costs in North America, wow! Because it's you got to pay for the person behind the till who's making twenty two dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. Like they're making double what the person makes at the grocery store. Yeah. So in that regard, then how is that impacting the the price point on your case of beer? True. Let me- so it's that kind of a concept. So if it applies to weed, and if it's the same idea, then what happens?
1: Mm. Let me ask you this, then Ian. Where where did the government get their supply from? Of what? They of them? weed? Of of cannabis? Yeah. I, see, I, I see, that
4: happened when I was over here, so I don't know enough of it. I'm assuming some people would be regulated to, it's yeah, but I, I'm, it's it's all conjecture on my part at this point. Right.
1: The way the states did it, it was you apply for licenses, and if you you know get the license, then you must be the best of the best kind of a thing. And I I don't I I wonder, and I can't imagine why you wouldn't do a similar thing in canada in that oh you're a farmer for all of this time you farm garlic wink wink, nudge nudge (laughs) yeah exactly basil (laughs) and whatnot you obviously have an established uh, aquaponic system hydroponic system and indoor you know light setup wink wink nudge nudge now instead of growing basil for you know the local supermarket do you mind growing this for the for the canadian government i wonder i've no yeah
4: it's really interesting actually i just uh I should make a point next my I'm home to go. Take me to a weed store. I want to ask some questions.
1: <laughs> then go I right across. <laughs> Right across the border and see if it compares. I'll just go and say like where
4: oh it's right across from the McDonald's, you say. Go figure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Taco I, Bell. <laughs> I just saw an article, I was just
3: looking at because I was curious about like if there was anything we didn't know about the UK. Yeah. Uh twelfth of May this year, so uh the mayor of London, um, I forgot his name. Oh, Sadiq, Khan. Yeah, I, Sadiq Khan. Yeah. Uh he he was in America a while ago and I think he was looking about uh about dispensaries and all that, and the London Drugs Commission seemed to be looking at the idea of legalizing it. At
1: least in London, so while it's not like state by state, it might just be like county by county again yeah and didn't they didn't london just open their or are in the works I want to leave yeah, that was the same one Made that sounds like the right date for psilocybin right uh psilocybin clinic for uh for depressive and um and mental health uh issues right that I'd sounds that, like
3: that sounds really familiar. I remember hearing something about that London's more my knowledge than
1: Ian and Liam right now, I think
4: okay, you are Mr. London, yes,
1: yeah. Yeah, you guys, you guys say geography terms when, on your show, <laughs> and I just tr- I just lump it all together. And I don't know. Ethan thinks New
4: Zealand and Australia are the same size, yeah. so I think but, there's limits. Personally. I don't give I don't give Ethan too much on the geographical knowledge, but he does spend more time in London than I do, so yeah. I will give him that. <laughs> uh, let's pivot back to the the the, the film, shall we? Um, <laughs> right. You know, if if the if the smoke is cleared, we can get back into this here. Um I'm just trying to kinda of go down my my sort of cast of characters in my in my head, as zombie would say. Or cranberries would say in my head. Hermes, what was your thir-
0: thought, sorry, on um uh, Hugh Grant when you saw him in this.
1: God, I loved Hugh Grant. Oh we to talk about I Hugh Grant yeah, my bad. Because, I loved um, him just slightly less than uh Colin Farrell, but yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I, I, I'd
4: flip mine on that. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> Hugh Grant.
0: He, he blew our minds.
4: The first time I watched it, I just had. there just smiling the yeah. whole time, going, "I cannot right. believe this."
0: Was you exposed to Hugh Grant as Hugh Grant as we know him? Before uh, my this?
1: first, so. Uh, I I don't remember if I said this on the last uh, episode that we recorded. I I grew up in a household full of females and romantic comedies left a sour note in my mouth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> taste in my mouth. My first exposure to Hugh Grant was, I believe the film was called two weeks notice.
4: Oh, what Sandra a terrible Williams.
1: film. Oh. Ooh, that was my Hugh Grant and Sandra wow, Grant, Bullock. Wow. wow. Yeah. 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 About 2002 four sounds about then, right. Yeah, right there. That was Hugh Grant that I knew him, and I didn't know a lot of his work outside of that that stint of of um, romantic comedies he did.
4: Oh, okay. So you even you you missed the glory years of of Hugh Grant. Yeah, as a rom com,
1: because at least the rom coms were good in the nineties. Yeah, I mean, I I got Love Actually. Love Actually is good. Okay. I'm gonna disagree, but but <laughs> oh, I've learned. No, hang on, I've learned. Americans just don't get it. It's too British.
4: That is a yeah, very is. British is. film. Yeah, it and just it was, I is.
1: Only, I only watched because your of your guys' discussion oh, and, really? and review, and so I I bought it and I was watching it, and my wife and I were sitting there on the couch. And I was like, I just don't. I don't get it. and I want to, and I'm trying to, <laughs> and there are parts of it that I can, I was like, okay, that I, I you know, that's humorous. I And I like, a, a, a love a lot of the actors in it and actresses, and I was just sitting there with my mouth open, just not, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I think I got an hour in. I was like, okay, I, I'm going to have to come back to this. Wow. Show, so I just, I can't. You yeah. know, Alan Rickman's character kind of confused the sh- the shit out of me in a lot of ways <laughs> <laughs> He's not Hans Gruber. I remember, I, it was very weird
4: i remember my sister bought that used from blockbuster I've probably shared this in the pod before but here you go here's a little bit freebie from episode whatever it was on the actually <laughs> <laughs> my sister bought it and uh because we bought a lot of movies sight unseen at blockbuster because you get them for like half price or less uh once they got because they i don't know they were in like like 30 for when it was a new release and mm-hmm. they didn't have to jettison and get rid of all these extra copies so she watched and said, Oh, yeah, it's not very good. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I was, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, like three in the morning, I decided one night, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> I was probably working afternoon shifts. So it wasn't like I was just like totally in, in, in a fit of insomnia. And I thought it was just a delightful little film. And came down and said, Curse what is wrong with you? Yeah, right. This, <laughs> is, this is fantastic. And now she'll go, Oh, I don't know what was wrong with me that day, but maybe, maybe you know, it, it's. it's Hey, it kickstarted genre, didn't it? Maybe but, what? Yeah, because I'll tell you day. what: Americans yeah, love this format. Valentine's, Valentine's day, day, New Year's yeah, Day. Yeah. It's not like a Mother's Day? Oh, there's. It's Hopeful. dreadful. Yeah. He's just not that into you as the best of them. Mm. The the, the American-made ones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We can end this now. <laughs> so so then though, okay. So
4: then to see this pivot and go, look, he's going to be Ray. No, not right. No, he's no, going no. to be Fletcher. Fletcher.
1: Yeah. Fletcher, yes.
4: So many names in this film. I keep wanting to call him Mickey because of Mickey Blue Eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's going to be Fletcher and, you know, the red sunglasses and the very ambiguous sexual energy. And he's so playful. <laughs> so, he's yeah. He's so playful. And, of course, you know, um, um, Charlie Hunnam's Ray is so morose yeah. <laughs> and serious and joyless almost. Which brings out his it. performance more, and, and, and it also gives us an unreliable narrator, and that's fun. Yeah, it's fun when you don't know if you can trust what you're being told. And he kind of laughs at it himself, doesn't he? time everybody goes and says something, and we're like, and we have uh, Charlie Hunnam go. That's not exactly how it happened. He goes, well, you know, <laughs> well, I a bit of Hollywoodness. <laughs> I love it. I think he's great. And if they're ever gonna do a sequel for this, oh my god, you have to have him survive we somehow, dude. Because it needs to be the rat who never you can't, you can't get rid
1: of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I never liked Savus. He needs to be like an English Joe Pesci. He <laughs> <laughs> just got to be I, someone that you just can't get rid of.
1: I would prefer him to Joe Pesci any day. He Absolutely. Kills it nails it. Speaking of sequels, they did it or there was at least I see in some of my research, my brief research when I first saw it, that they did like a TV series, like a two episode TV series on The Gentleman by the same name and based off of this like a continuation of the story or something Oh, really? i need to check it out now um, now that i think about it i still haven't but i wonder if hugh grant could reprise his role oh, i'd be, great I if would he be could. all so in favor for that you have like, to like what happens that. after the taxi and everything after he sells it to miramax and everything i'd <laughs> love to see what happens
3: <laughs> he tries to lay like, ends with him trying to sell it to netflix
1: because he's narrating the entire <laughs> thing <laughs> yeah exactly i would i would be all on board for that i would love to see that
0: the weird thing about this movie is, I'm not really a big Colin Farrell fan,
1: really. But I love him in this. Okay, as good. coach, there you go. You. <laughs> there
0: you go, Leo. He, yeah, well, you know, he surprised me. I, I liked him in the early days when he first started out. I liked him, and then he went through that patch where
1: I felt like he he was too big for his boots. He was doing a lot of actiony and a lot of.
4: He was also uh, like like having a severe issue with with like drugs. Yeah, but it? I didn't know that at the time. Was he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Colin Farrell had, like, a severe
1: issue with drugs.
0: But, you know, now, in this, for instance, I was like, wow, he's a really standout character in this. He's and, come to
1: a heyday in the last five. W- would you guys agree with that? In the last five to ten, with a lot of his roles, yeah. yeah.
4: He had that early boom. I mean, we we, we did in Bruges, episode three. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Bruges, Bruges, In Bruges, great film because of you guys. Oh, I did you really? It. Oh wow, thanks yeah. for that. I loved it.
4: Yeah, it's so good. In Bruges, I have to admit, In Bruges was a film that I had a colleague um who wouldn't stop talking to me about it guy probably about, he's probably about 10, 10 years on me but he was like you got to see him bruce you got to see him bruce see him. And, then, and then you got to go to bruce and i was like all right i'm gonna watch him bruce i think i saw it on a plane once it was like on the which is weird because it was like 10 years old at that point but it was flying home and you basically if you're gonna fly for eight hours here's the three movies yeah, i'm gonna watch
0: well, yeah. i was in like, bruce i'm like all right i loved it wasn't our second episode or third third episode three yeah it was early on wasn't
4: it yeah episode two was Amalie? Yeah. Amelie oh, sounds okay, right. Yeah. Back to the
1: future. Amelie.
4: Back to the future. Amelie, that. <laughs> well, Dark then. Knight Joker. I think Dark. that's our first five.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah.
4: So, yeah, I'm the guy who went, we saw one Joker movie. Let's watch another one next week. Because <laughs> I thought we'd be done in 15 episodes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs>
1: But yeah. Thank, bless you guys for not stopping. Me. Hey, <laughs> you, ever, you ever got a podcast that you just fall in love with and then it stops at twenty or you know fifty? Oh, just,
4: Damn see, it! I'm, see, I haven't had that experience. I've been very lucky with the podcasts I fall into. Seem to be ones that are around for the long haul, mm-hmm. with the exception of I guess there's a couple. There's a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, but I don't know. On that note, I'll tell you who didn't quit It was Colin Farrell. Uh, <laughs> he has. I mean he kind of had the big and then he had a how people would hire him because i think he was a there were problems with with substances but then he kind of had this comeback where people keep trying to put him in things like if you think i mean ethan you're a big i mean i'm not a fan of the franchise but you're you you've you've previously shown some affinity for the (laughs) wizarding world
3: Eh, it's all
4: right shut up he's all right (laughs) uh He's he's excellent in in that first Fantastic Beast movie. He's the only yeah. thing. He's the only thing that's excellent in that first Fantastic. I wish Beast he stayed
3: movie. on. I wish he stayed on because yeah. the other two are dog shit. I haven't seen the third one, but the second one was
4: awful. In 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 in, in the Batman, he might be the best thing in that. It's really? a short list. He's up there. Yes, I really like him in that. Yeah. Um, oh, you penguin.
1: ever seen uh, yeah. Killing of a Sacred Deer or The Lobster? Ooh. No, oh, I, no I haven't seen those, those films. No. Yeah, he's he's so good in the lobster like 2010 time frame on he definitely has has hit a stride I would say maybe he got sober because I did not know about the uh, yeah yeah, yeah.
3: did he do that fifth element reboot I thought it was him he didn't uh, do a Total fifth Recall. element. Total Recall. Total Recall. He did yeah, Total Recall, real. and I walked onto yeah. the set for that movie in Toronto.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What's with the cars?" <laughs> um, I'll tell you what he was great in, and it's a bit of a tearjerker and a bit of a you know, it's not the typical film for the the demographic who probably listens to this podcast. Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, mm.
3: oh yeah, because he's the dad.
4: He's the alcoholic father.
3: Oh. Yeah, he is good so movie. good. Oh. That puts a lot of his stuff in a new light now, especially because it's, it's very real.
4: I'm going to confirm, but like, the fact that you're all going, I don't know about this. I'm like 99% sure. I'm just going to look it up just to be sure on this.
3: Yeah, because he's the dad. And I remember because they're like intercutting between like the bank song and him just being completely off his face. And my phone just uh, died. Like, <sighs> <laughs> I got you. Don't worry. I Thank you that. very much. Appreciate that. Um, was he in uh, Was it uh, True Detective? Because that was like a resurgence season, for him, at least two, in America. Two,
4: two? I, two, I yeah. One yeah, I was Woody, it. and who was with Woody? Oh, that was, I think it was McConaughey. Yeah. Was it McConaughey? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, yeah, I think season
3: two was him and whoever was um, Mahershala Ali, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah that fair enough.
4: enough. And he then, also did
0: Miami Vice, didn't he, the movie? Which was rubbish. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they had to figure out who Colin Farrell was. I think it took a while for that to be figured out. He's an actor. He's not a movie star yeah exactly that's what he is was he in phone booth yeah he was good in that he's great because basically that's just him acting him. him acting they added Kiefer stuff in after the fact really yes yeah, so he wasn't even playing off a of Kiefer they didn't know who the other guy was yet wow yeah.
3: oh seven psychopaths he was yep, great seven, psychopaths.
4: That. seven that, psychopaths that's the same writer I believe is in Bruges
1: yeah yeah I believe yeah, yeah. oh cool so, so apparently, I'm confirming here, Ian. Yes, yes, he definitely goes into uh, extended uh, addiction. Time, okay, at least in what I'm reading here. Yeah,
4: that, that that was my knowledge of him. Uh, With
1: alcohol and drugs. Yeah, yeah.
4: and kind of fought him out the other side. So maybe not as uh, as well documented as like a Robert Downey Jr. But we should uh, definitely tr- champion anybody who's able to kind of come out yeah. the other side of that. Yeah,
2: definitely. He oh, he was sober, in the
3: awful Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. <laughs> Well, yeah. Yes, he oh, yeah. he was. He was. He yeah. was the baddie He was the baddie
4: wasn't he? Yeah, he was bullseye. like I said, TV. like I said, he's an actor. He's not a movie
0: star. Keep yeah. away from that stuff. <laughs> he was actually in a film that I really liked, which was called American Outlaws. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, he played Jesse James.
2: Oh, it was
4: Jesse. james Yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah,
0: I quite like that. Should
4: we? Uh, McConaughey's a strange one, isn't he? Yes, he is. Because he went from like decent actor to like lazy rom-com guy for like fifteen years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like he he was a meme before memes were a thing. Yeah, you know, all right, all right, all right, You know, all that stuff, right? That's days of confused. Days of confused. Yeah. How, what's days of confused? Nineteen
0: ninety-seven. Earlier than that. Like wasn't that. It? Earlier than that. I'm sure it was earlier than it was that.
3: Ninety-five. Let me check.
4: I, I want to say yeah. earlier but you think about that i mean like yeah. that's
3: 93 93 wow yeah yeah 93
4: yeah and then he goes from that to just playing it safe for, with the exception of oh what was the film that he was in with bill pullman oh, oh he's a sheriff it's one i want to do frailty that's not what I was frailty is a film i really want to do one day
1: Oh, sorry, I was still on Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but then you have the- Powers go- Booth? That was Powers Booth, though, wasn't it? What was Powers, Powers Booth? Booth Ma- Powers Booth, McConaughey, Frailty, right?
4: Who's Powers Booth? I don't know who Vanessa. Was he? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, I know Bill He's Pullman. <laughs> Bill Pullman's in that. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, Bill- Oh, is Powers- that- Yeah, I'm seeing who he is. It's not Bill Pullman, is it? It's Bill Paxton. Oh, there's Bill Paxton. I got my I got my Oh yeah, that would be terrible if Bill Pullman was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, You said Paul was very, think. Think. very confused.
2: There yeah. we go.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he got a little bit dazed and confused, he's all There all right. we are. Um Yeah. Um and then he goes away and then he does uh
3: was it True Detective at launched him back or
4: No, I no, think Dallas True Detect- Buyers Club. Dallas yeah. Buyers Club, that's right. I haven't seen is that. He-
3: he does that like, and Magic Mike in around about the same time. <laughs> and then there's a, No, Magic no, Mike he's is good. a pretty no, solid seen, film. I've he's seen serious? Magic Mike. He's, he's good uh, in it. He's good in it, yeah. I'd had a couple of drinks wolf when Street. I watched that. Well oh, wolf? of Wall- I was a, um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think stuff. that put him yeah. sort of in the zeitgeist because that was such a meme for ages. And well, then they were like, "That was." He, the, did he get the Oscar? That was. The, yeah, he
4: did. He did. That was yeah, the
3: juxtaposition,
4: yeah. though. Was the idea that Matthew McConaughey's winning an Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have called that a year before? Nobody. Yeah. And when you do such a thing for the same time, then when you sort of break that, and you play against type, and you break it to the degree that he was. All you can do is. Get get praise for it it's a bit like robin williams doing one hour photo isn't it like robin williams doing goodwill hunting it's yeah. a bit it's a bit like jonah hill playing it straight for uh wolf of wall street it's like uh Moneyball.
0: jim carrey Moneyball. Doing that 13 numbers or something <laughs> number 13 <laughs> number, <yeah. laughs> number
1: 23.
4: but, it's, but 23. it's different oh 23 yes eternal sunshine of the Spotless mind yeah yeah, yeah so i'd say truman show but that's more like just truman's easy. finding that ha- truman's sort of directing that energy in of the way they want it to do
3: it teeters, but it doesn't fully go to the Laura Lenny wins that film. Yeah.
4: George is, Georgia's hating the idea that we might do that one day. <laughs> She hates the Truman Show. I'm like, Your no. list of films that you hate is very long, Georgia.
1: You <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen enough either. Every time you bring up a film, it's, no, I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it. So you got you to wait, wait. That's probably the genesis
4: films. of all of this, as we used to talk about. What if you haven't seen this? I mean, just talk about things. Yeah. And then finally we decided we should turn some mics on.
1: Well, that's why I chose
4: Prestige a few moments ago, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah, in the chamber. Choice. I
0: still haven't pulled my yeah. one yet.
4: No, I know what yours you is. Know yeah, what is. Yeah, I know what yours is. That's going to be divisive. De- I, I got a few still in the uh, divisive or decisive. Which one do you mean? Dif- divisive. It was divisive. in divide people, yes? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't think it will. I think it's going to be really, really, I think Georgia might struggle with it, but that movie's just a, oh, it's a wonderful film. <laughs> someone who's not very good with vocabulary. Last Samurai? <laughs> 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 I love that film Sonic the
1: Hedgehog 2 I love that I, film uh, Liam, Pat, I Paddington it because if I I picked it or almost picked it because of your kind words on it and I was finally getting hey, someone I'll just say, say this originally Hermes know?
4: made that his only choice and then he changed that so that's on him Hermes, Hermes I, I was the only one who chose The Last Samurai
1: I, I heard it, and I was, I, was, I was almost kicking myself, but I think this is a more accessible film overall, yeah. and especially back-to-back Tom Cruise. That's enough Tom Cruise for a couple of weeks. We can go to something else. he's so like good in that
4: movie.
1: He is, is he? fantastic. In
4: the movie. Yeah. Fantastic. I remember I bought that film for my mom. Because I used to always buy my mom movies. That was, that was, that was our yeah. thing. We were a movie-watching family, right? And apparently she said to my sister, I guess Ian's run out of ideas for what to buy me these days. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because it wasn't one of those ones that we went like, back. It was easier when we lived together because you'd rent a film. Yeah. We'd all watch it. Oh, it's pretty good. And then you'd buy it for someone. Yeah. And the thing you wanted to make, make sure is that no one else was buying someone else the movie that you were buying for them. Yeah, yeah. But then when I moved out, it became a little more, okay, this was big this year. Why not buy it? That would be good. Yeah. It's Tom Cruise. We had a lot of Tom Cruise movies at home. I'm like, this, this can't be, this, this has got to be an easy win.
1: Not easy. an easy win. No. <laughs> when she watches it, hopefully she changes her tune
4: i don't know if she ever did watch it <laughs> she's passed on now but i think i, I think at the time i'm not sure i'm trying to, I'll have to ask i don't know <laughs> my mom was the woman who watched the first like six minutes of the saint starring val kilmer and went we should add this to our collection we're like mom it's six minutes in we haven't even we haven't reached the opening you know although no, she wasn't wrong we enjoyed the film and added it the our collection so there we go yeah, right. I,
0: the last samurai i was married at the time and I said to my wife, them wife, I said, Do you want to go and see a movie? She went, There's nothing on." I went, "There's that thing called The Last Samurai," and she rolled her eyes. And I went, "Look, it's not going to be an epic." <laughs> <laughs> How wrong! How, were
4: How wrong were
0: you? How wrong you were!
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, outside of the, um, outside of some of the slang we sort of talked about, was there anything else that created sort of a distance for? for you or does this create because british films when they're presented to an american audience i'm thinking love actually i'm thinking four weddings and a funeral i'm thinking uh british jones's diary they present an idea of what england is it doesn't really feel like it's authentic Mm. and yet this one feels a little bit more like yeah it's that hyper gangsterized version of it but it feels more authentic than those films were So I'm wondering for Hermes, is there anything else that felt like it was like something that was creating a distance between you and the material, or were you able to find it still pretty accessible throughout?
1: I definitely found it accessible throughout. And I, I find that with Guy Ritchie films, yes, they, I mean, he's from the UK. And so he, I I feel like just his style is that UK, that UK style for lack of a better phrase, you know, whatever that is, whatever that means to whoever hears that phrase. But Mm -hmm it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't accessible it was the lingo would be the only thing that i to this day will just find enjoyment out of and not actually understand but by by and large i would say similar to how we were discussing you know like the differences between the states versus uh uk in in like drug policy i would say the uk going to your point of like you know how many Films playing have to be British, right? Yeah. I would say the UK is more create, creative in that aspect. And they're kind of on the forefront with a lot of, I mean, podcasting even. They were on the forefront of that before the yeah. States really picked up. The the States may be a huge market. Once it got picked up, you know, then you have a large audience base to to enjoy it or to engage with it. But the UK certainly, I would say, is more on the forefront of arts. And with Guy Ritchie behind it, I think – I think and him spending you know enough time in the states and in the U.K. can sort of blend that in a nice way that everybody can access it, you know and and uh I don't know, I didn't find it. the only actually, as I say that too the firearms was the only thing <laughs> where no where where he hits the uh, fellow gangsters or the amateur gangsters if you will say yeah. hey pip hey pip <laughs> <laughs> pip saying hello i'm going he to let little about really quickly <laughs> keep going. <laughs> the, the 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 firearms when, when he when he approaches the "Quote unquote amateur gangsters." Yeah. When a kid uh, is running with the phone, and yeah. they had a machete—that is so foreign to anybody <laughs> in the states, where where they wouldn't immediately pull out a piece of some kind. And the fact that he has an automatic weapon in yeah. his in his coat is just immediately—I was like, "Oh, that's right; those are illegal over there. <laughs> they are very legal."
4: <laughs> yeah, so and you don't see them. You no, understand.
1: no, no! Yeah, so when, I mean. so when she brings out, oh, it's it's, it's five years on the desk there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he says, that, yeah, yeah. It was just little little things like that. But again, I've traveled in quite a bit now that I recognize those things. Where it's like, oh, that's right. Like obviously, not living there, I don't understand all of the, these things, but. <laughs> but uh the <laughs> pip <laughs> you he, can still hear him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he's going nuts <laughs> yeah, i love it i love it he's, yeah he's, we do and that's too. his he's he's also part of the crew so naturally he's got to speak his piece for absolutely the so that we're, he's part of the episode so we ensure that the episodes are are pip inclusive <laughs> we don't we don't edit him out anymore no we used to <laughs> no
2: it's good i love
1: it i used to do more editing
4: overall but just kind yeah. of decided just for the most part leave warts in
1: uh, yeah. for, the, for the most
4: part, as long as someone doesn't go terribly wrong. Yeah, it,
1: it fleshes it out, Ian. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it. Fleshes it out nicely. It.
4: Excellent. Oh, here he goes. He wants is a our. Toy. He is, he's the. It's the. He's the. The pop of the podcast. He's a popcast.
1: He I should open my door and, and get the uh, executive producer, Natalie, my cat, to come in. <laughs> <laughs> we were on
4: once with. I think it was. I don't know if it was Jay Salahi or it might have been. No, uh, no. It was. it was what's his name? Um, am um, from from. Bank.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, oh. yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, Prasad, Sh- Sean Prasad. yes, yeah. Whose cat Pip can hear the cat through the uh, through <laughs> the speakers. It was reacting to. So they were they're reacting to each other. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's adorable.
4: So yeah, it was it was it was, it was pretty good. So uh, yeah, little little. He's, he's he's
1: reached some sort of level where <laughs> it's like, all right, it's that, been hours. Like, Pay eh. attention to me. <laughs> he is <laughs> Um. Yeah, that was the only disconnect. To get back on track, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was the guns. only disconnect. Yeah, that was the only uh, not quite a disconnect. It was just another reminder of like, oh, that's right. Yeah it's, yeah. There, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's very different. Exactly.
4: Oh, one well, last thing: pickled eggs. What, what are they like? <laughs> is, is 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 the U.S. big pickled egg country?
1: I mean, you can get them in a in what we would call a bar. You guys would call a pub. Uh, oh, okay. You can get them. You can get them. Oh, yeah. Just like anything else. I when mean, was the last drunk, time you had a pickled egg? Might be the better question. Never. Oh, (laughs) Oh, really? I love a a pickled egg.
4: Pickled pickled egg in a in a bag of salt and vinegar crisps. (laughs) Try that. They'll change your life,
1: (laughs) one way or the other. On the topic of pickles, I was actually I had uh, I had got an officer of mine to get into um, dill pickles, like a kosher pickle with a glass of uh, bourbon or or whiskey of some kind. All right, that, those combinations, you know, the salty mixed with the alcohol there, yeah. you sip and you crunch. That's a great combination there.
4: Tell you what, it's, it's almost impossible to have a proper dill pickle over here, man. Like it's 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 really something else. So, um, oof. Yeah, it's all the do, do be sweet pickles, almost like, like a bread and butter pickle if no. you know. No, no, no. Oh, I know. Yeah. So I bite into it, going. I'm waiting for this like like dilly kind of tang, and it's just like this sweetness. I'm like, that's not gonna work on a sandwich. <laughs> no. And someone knows how to make them because they still have like the same Subway. They call them gherkins here, but the same the same Subway pickles and Big Mac pickles that we have back home. So like, someone knows the recipe. Where is it? I need to know how to how to do this myself now. So I've started. Uh,
1: I can send that to you. I actually did a lot of canning. Uh, Come from a farm, so it did a lot of canning, and pickles was one of the things. Absolutely, I will 100%
4: take that, dude. And the good news is, I can open that on, 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 (laughs) I was gonna say camera, but on mic, and it won't do what, what, what Baker's Batch beer did and explode
3: all over my soundboard. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's why so many British people don't like, uh, like McDonald's pickles because they're the. This sour, kind. yeah, because you've been oh, coached.
4: They're, they're so nice. You've been you've been coached to have sweet pickles yeah. your whole
1: life here. Oh yeah, I yeah, love,
4: love pickles. Well, there we go.
1: Oh yeah. Wow, this has been an episode that has not talked about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: we uh, you know, Pickle, positive no, no. podcast. You know what? You
4: say that this is the stuff we get easily the most feedback from are these sort of <laughs> tangents. Like the, and, I, and I've often said, like the films that we discuss are really just platforms and excuses to sort of turn the mics on and have these bigger conversations. It's not the films aren't mm-hmm. important, and, the, and and they absolutely are important. And they give us a. Re, if it was just like we're just randomly turning the mics on, no, it does provide like a structure but these yeah. things where we just go places that's the stuff where people i think get to know who we are and i think it, that's the secret of, of 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 the podcast game is that it's about the personalities you have not necessarily about the con because we're no different from any other film podcast in that regard we're what, gonna talk about a movie okay that's what we're gonna do <laughs> what was it with you Hermes, that drew you, drew you into us well, that's a very self-serving question, no, <laughs> Hermes, Tell us what what do you like so much about
0: no, us? That's not, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just what made it. what made what made you start listening to us and stay listening to us? What was it? Oh, okay, that's a good question. Because you said it was we're no different to
4: anybody. We, else. we we are no different to anybody else. I'm just curious.
1: No, so so having said, I I have heard and listened to quite a few film podcasts. as I was finding you and then sticking with you guys. Uh, and and that's not a that's not a hit on anybody else who does film podcasts, but I will completely agree with you Ian, that you guys have a personality about your podcast where you allow yourself to go these places and i've heard other podcasts where it is well, this film was made in this year and it has direction uh, yeah. by this director and it was this actor and didn't, you know, and at best there's a small chuckle, uh, you know, oh, I saw them in this film too, you know, and yeah. you guys have a very natural flow. And if we're on the topic of podcasts and me as an audience, you know, member for the podcast, separate myself from the host for a second, <gasps> is is that it, uh, you got to have like three big things. And that is like, you got to have the personalities where I want to hear your voice and I want to hear your thoughts. You know, if your thoughts are the same thoughts every week, then sorry, not sorry. I'm not going to continue to. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and,
1: and, and then and audio quality was a big one. You guys started out still at a very reasonable, you know, good level. And then you only yeah. improved from there. And I saw Ian's love and and passion for for the podcast creation. And I and I and that resonates as an audience member where I said, "Well, he takes it seriously. You guys obviously take it seriously, but you're also having fun. You have a, a camaraderie amongst the, all of you where you 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 know you hit at Ian, uh, where you hit at Ian and Liam a little bit, and then when <laughs> Ethan was involved, you hit at Ethan a lot. And <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Team Ethan. Don't worry, yeah. Ian, I'm still team Ethan. There's S- just, someone's got to be. It's all right. The, there's that. There's that I'm, back and I'm, forth. Uh, <laughs> there's that friendly command. and then Ian." taking it to that third level. So the first one certainly is personalities and how you guys go about it. Second one is definitely audio quality and being able to not hurt my earballs when I'm listening to you guys. And then third is your engagement. Ian kills it on the Twitter and makes you guys He does. He does. the audience feel involved and that is huge. It's something that I, you know, with my show have mirrored, as I'll completely admit and, and 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 be open about, is when you see something that works and you see something that you like as an audience member, you reflect it in your own show. And Ian, I've taken at least three, four, five, ten <laughs> hints from you as, <laughs> as a podcast creator where I'm like, no, this that is absolutely important. That engagement is is crucial and it makes me feel involved in all of the episodes. Prior to the Patreon coming out, Yeah. It makes you involved It makes you want to be part of the conversation where you're yelling at your phone this and that. <laughs> during the conversation <laughs> oh but i can also tweet it and i'll get a response back boom done
0: even better exactly,
1: exactly. so
0: in the early days when we didn't really have a structure where now we do have a structure do you prefer the the structured knowing what's coming like the age game and stuff like that and do you, do you yes, enjoy I'm, that so, side of things I,
1: I enjoy you guys have done it well i enjoy it all i really do you i love the progression and being someone who's Heard the early episodes and seeing where you guys have grown. I relate to it as a podcast producer yeah. and creator myself. And so I appreciate it on that level, but I can also access it and I can show it to a friend and say, oh, no, no, no. Watch, uh, you know, listen to their Back to the Future, their Dark Knight, their Mank, and then see, you know, all of these little inside jokes that they appreciate. You know their audience who engages with them, and then uh, everybody I've turned on to it has also been like, you know, you you were so right. I've never had more fun. I've never had more oh. engagement. I've oh. never wanted to. It's it's, it's truth. I'm, I only I I say this all the time with sponsorship for our for our uh, show. You know, we're we're always approached by soaps and manscapes and all of these things. The only thing that I'm going to ever put on my show, and the only good critique or feedback i'm going to provide you know from into my microphone and to the people that live into it yeah. is an honest uh is an honest opinion and you guys are killing it you absolutely are
4: <laughs> we, we don't get those same options over here for the for the british <laughs> market <laughs> no. <laughs> there's no soaps getting in contact with us
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no uh well thank you very much for some for some, for some kind yeah. words there it's, it's uh, nice it's, to
2: have an insight into is, what is.
0: other people think of. because i honestly thought nobody would listen to us I thought this was a, a documentary for us to go back and listen to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: right. <you're laughs> what we talk Every, about. Yeah. Every good podcast thinks that, Liam. So that's good oh. about that.
4: Oh, okay. I'd rather be the podcast that thought no one was going to listen to me than the podcast that mm-hmm. starts up and goes, how do I get famous and paid? And I'm like, you okay, know, I, I, got, I got news for you. Exactly. A, if that's what you're interested in it's gonna be so long before about how i was looking we've never been driven by i was watching a video um by wheezy waiter the youtuber i don't know oh yeah like i I love love me some wheezy waiter and he said for the first like he's been doing it for 15 years he said for the first like five years like he had like 13 subscribers or something like that like it was that idea but he just did it because he loved doing it and then something happened as a result of it so as a result now he's really grateful for what he has but i think we started with just the idea i we didn't have any ideas and the thought about doing patreon or doing it it was like that's completely foreign yeah yeah yeah. like even when that came up and other people were sort of talking about i'm like no i guess too early for us and we gotta pump the brakes on this sort of stuff and do it at the right time
1: Mm. yeah you did you did you did it well
4: well thank you very much i'm gonna pivot back to the
2: movie
4: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna do it through uh this the and we are in the end game now hermes you're aware that you have some extra responsibilities you today do. As the bff Ooh. and the bfe the man who brought the film to the table what is your random word
1: random word is uh cannabis cannabis <laughs> there yeah. you are folks cannabis, <laughs> not weed not, not weed. Marijuana.
4: Not marijuana cannabis yeah. all right fair enough <laughs> so there we go let's talk, well about, the, talk about the money 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 mm. uh 22 million dollar budget really quite on the cheap
2: it is. really quite on the cheap considering
4: and for who they got who they got i mean that's about people a lot of people doing like working for below below what you know yeah, yeah, mar- yeah. obviously below what the market would bear ah. in order to try and make something and and the most part they've all nailed it
0: <laughs> but when you got somebody like guy richie at the helm you're not going to go no I.
4: Okay, Beckinsale says what? Uh, <laughs> well, that was well, said, unforeseen circumstances. She, she said yes first. We know yes. that much. Yeah. Yes. Um What do we think it makes? $22 million. What does it make? Liam. Ooh. 65.
3: 65. Ethan. I'm saying 45
1: because this is right when things start to get shaky. And uh, Hermes. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll say an even 50. You're all way low. Oh, really? Really?
4: 115. See, we were thinking just
1: wow. because of we the COVID
0: thing.
4: It pretty much yeah. does its whole run before COVID hits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, pretty much. That. January first released in the in the United Kingdom. January something fifteenth like or something in the US. Oh, okay. So it gets most of its money in the US in the first three weekends, and oh, then no pretty way. much
1: what is it? It's it's March, I think, when things start to shut down. yeah Yeah. 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 Oh, so it was 20. It wasn't I was thinking it was 19 for some reason. it it, it, offici-
4: it officially has its like global premiere 2019, but it's not in like regular people cinemas until oh. New Year's Day in the UK and, and a few weeks after in the US.
1: Okay. Yeah.
4: yeah. So Interesting. Um no awards to speak of. I've got my uh I've got my um Top Gun notes from last week here. Uh, <laughs> but I do know that I saw it and it was only nominated for like a Saturn award. That was it. Oh, okay, so nothing really of any merit, which might feel like a bit of an oversight. I think the screenplay is really strong. Yeah, and yeah. the screenplay is really, really strong. For some reason, the Academy doesn't seem to. I don't remember Guy Ritchie not really been nominated for much of anything. No, and I think, I think he's got strength as a screenwriter. Now that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and the cinematography I thought was really good in this as well. So um, there's yeah. my honorable mentions. Um, who would you cast as who? Who would you cast as who? Oh, that's you tough. as Fletcher.
2: <laughs> Fletcher I totally, I'll
4: totally be Fletcher. Fletcher's that's fine by character. me. Oh, I'll play that part. You've got
0: that comedic feel about you. Oh, no.
3: But- <laughs> Both yeah, storytellers. That's yeah. true.
4: Yeah, there we go. That's true. that's true. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, Ethan, I want to make you dry eyes, buddy.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <And> try, <laughs> <laughs>
4: like, like uh. everything before he's about to die. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting that rapey energy on you or anything like that.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't get any. Yeah, I don't get any of that energy from you, Ethan.
4: So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's because Ethan's the young wolf and I'm the young lion, and I'm the old lion, and probably therefore he'd be the one who probably try and take a gun and take me out at some point.
1: from Um, from what i've heard of you ethan you're 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 more of charlie hunnam's character not oh really not necessarily because i again ian may be working off something that i don't know but as an audience (laughs) member you are the straight and narrow you you have your words you speak them earnestly and you're not dealing with any of the shenanigans that ian's always (laughs)
2: before, you said, you
1: know, <laughs> I love how you're a sensible I one. Congratulations! S-
2: I want to
3: say I love how wrong you are because when are off the mic, I just exude like goblin energy. Like I, I have more, I have more of dry eyes insanity.
1: than Gabriel, oh, really, he's so he so
4: wants right. to be the quirky one, and you've totally called him the straight laced <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> Huh. It's just what I've got. I love it. I love <laughs> it. <him>. He's nice. <laughs>
4: uh, Liam. Ooh. Naturally.
1: Naturally McConaughey. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I was going, going to. That.
4: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Make all it. Right,
1: all right. Yeah. That's your favorite catchphrase if I've ever heard it is. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, Herbie's just a I'll
4: voice. So it's really hard to kind of to pl- 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 place that somewhere, buddy.
1: I can always play something, but uh, probably nothing in the end of the day. <laughs> I will never get cast for anything. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll audition for everything. There we are. Unless it's the narrator. Unless I'm doing a Morgan Freeman line. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh, you'd be
0: great as a cast. narrator. You have a great voice. Yeah.
1: No, you guys are too. Uh, just because I'm the BFF of the BFE doesn't mean you got to be nice to me. You no. No,
4: you got some pipes, too. You do. You do. You do. And just some yeah. nice audio quality to beat. So there we go.
1: I was going to say, it's probably just the mic and the ridiculous amount that well, I've invested. I in mean, to be TV. fair, I mean, my
4: voice in the mic isn't necessarily equally my voice in real life either. I mean, uh, he's very high-pitched squeaky. Who, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah very, much <laughs> so. very much so. Very much so. filter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, What I'm doing these sessions, I have to do these sessions, Hermes, where like the entire, um, before we, uh, we we sit major exams in this country in year 11, so, yep.
1: um,
4: and everybody, kind of like the SATs, I guess. Everybody goes in and writes the same exam on the same day
1: in the country. Kind of like our, well, we have standardized for every year, unfortunately.
4: They, okay, yeah. so, every year. but this is like the year that like really like determines their future. This is their last year. They're going to go to univer- not university. They're going to go, because it's weird here. There's never a step before university, but they're
1: going to go to sixth form or uh, a college. sixth
4: form, which would be something that would lead you towards uni, or they're going to take, you're going like to go more to toward- like
1: Yeah. community prior to uni.
4: Yeah, something like that, yeah. Well, sixth form would be like a proper academic setting, though, whereas... Like a school setting, wouldn't it? Yeah, usually you still do it at the same building. It's really weird. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> these are the ones that matter and the ones that, like, our paychecks are kind of, like, on the line of and stuff like that. And yeah. so, I, you know, who do we need to sort of m- motivate everybody up before they go in? It more often than not, it sort of falls to me if it's English or film yeah and so what's missing here is you know when i'm on the mic i have to sit here and sort of do this thing here but the other side of it is i get the pace and walk around kind of own the room in that respect and the other day i started going up the bleachers (laughs) <laughs> and i sat beside i spoke to them all from like inside the bleachers with where, where they all were And everyone else is just too afraid to do anything it's amazing oh wow. no fear here you love that source of, oh, bring it, bring, love it br- bring me a live crowd and just a, a, a snippet of an idea of what <laughs> i'm gonna
2: say
4: <laughs> i'll i'll find something and drive it and make it the mantra of that speech. the hard part is, i do so many is how does this one different from the previous one so it's yeah. still impactful
1: it doesn't seem to be a problem for you and i would have loved you as a teacher oh I
4: geez i can also be pretty strict though i'll say that much my rules that's are my rules thing. Yeah, but firm that's what unfair I mean.
1: yeah exactly i i like i like to know what i'm expecting yeah. some of my yeah. favorite teachers and some of my favorite instructors uh growing up now and and later in life are the ones that i know exactly what i'm getting they don't they don't waver they got their code and they're still you know they're still fun to be around they're still worth something to be around they're not just on a power trip or anything like that no it's they want to provide you something they want to teach you something they want to give you something and i'm here for it and i'll play by your rules as long as we're here you know yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, i would have liked you as a teacher
4: yeah, yeah I, I say look everybody knows what your yes and your no is they won't mess with you yeah yeah i
1: yeah. might like your rule but at least they know that yesterday it
4: was this and today it's this and tomorrow it will be this yeah exactly. exactly yeah such is um whose story whose story is it
3: well, it's, 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 it's Fletcher's, isn't it? It's a,
4: it might be Fletcher's
3: story. Cause it's Fletcher's story because he's telling it, I guess. Yeah.
1: Because he's he's molded it into his. But, but Mickey's the character in all of it, right? So he that's is. why I would only hmm. lean towards Mickey. But yeah. I would have, I my gut would have said Fletcher. But at the same time, you can't have the narrator have the story necessarily, right? Like, it's not, we're not here for Fletcher. We're here for the characters he's providing us, right? True. Indeed. Am I wrong? Okay, no,
4: no, no. You're <laughs> nope. right. You're right. <laughs> what is the story?
1: Lots of question. Mm. Ready for a rabbit hole? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Go. So I uh, I love a that it's this the the love of film is what I would say the love of the the script the film the cinema opening five ten minutes it is it is the the line that uh, Hugh Grant gives it's cinema Ray. yeah' <laughs> it's de- that's uh, that 's honestly what I get from the film. You might say there's some there's some subtext or some nuance for the war on drugs and decriminalization uh-huh, and yeah. and gangster culture and uh maybe even his sexual preferences and you know there's there's these little things here and there, but i 'd say by and large it's it 's a film for film you know guy ritchie is is a love is is a, is a lover of film, and I think this is his, I don't need, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on on the terminology here, but it's and Ian. Hopefully, <laughs> you can help us out with this. But it is it, it not quite meta in the sense that it, you know, it is for itself. But it, I, I feel like it's it's after the whole Aladdin and after the the studio films that he did with Sherlock Holmes and Aladdin and everything. Mm. It was sort of this. No, this is what I'm actually about. This is uh, now that I've done and had the career I've had up to this point, where they're gonna let me, like you said, like uh, Kevin Smith. You know, they're going to allow me at least thirty million, right? Guy yeah. Ritchie said, well, they're gonna at least allow me twenty something million. That you said the budget was. Yeah, what can I do it? with yeah. that? Can I get back to my roots? What can I do? With? So I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna direct it. And this is my love of gangster films. I, if you look at his. Filmography up to that point, he did. Uh, my favorites up to that point were gangster films. He, yeah. you know, UK gangster films. I'm gonna get dialogue heavy. I'm gonna get script heavy. I'm gonna get my soundtrack because the soundtrack is. Oh, Sound. We didn't talk about that Maybe, enough. Oh, Soundtracks, right? Yeah, yeah. oh, amazing. <laughs> Going. Uh, I'm gonna give you the highlights of my filmography and my <laughs> personality as a director and as a writer. And this is the film I'm going to do it with, you know, and I'm going to slightly, you know, throw in or put the icing and cherry on the cake for something relevant in, in you know, um, uh, current in today's culture, a.k.a. cannabis legalization and on the underground versus what it's going to be in the next 10, 20 years. And we're just going to play with that. We're going to have fun. We're going to go from there. And I think that's ultimately what this one is about. And I, I love it.
0: He also writes very British and yeah he writes better when he's doing british he knows like what he knows doesn't he yeah yeah you know yeah Sways more american or more different away from what he's used to the the terminologies and the uh writing is different
4: yeah and it doesn't seem to stick i don't think this was designed to be an american hit i think it's a happy accident yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Um, just like I don't think I don't, I, don't, I don't think snatch or lock stock and two smoking barrels no. were supposed to be lock, definitely not lock stock and two smoking no, barrels definitely not snatch. I, I, there was hopes, but I don't think everyone was bank. It's the same idea. I, yeah, I, I think it's did. just it's just kind of a happy accident that sort of worked out for their for their benefit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moves us on to uh, George is not here to start us off, but the role of women. I mean,
0: I thought uh, Michelle Rosalind. I thought she was great she held her own
4: this is the, this is the woman from uh down nabby
0: yeah? yeah oh she's
1: great
4: she's great amazing yeah.
0: she if holds her thing, own with...
1: stro- yeah if anything she's the strongest character so yeah I'll cut you off ian uh liam sorry yeah <laughs> no, no worries
4: we sound alike it's okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it's Ian. Just for some reason i'm so used to just saying ian.
4: i'm I just used, used to disagreeing with you and wanting to yeah. shut you up <laughs> i suppose ian and liam are similar. they are soundalikes yeah yep
1: I spell Ian a lot when I'm tweeting him. Is, is You need to get better at Twitter is what so, ultimately comes down to. I'm Liam. rubbish.
0: I know. Every
4: now and again, I'll send a little tweet out and that'll be me for like three months. The hard part is that everybody else is branded. All right, We have BFE Ethan, we have BFE Georgia, we have, I'm just at best from other pod, and then we got Zuko78 Zuko Greece. Greece. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing, because mine was like all this crazy <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars stuff. Yeah, was, I was like, okay, I'm just was. gonna I'm gonna rebrand, I'll yeah. make a second Twitter, which is more for that fan and stuff yeah. like the direct there. So I've got my podcast, well, my professional one, and then I've got my my crazy <laughs> yeah. my crazy scream about Star Wars one.
1: I need to follow <laughs> that one now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah getting back on topic uh Rosalind, i thought she was an amazing character and i even when she's about to be raped by dry eye she's still quite in control especially when she sees her husband yeah you know and she's like right yeah you know and there was no flinch from when the blood hits her you yeah
4: she's she's definitely a woman that's in control yeah, I mean we we could argue that there's underrepresentation of women in the film. Oh yeah. There's a guy heavy film. But again, anyway. like some films some films are allowed to be about you know, about men. And that's okay, and you can have films about women. We did we, we, we raved about steel magnolias for, for two and a half hours, you know what I mean? Like I'm her, totally okay with that. But look at her garage. That was all women. <laughs> deep, deep I hear you. It's like one small scene in the movie. I know. I know.
1: I I'm, think... trying to, I'm trying to explain her character. Yeah. Mm. I totally I totally hear Liam on that one too, with her garage mm. scene there where she is the alpha female yeah. <laughs> of the whole shop, the whole th- and she has our protagonist, Mickey, you know, at his knees for her. That even you know, the script. Outlines it as his only weak link, his only chink in the armor was his love for his wife. And yeah. you know, they call it an obsession, don't they? Well, it may, yeah, maybe yeah. bordering on it. Yeah, yeah. But, but the thing is, you don't have a, a protagonist that is the top level badass, whatever you want to call it. Like you said, a male centric film. Yeah, that has that weak link or has that equal because I really do believe Rosalind is the equal in she that. Is, you know, yeah. it's, she, oh for she, sure absolutely how do you have someone as your partner, as your opposite, who isn't at the same caliber. And she absolutely, throughout the whole thing she she says about Jeremy Iron's character that he is you know, he's a fox. I don't I don't feel comfortable about that. like she is the logic, she is the the voice of reason throughout it. She's his equal throughout it. And she, if anything, is the anchor that he is leaning on most of the time where yeah. he wants to get out he wants to do what he feels is right but she's always there in his ear telling him actually what he should be doing and what he you know should be aware of that he obviously is oversight you know with uh with the um rating of his farm and with you know taking on jeremy irons character i'm blanking on the characters name, who's but- who's played
4: by jeremy irons
1: oh right. i think Do you mean jeremy strong's uh, Jeremy. S- sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. S- strong, you. Oh, right. okay. I, say, yeah. I kept saying iron. I was like,
4: strong. "Where's Scar?" Ah, so <laughs>
1: uh, no. Jeremy yeah, Strong. Right. Okay, yeah. Strong, yeah. strong, strong. I'm. Uh, where's the button for that? That is my fault. <laughs> <laughs> We're no, don't, not. Doing, don't do
4: it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> We're not going to push the button on.
2: There's <laughs> <a star laughs> on the
1: thing Whoops, I was going for something else. <laughs> I did, I
4: did, I did. No, you're all right. You're like, yeah, 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 I, I hear you saying, yeah. And again, it's not just about equal numbers of characters equal, therefore good right, or bad or indifferent. very
3: strong character. Very strong character. I
4: think and it's to well, be fair, the film is called The Gentleman.
3: Yes. I was about to say that for a film that is called The Gentleman, <laughs> it, it, you, it does, it explores the themes of like the the male heavy side Mm. of like british gangster culture which if anything shows because it's 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 a testosterone thing it's like who's got the bigger dick kind of competition oh you say 400 million well i want blah 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 i want oh oh i want more money than you're giving me for the uh to give me you the you the phone it's that very much like talking about clothes
4: about talking about clothes or not about clothes while you're talking about clothes all that stuff
3: yeah it's like that the ego driven thing and And uh, Rosalind is like the most; she's got her head screwed on the most. She knows she sort of sees past that, and it's it's a good representation of seeing through that whole facade.
1: Yeah, and and on the on the topic of the entire like like you said, Ethan, the testosterone Mm. uh, driven, whether you know like it, dislike it, whatever of the whole toxic masculinity um, discussion. Again, not going down that rabbit hole, but as someone who. You know anybody who's heard our couples counseling with my wife and I? I had a I had someone reach out not too long ago, uh, talking about how they loved the wife's uh, uh, perspective or the you know the opposite to my oftentimes very male centric cis male (laughs) if you will whatever you want to call it I don't know all the terminology these days anymore but but is viz very you know quote-unquote one-sided then you hear her her side of things and uh somebody reached out recently was like you know she's my favorite part or she you know she's got a mouth on her and when i had you know offline talked to him was like really you think she couldn't be married to me with you know you who who else would you have expected to be the person that i you know ended up shack you know marrying and and, and shacking you, up with i like, was with saying,
2: it. You <laughs> say shacking up with <laughs>
1: That's who I, well, we never intended marriage. that's a whole conversation oh, okay, uh, but it's like who else would you have expected to be the person across the seat for me and it's like that's what Rosalind always felt like to me to to mickey's uh is is that Mickey is like you know he starts out as the protagonist and he in his frames he's a proper handsome man and all of this stuff, and you have this idea, whatever your idea is going into the film, hearing that script and here and then seeing McConaughey right and then. When Roslyn shows up and it's like the one chink in his armor, I so related to that. It's like if there's anything in this world that you care about or any if there's anything in this world that is the weak chink in your armor, it's gonna be your partner, it's gonna be your wife, it's gonna be your you know your lady, you know. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's like a romantic in heart. Again, like there's just that piece of of me left over there that's like that is the romantic in me is like my wife is is my is you know my thing and if there's going to be anything that is my downfall it's that romantic note that is left over in there for me you know yeah indeed well said um
4: i don't know is there anything we need to talk about with sting's child there uh laura elliot yeah pressfield. L- laura pressfield was the character name oh okay Elliot.
1: I was just Who's the, wait fickle. there's an actress that's elliot's or Elliot Sumner. Sumter
4: or something like that? Sumner. Sumner? I, I think, yeah. The, the, the character of, of the daughter of the Lord who has to get out and return home is Sting's child. Just as a little side note. Oh, in real life. In real life. Did
1: not know.
4: Which is funny because Sting was in longs and Two Smoking Barrows. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ethan, is there anything we gotta talk about as far as representation, you know, this idea that men have to go and rescue the, uh, delicate you know it, it, it wasn't a son was it it was a daughter and there's all yeah. the sort of power structures there now I, I i i think i had no issue with it on, on the whole myself but uh I, I think
3: it makes sense for it okay because the whole thing is like getting the the lord's daughter back and the, the, that happens this kind of thing can happen but people just get Not like abducted, but they definitely get led down paths by different people and get involved in narcotics. I don't think because it's not really a gendered thing either. I think it just it it happens.
4: Um, Yeah, it was the only girl in a in a in a in a a room full of men. It was.
3: Yeah, Yeah. but I think because it it speaks to a true true thing that does happen. So it's not even like that sort of protecting the woman trope. It's more just a here's something that is just unfortunately a, a. a cause of sort of British drug culture at points in time.
4: I had a problem with this wanted to get read on it.
3: Yeah. Um,
4: favorite character. Let's start with Hermes, shall we?
1: Favorite character. Um... I gotta go with Colin Fowler. Of
2: course you are. Yeah. That, that, coach.
1: That <laughs> yeah. Coach. Uh, when that intro where he's in the restaurant, the uh, <laughs> you got your mouth all muddled up with cash piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that I will really rewatch that scene. My wife will will speak to it. I love that scene where where it's the reserved, calm, collected, and very direct. Very, come on, make it sharp cut me with it i uh, i need some back and forth that is uh, <laughs> is some good. of the, uh, some of the best intros in in film that i've seen in, in a long time if not top five especially because at this
4: point we're like what 45 45 minutes maybe into the film maybe a bit more and it's just yeah. like it's just a breath of fresh air into the film <laughs> yeah. it really is even though that fresh air is laced with cat piss uh <laughs> i love
3: it ethan <laughs> um I'm gonna go Rosalind. I really like the, the portrayal of the character. And I think, um, especially like the scene with Dry Eyes, she's so, she's so calm and reserved. And even when she's out of bullets and both of the bullets are gone, there's still, I'm still thinking that she's gonna hold her own. And even like when, when Dry Eyes gets the upper hand on her, there's still this notion that she, she can overcome it. So when she actually sees, mcconaughey there's like a relief not just for her character but you know oh this is this is the progression and i like that they're, they're equal partners because there are so many times that a character like rosalind would sort of just be like you said left to the side like in goodfellas or something but they 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 are they're like a dyad together they they just make sense everything one person does will make sense for the other and i, I like i like that she's she's so important in this film uh troll <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to say Rosalind myself. You, uh, you still can. not might, might, Well, he said everything. Uh, so I'm going to go for
4: Hugh. You who, absolute who scumbag! Because <laughs> you're because you're willingly now doing to me what Ethan just did to you. Uh, but I'm not going to. the domino effect. Like oh, fair about. enough.
1: Fair enough. So everybody I'm, can have Ethan.
4: The same Ethan is the. That's what I'm saying. Ethan's the first domino. <laughs> but I, I i like
0: rosalind i stood out for me you can totally but, but i'm gonna i'm gonna say hugh grant only because he shocked me when i watched this film i was going is this really hugh grant what and i was and i was watching it going that is hugh grant don't sound like hugh grant that is hugh grant don't sound like hugh grant that is hugh grant and i had this tussle <laughs> time and time again and even now the second watch i'm going wow he's so good um so even though rosalind was my favorite I will go with Hugh Grant, only because he shocked the hell out of me, and he needs to come back if there's a sequel.
4: Now, I could feel like I need to be somewhat whatever and say, I'll do McConaughey then. But no, it's Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's important that someone doesn't copy what you're about to say. So I was thinking to myself, is that Hugh Grant? I don't know if that's Hugh Grant. Maybe it's Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't talk as much. I thought no, I'm it no, it. no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Hugh Grant owns every scene that he's in. He like, he, he dominates. And uh, part of that is is, is is strong directing by Guy Ritchie to, to sort of coach him up to be as big and to, to let Charlie Hunnam just simmer mm. and as a result you can't help and it's this film's like a magic trick it it's is. it's all misdirection and the greatest uh, the greatest uh act is not the word instrument of that misdirection is Hugh Grant's performance in this film where you think it's gone down one road completely and you've missed those little cues but once you remember yeah you did ask him to take his shoes off well mm. oh, that's a, oh, we just had okay that was the case for that and as a result You put the film in the hands of an unreliable narrator who I know is on the wrong side of the moral sort of compass, Mm. but I just can't help but like being on that wrong side with him. I'm not aligned to Charlie Hunnam. I'm I'm aligned to Hugh Grant's perspective for the most part in the story. And as a result, I'm just sitting there going, this is a lot of fun. And then it unravels as it should. But he's the lovable scoundrel. He has to get, and he keeps doing it. There's no way he's dead. There's no way he's dead. Even that that scene uh, when he goes to the toilet, <laughs> and that's yeah. carrying Aslan through, and he's just really cool he, about it. He's yeah. so good. He's so good he, in that scene. He puts the gentle in gentleman. Um, next up, we got best moment or element. Hermes, best moment or element.
1: Oh, best moment. I'm gonna have to. S- it's rough because I love this movie, but it's gonna have to be uh, Colin Farrell's introduction. That wow, that is so good in so many ways i could i could probably speak for the next two hours about that scene that that sequence of of interactions there uh, I, I love it okay uh Ethan. we we never really spoke about it when we
3: first started but the the opening titles are so so nice because you have the the gunshot from um i think it's after it when you get the off the introduction of um hugh grant's character but it's the the way that the title sequence is. It's within the beer, so it's all flowy. And I was watching this, and I was like, because it was very reminiscent of of Snatch's opening, where, where where everything's very quick and and flowy as well. And I and went, okay, I'm in safe hands for the next hour and fifteen minutes because this mm-hmm. is this is so stylized, and I already know just from here that we're gonna get something very very important,
1: mm-hmm. artistic in
3: yeah.
2: a way, yeah, Liam. Okay.
0: I I like Hugh Grant's performance in this. Um Was, it, you, was he, it Was it Hugh Grant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it? I, I mean it was, <laughs> <laughs> then he wasn't wasn't he was. Anyway, right? Because I'm used to Hugh Grant as four weddings in a funeral bumbling good guy. And then to hear things like um good old-fashioned cock-off. <laughs> <laughs> and and wank into a hanky
2: coming out of Hugh Grant's hanky. mouth.
0: Really makes me laugh. Um, and that's just a few. Um, but yeah, I uh, that just amazed me. That's the, my best moment
4: in the film. Hugh Grant and his terminologies right. just really, really made me laugh. Um, there's a playfulness in this film that's really well done. It's, 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 it's in how it's constructed. And I think it kind of re- relies on what um, Hermes was talking about, where is it meta? Uh, there's a term called reflexivity. There you go. Here's your here's your here's your media theory of of the week, where a film sort of makes reference or pokes fun in the references within itself, and there's that acknowledgement. I think with you know the aspect ratios and all that stuff as that takes into place, and there's there's a commentary about his time working for more corporate structures, whether it be Disney or whoever it was, probably Paramount who released uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies. Uh, but then you have these amazing transitions where all of a sudden Charlie Hutham goes, and then it's gonna be knock, 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 and then you got to <laughs> Or you have the bit about a pound of flesh occurring with uh don't call him Shylock, but um um, um oh yeah. what was his name? Um Jeremy yeah. Strong's character Strong. anyway. Yeah yeah. Matthew, I think his name was. Yes, Matthew, yeah. Matthew's character. Uh, Or, you know, you had the pound of flesh, and then we cut to Charlie Hunnam putting two steaks on the grill. Like, it's just tonally playful. It is. With its own construction and even both outs, like how the movie relates to the outside world, but also how the movie relates to itself. Mm-hmm. And that playfulness is kind of Guy Ritchie sort of restaking his claim. Uh, I was a little bit different from Hermes. I thought rock and Roller was, was kind of a misstep in the sort of gangster genre of, of Guy Ritchie. I thought he'd sort of lost his magic. And this for me, these, these elements were like, okay, well, it's a bit of our turn for, to, to, to form here. So I, I appreciated that a grumble a grumble uh, you know what minds me so i'm gonna leave mine to last uh let's start with hermes
1: i don't think i have a grumble okay i'm really that, curious what you think of
4: mine in a minute yeah.
1: okay yeah, <laughs> yeah i'd love to hear everybody else's and see if i agree or disagree respectfully but i really that's the thing about this one uh in the same vein of like it departed where I love it as a movie. I love it as actors i, I you know I, I'm a big fan of Guy Ritchie, and as I go through the film and I you know um and one of my rewatches, I was sitting there you know talking with the wife, I was like i I don't think there is something wrong with this film as a film, start to finish. I'm trying to see here and you know whether it's the script, whether it's a soundtrack, whether it's the character maybe there's an acting performance I didn't like. I'm sitting here, I don't think I have one, I really don't
3: all right, Ethan. Uh, The economics of this movie is absolutely batshit.
1: Wait, are you no stealing...
3: Is he stealing mine?
2: <laughs> oh, he's, no, no!
4: He's totally... No, you cannot do this. I brought this to the table, and now you're claiming <laughs> this is your gr- No, I'm cutting this from the record. Well, i Find <laughs> something... No, you cannot... Bu- okay, I'm going to go first then. So my <laughs> grumble is this, because I want... Because the economics are... Because when you listen back to the sermon, it's 100% from the mind of good and this is why we pick on Ethan. So <laughs> here is my concern, and it is this. We are told that he's going to buy this for 400 million dollars right and then we're told that this once it goes legit will be worth half a trillion dollars 500 billion 500 billion yep with that sort of a markup why is jeffrey strong's character doing anything to get in the way of his own success here why oh, is he nickel I and easily diming? easily
1: answer this. I you, you can answer
4: easily this. answer it because I'm going to challenge yeah. you to easily answer this because it makes <laughs> okay. no flippity dippity sense. If I'm going to make this sort of a markup, I'll say, "Hey, forget four hundred. I'll pay you five hundred million for it. Let's make it happen
1: this week, shall we? Okay, easy. Okay, <laughs> you say it's okay." Plain and simple, just like I, what was the last episode that I said? Oh, Blockbuster Economics, right? Is a continual stream of revenue. Now, if you can, if you can, um, if you can add a sour taste to what you're, what you're purchasing, right? What you're trying to offer, you have the upper hand. Because as they said in the, um, in the, Introduction of their two characters uh, amongst each other, right? A proper cockoff, as as Liam said right there, <laughs> yeah. is 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 that they're both alphas, right? And what does any alpha want in any situation? Is to be the top dog, to be in control of the situation. So when Jeremy Strong, not Irons, but Strong's character, um, meets. Uh, McGonaghy's character. They both are on equal footing. They don't. They know of each other. They know about each other. Whether they met at the, uh, you know, what is what does Fletcher's character say? The, the annual drug drug dealers convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know of each other. They have some respect from each other in in terms of you know what they've done up to this point. And when he, Matthew gets brought on board to be the purchaser, Matthew already has the upper hand where he has the money that he is offering or or potentially offering to mcconaughey's character to buy him out and mcconaughey says you know i've earned it i'm looking to do my you know uh trim roses my better half yada 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 right that's his ideal goal that's his retirement but it only happens if matthew plays along so the only thing matthew realistically has in this transaction this scenario as 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 the upper hand is what you know he has the money yeah everybody knows he has the money he's the billionaire matthew's not or um uh, McConaughey Mickey he's not a billionaire he's an underground drug dealer who is worth a lot sure half a half a billion as Fletcher says but that's not on the same level of billionaire you know it's the same it's the same logic as Bezos versus Gates versus Musk who has the most billion you know it's like yeah fun for that but if you're Mickey you're not on the playing field of money so it's, money isn't the object of alpha dog right so what does Matthew ultimately have he has the the idea of, of surprise, you know, the element of surprise or whatever, persuasion or whatever. And it comes, you know, I'm not saying I agree with Matthew, Matthew's decision, but it comes down to what can Matthew can control. He can control what he is actually paying for. He can control the price at which he divulges to McConaughey. McConaughey says it's worth $400 million. Matthew's like, hmm. I think I could get it for three or I could get it for two. And after long story short, at the end of the movie, he says, eh, I think it's an anemic 1.2 at the best. That's the level of control he has to, to, I mean, they don't, they don't spend a lot of time on this, but he didn't amass his fortune by paying top dollar or asking price for everything. Uh, my, uh, I have a good experience in, in uh realty uh, and one thing you you learn as as someone who's acquiring property is you never pay asking price. Ever, if they're asking 500k or 500 mil, you're only going to pay 450 at your maximum. This is
4: all. This you've been extremely eloquent, and it surprises me, therefore, how very wrong you can be, Um, (laughs) Liam. I've got a phone here. Okay, Um, this phone is going to. For some reason, this phone in a year and a half is going to be worth. Uh, I'll drop that on the floor. <laughs> it'll still be, it'll still be worth the it. Price <laughs> this phone in a year for some reason is going to be worth uh, ten thousand yeah. pounds. I'm going to sell it to you today for five hundred pounds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With that kind of a markup, guaranteed. Do you feel the need that you need to haggle with me over this ninety-five thousand pound upgrade? Or ninety five hundred pound upgrade?
1: Well, I feel That's you a got bigger one. upgrade.
4: Because <laughs> here's the deal. Because here's how this won't work. Because yeah, there's other people in the world. Yes, I know you said there's other people in the world. Because Ethan might go. Well, you know, well, I'll, 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 I'll take bet. it for for for, for, for yeah, twice that much. I, would, would I mean, mean <laughs> is it a bidding no, war? This is this a guy, war, all the, But all this guy has to do to win the movie is just. It's not worth the risk. That's my point, Hermes. It's not he worth. Know that no, but is. The, the 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 why does he He's take? literally going to worth half a trillion. There is nothing but bad stuff that can happen if you get in the way of the deal. If someone undervalues their product and that is what has happened here. You get in there and you snap it up before they realize they've undervalued their product. That's the secret. If I go buy a garage sale and someone's selling a, sorry for the reference you, my guys, might not get, but if someone's selling a Michael Jordan rookie card, Hermes, for $3, <laughs> I don't go, hmm, you know what? Maybe that's only worth $2. Cause the guy coming up, no, no, I'll give you $50 for that. Cause
1: it's worth a thousand pounds, right? Yeah, you're you're yeah. assuming a position. You're assuming a position of knowledge. No, so all he, he wants,
4: it, no, he needs to get this deal done. That's what he needs to get done. Wrap it up so
1: it's mine. And therefore, when it turns over. He's, He's coming from a position of trust. He's saying, look, this is where I'm at. When this goes to market, it will only be worth half a trillion if it has a clean face. But this, on it, right? this guy's been doing Which business what you provide.
4: This is not newbie the newbie You know what I mean? Like he's been doing business for, for this long. They've talked about look, when prohibition happens, it took fifteen years for supply to reach demand. Look at what we've got here. We've already got the supply. This all lines up. Now maybe it's because as as viewers, we're aligned to Matthew McConaughey's perspective, but I accept his terms as a viewer. And therefore, if his terms are correct, and we're never given any indication with any other scene that he challenges the, the 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 concept of what the supply and demand chain will be when it goes legit. And the only reason why McConaughey has to get out is because he can't be the face. He, he, he's just too dirty. He can't, he can't win on the other side. Why of it. Would so not, let me
0: get out now? Why would he not take the offer from Dreyer? I ju-
4: who wouldn't? McConaughey. McConaughey, Mickey. We we we, we don't know what Russia. we don't know what what, what his number is
1: also about respect though he's not he, as he as he said about the heroin he deals and all this and you don't want your business getting mixed up with the heroin business and whatever it is that dry eyes off you know and that makes sense what, what he's going to do to it after he owns it versus matthew who's another slice of americana who's ideally matthew's going been to be vetted trustworthy also matthew just, yeah
4: also yeah. dry trying to cut the line Oh, okay. He's trying to jump in, right? Like, know your place. He's and trying all that to buy stuff. that Michael Jordan exactly. rookie card. For stay $50. In, stay in your lane, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh,
3: okay, uh, Ethan, come up with some other rubbish
2: should grumble. <laughs> um,
3: dry eyes is sudden. I'm going to be really, really evil. Is very, very sudden and not as developed <sighs> as I'd want. I guess. He, yeah. I mean, his first scene is human trafficking. No, but it's in like I'm going to go this this evil. Okay. Mm. Uh, but I'm, pick, I'm, picking uh, I'm picking it I'm
0: picking it Hey Liam? Uh I'm struggling
4: um, You don't have any limited edition propaganda you want to uh, You <laughs> want to sell to you Because uh, I'm going to undercut you <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, This is a film Is not something I Love love Um it's An acquired taste for me, this kind of movie. You know me, I like my car Chase movies and stuff like that. And uh, but I do like it, but I can't find a grumble with it because the performances from everybody are brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, the cinema is brilliant, the soundtrack's great. Um, I'm struggling. Orp. There's not even really like the screenplay is amazing. The, it's got very, it's very humorous, very dark, and very. It's everything. The, 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 guy, the guy getting run over by the train is funny. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like dark it is humor. It is funny. Um, yep. I don't know. There's, but you can't really give a a rating with something you haven't really got a grip. No, you with.
4: can It doesn't mean it's everything's. You know, things can be can be good, but if they weren't great, I mean, just nothing was bad. Yeah. 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 Um anybody's best role ever? Hunnam's. I haven't seen Hunnam in a film, so
0: Yeah. Yeah. Only from what I've seen him in. Um I didn't like Men's Sons.
4: McConaughey's pride. been
0: better. Yeah. I mean Hugh Grant's really been. surprising. Yes, really
4: surprising in this. But best? I don't know. Ford's in a funeral is really good. Mm. Two Weeks Notice, really good, really solid. Okay, okay, Ian, settle <laughs> <it> down. <laughs> I um, Michelle
0: Docherty. Docher- Docher- I don't know her from Docherty? enough stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, Ritchie, that's
4: easy that's to say it. that, isn't it? i tell you what, it's my favorite Henry Golding thing. Nah. Yeah. Yep, yeah, look up. Nah, He's liked, the very top of the list. Nah, I liked him in, <laughs> I liked him in Last Christmas. I think um,
3: we're wrong. Is
4: this the best Guy Ritchie film? For me, yes. For me, no.
3: I've not seen... um snatch and so i can't snatch is still my favorite yeah see because no. i i remember loving Snatch and i remember loving man from uncle and i haven't seen them in a long time so i can't even compare yeah. and i still haven't seen two barrels
4: it's, it's just so different because in snatch you would you do get the sort of protagonist if you want to consider hamish to be the no turkish mm. turkish not Hamish turkish to be your your protagonist when really he's just sort of around everything yeah. but he's a bit more like on the morally good side even if he is a low-level like like thug, yeah, then then uh, Fletcher is. But yeah, uh, I said snatch, and then I I heard Hermes' distinct voice go, "No, yeah." But-
1: so <laughs> so Hermes, well, is
4: this the best guy Ritchie film? To
1: be to be honest, I I think so. It, it's it's a combination and and almost um the per like yeah, he perfected a lot of the things that you like from other films. Like yeah. I I do love Snatch. Uh, but it's it's so it, it does start out so slow and it is a little convoluted at times there There are grumbles I could find in snatch where i can't find one in this one uh there are again excluding his corporate or you know uh, studio works like aladdin um <laughs> and the like i'll I'll <laughs> say that that you know uh, lockstock's uh, two smoking barrels um man from Uncle, if you want to include that Sherlock Holmes if you want to include that when it comes to what I would say Guy Ritchie films, like through and through Guy Ritchie films, where you look at that, you say, just like a Scorsese film, it's like, this is a Guy Ritchie film. You can't argue with it, you know, this is all of the best things and I, and I can't find anything. He does it so masterfully. He, he writes it beautifully. He directs it beautifully, whatever say he, you know, ultimate say he had when it comes to the soundtrack or the editing or Mm. the, you know, casting, whatever it was, everything works in this film to, you know, (laughs) I don't want to give away my rating just yet, but it is, it is, it is a perfect film when, especially if you're a fan of Guy Ritchie, it is a perfect Guy Ritchie film, you know, and I, completely concede and understand you know when i when i uh gave this up as an option that georgia may not yeah. fall in love with this film right away that you know it may not be her film and i completely concede that it may not be everyone's film it may not be everyone's perfect film or best film as the show may yeah may hint at but it certainly is one of my favorites and one of the best films for me as a person that I can that I can think of, you know. And I am a fan of Guy Ritchie. I'm a fan of of uh, Matthew McConaughey. I'm a fan of Jeremy Strong. Uh, and and now I'm a fan of Hugh Grant. And, and <laughs> yeah, I, I it's it's a wonderful wonderful piece of cinema.
0: Yeah, I I, I really enjoy this movie uh, as Guy Ritchie movies go, but it's not my. F- it's my favourite Guy Ritchie movie. Um in his style of movie, if you know what I mean. So I I enjoy Man from Uncle a lot. I like um the Shark Holmes movies more yep. than I do more than I do this one. But in his style of movies, I this is my favourite of his Typical English style movie, if you know what I mean. Which is what, which is why I'm struggling because I can't find a grumble. I really, I do like this, uh, but I like other movies more that I, you a know, a bit more that I'd watch more over and over. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, So I yeah. need to reflect that in
1: my rating. you got to be objective here, Liam. Come on. you got to be objective here. Well, <laughs> well, while
4: you're reflecting on being objective, let's see if Ethan's ready to go because age game, age game, let's all... I said play a fucking game with me. <laughs> <laughs> play the age game. <laughs> Incredible. Well.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what do we so got, buddy? I guess with with that voice, I'm just gonna go straight to Hugh Grant. Then there we go. Who? Uh, when he made
4: it? Okay, this was a couple ooh. years ago.
1: Um,
0: fifty-eight. I'm gonna say slightly older, sixty-one.
1: Fifty-four.
3: Ian got it right on the money. Fifty-eight. I, 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 uh, uh, then we have Charlie Hunnam. Hmm. Forty-two.
0: Thirty-seven.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go 40. Ian was almost there. He's 38. Wow. Uh, Next up, Matthew McConaughey.
1: 48. Oh, okay. 49. 47.
3: Ian's definitely winning this, us when he's
4: 49.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 48, so he, 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 he did. He did. he
3: did have said 49, I said 49. It's very rare. very rare I do this well. <laughs> <laughs> this is impressive. <laughs> uh, next we have Michelle Dockery.
0: Oh. 32.
3: 36.
1: 39. Nearly 37.
3: Wow. Hey. Wow, nice. Getting the closest. Wow. And then finally, we've got Colin Farrell.
4: Oh, wow. Okay. 46.
0: 49. <laughs> that worked not be last time.
1: Oh, 47.
3: Oh, oh, pretty far away. Most of you got 42. Oh. I was close. I was closest what? everyone.
1: What is this? <laughs>
3: Colin Farrell?
4: Hey, it was your time to, to be shine. be he does seem like a really old 42. He does. Yeah. 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 Same age as us.
1: His character. Though. I feel He's better about coach. myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
4: I look better than him anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a look now. And uh, Ethan, I think we're probably continuing on with yeah. you. We are the critics. So, seventy-five uh,
3: percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. What do we have mm. from the professionals, Ethan? uh well we have rex reed from the observer and he says written with empty-headed desperation and directed with minimal imagination by guy Ritchie, one of the most incompetent filmmakers of the century zero out of four but did he like
2: wow. it <laughs> <laughs> i think he did
4: it wasn't yeah. really anything it was, wow. it was pretty See, impartial. But that's a guy who's clearly got an axe to grind yeah, against guy yeah, Ritchie. Yeah. you know yeah. who, who was this idiot
3: uh he works for the observer rex reed there we go uh nell minnow from huffington post says some of the twists are not as twisty as intended and some characters are not as colorful as the movie thinks but it's still a welcome return to what richie does best and gives it a b minus who was that again uh nell minnow from the huffington post oh huffington post american oh yeah yeah uh, we have Mick LaSalle from the San Francisco Chronicle that says, The gentleman isn't offensive, and it's not even good enough to qualify his course. If it weren't mildly annoying, it would be as close to nothing as experience can be one out of four. I really wow. don't think this just, I don't think it really Translated. meshes with American audiences. No, and then and then one more. Finally, we have Richard Roper from the Chicago Sun-Times. Oh, friend of Ebe's. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, (laughs) (laughs) the gentleman never ceases to surprise and amuse 3.5 out of 4. Wow. Wow. See? Mm. Very jarring compared to the first
2: three.
4: Uh, I put out a fleece as I'm known to do. Is this a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? 42% called this a great film. A great film. So, Ethan, has Georgia passed along the Patreon stuff? Great.
2: Yes,
3: she has. I will get that up. So, uh, first we have Reverend Bruce and Casey.
4: Okay. I know you're trying to set me up, but I'm not quite. There we are.
2: (laughs)
3: Uh, They say, despite having all our shots and being very careful because of our jobs this week, we both have COVID a second time. Wow. This hit us very bad, and we are too tired to think right now. uh, Well, at least we both kept it short this week. We promised uh, we won't write twice as much next week. Ignore rating. No,
4: we want want sermons. We want sermons next week. Come on. (laughs) Come on. There we go. Don't change.
3: Because at first they put, like, uh, a one, and I was like, oh, this will be a really shocking one to listen to. And then uh, that was why. Uh, Next, we have Cheesy with a fish on a bike. Ring, ring. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he says, in my opinion, this is one of the best films to come out over the last few years. The story is cleverly told through Fletcher pitching a film whilst also bragging about what he knows. Grant plays the part so well he is unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. And when he exaggerates the meeting between Mickey and Dry Eye, it makes him even more untrustworthy. The whole story brilliantly twists and turns, keeping the audience on their toes. There isn't a bad performance by anyone in this film, but Farrell and Grant steal the show. The gentleman is a proper return to form for Guy Ritchie and is so up there with snatch lockstock and rock and roller i think mm. Ian will disagree with that last I disagree one. With the last one but i don't
4: know i just, I just didn't get it maybe uh I'd but i will
1: train say, track scene
3: i agree
4: with the statement it's not a bad performance there isn't there isn't no it's 100 percent right and i would agree with the two who they
3: who he claims um are, are, are best in class so yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next, we have Nate the Gray, and he says, what a joyful surprise this was. I saw The Gentleman not long before COVID really hit, so it was one of the last movies I saw in theatre before it shut down. It was fun, funny, and had a phenomenal cast and interesting twist ending. This is the only performance of Matthew McConaughey that I've actually liked. Mm-hmm.
4: So he thought it was all right, all right, all right.
3: (laughs) He did, he did, he did. Uh, Chris Peterson says, Guy Ritchie is back on form. The gentleman is definitely uh, bringing it back to the same likes as Lockstock and Snatch. I'm not a huge... I'm not a huge Hugh Grant fan, but his performance is phenomenal and against his usual type of character. But it's Colin Farrell's performance that steals the film for me. His comedic timing is outstanding, and I think it's his best role since in Bruges. The rest of the cast are also good in their roles. Then Gentleman is a near perfect film for me. I hope that Guy Ritchie makes more films like this from now on. Was that Mm -hmm. Nate the Great? uh, Yeah, that was Chris Peterson. Oh, Chris Peterson. Well said, Chris. Mm. And then finally, we have Poet Laureate of podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. And he says, I love a gangster film. Guy Ritchie has his own unique style, which I am very much a fan of. His films are always incredibly British, even when they have American actors in them. The cast is great. Matthew McConaughey is excellent as the boss character. Colin Farrell is absolutely hilarious. I love him so much in this calm the fuck down uh cracks me up and the shop scene is so so good <laughs> I realized on my third viewing that Matthew was Kendall from Succession great range I, I don't think any of us have seen it to understand but
4: yes right.
1: Succession fantastic oh. HBO if you, anybody has HBO Max definitely check it out Cool. I think that'll be now TV for our English oh, I have no
3: idea yeah probably yeah uh and obviously Hugh Grant is exceptional playing completely against type as Fletcher. This is an incredibly clever film as Guy Ritchie films always are. I love the way it's shot and a great soundtrack gives it a great vibe overall. I really love this film. Great return to form from Guy. Excellent.
4: Thank you everybody for joining yeah. in there. Uh, for the fledgling fan we got a couple of shout outs on the Twitter starting with,
1: Hey, it's your sister. <laughs>
4: Gets a laugh every time. <laughs> Although I enjoyed Hugh Grant playing a different type of character, I couldn't finish the film. I'm not a Guy Ritchie fan. I think I made it 40 minutes before I turned it off. As Oliver would say, je n'ai pas m' de tout. I do not know what that means. Uh, hoping next week's film is more up my alley. Hashtag sorry. Hey, 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 Mr. Postman. It's yeah. Russell. Hey, saying, Russ. didn't quite have the enjoyment factor of Lock, Stock, or Snatch for me, but I enjoyed it on the whole. Didn't like Matthew McConaughey as the lead, but thought Hugh Grant was outstanding. This was his best role since Paddington 2. <laughs> sorry, Ian. <laughs> ah,
2: good I feel man. sorry about
4: you watch that. Uh, I'm sure I'll watch it. I'm sure I'll like it. But yeah, just anybody who's 10 for it, I'm going to come at <laughs> uh tom capolone says did not care for this film to be honest well fair play uh ed from the film Effect podcast says we did this for McConaughey uh, at McCona- may last year and turns out that sean and i are both really big fans of this it's fun and goofy and such a proper guy richie for this stage in his career looking forward to hearing what all of you have to say about it we're, we're coming up on four hours so we've had a lot to say about it mm-hmm. wdrp <laughs> says this is richie's bread and butter and it's delicious i like bread and butter shoot the flick says it was fine nothing stood out really Griff from the Paul and Griff Show says, "Great film. Guy Ritchie should stick to these types of films. I'm 100% in agreement with this. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. obviously got like Scorsese does. Like the Scorsese's figured out what he does. Yeah, and he does it well. Just do that. Same idea." Chance Whitmore said, I have not seen this one. Thanks for shouting out, though, buddy. And in Film We Trust podcast, I just thought it was a great film. Glad to see Richie bouncing back after Legend of the Sword. So thank you very much, everybody there. Uh, if you like this film, uh, maybe check out The Departed with Hermes. If you enjoyed our conversation mm-hmm. this time, go check out that one. Uh, if you liked Colin Farrell, check out Bruges. both the film and the review good times episode three listen to wow. our much poorer yeah. audio equipment there's a selling pitch listen to us before we sounded it as professional as we do right now uh, and then just anything with interleaving kind of uh, plots so mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if we've done a lot of those but go watch Guy Ritchie films basically if you like this film yep. go watch Natch go watch Lockstock go watch Rock and Roller am I crazy maybe I am crazy there we go Rock and Roll is a good time maybe you need to uh, revisit the film Rock and Roller mm. maybe maybe uh, so let's go ahead and do our ratings, our ratings. So let's start with Liam. Okay.
0: I've already talked about this a little bit before. I couldn't find a grumble. I do enjoy this movie. Um, Guy Ritchie movies as a whole, gangster movies, I'm, I find good movies. Uh, but this did make me laugh and Hugh Grant. Wow. Wow just still Hugh Grant? is it Hugh Grant? i don't know <laughs> uh, but uh i'm gonna give this uh a nine good old-fashioned cock-offs oh,
2: <laughs> noted uh
4: let's go ahead let's uh ethan can you read george's thoughts because she did share yeah. some so let's get george's thoughts shared across
3: Cool. So Georgia says, I genuinely really enjoyed this film and I'm disappointed I've not made it as the pod to talk about it properly. made me laugh, made me jump and kept me guessing. Mm -hmm. The film brought up several interesting and salient points about weed and how it's likely to be legalized, but also about the difference between it and something like heroin. The choice to frame the film as a circular narrative, that's right, right, was brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) she got it right it was brilliant and gave me enough places where i thought i'd figure it figured it out only to throw something else in the mix i honestly only now in looking to remind myself of the character name have i realized that fletcher was hugh grant total (laughs) face blindness on that one (laughs) 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 to be fair he is really different he is very different. the goatee the glasses the voice um he was my absolute favorite sort of like a cockney gangster captain jack though he was a brilliant narrator i thought he was a brilliant narrator and would definitely produce a screenplay raymond was also a lot of fun it's sort of a film i'd like to watch again knowing what happened overall i'm gonna give it eight wagyu steaks out of ten There hey, we are uh to split
4: it up hermes can you give us yours
1: Um, so unlike the, so the departed, I love as, as I talked about last time, and I wish I could have given the departed a 10, but there was the soundtrack issue. There was the Rolling Stones renditions of, of another somewhat, probably arguably better band, Pink Floyd that ruined it in, in a half a percent for, you know, half a point for me, but unlike the departed, this film amongst all the rewatches I've had and all the discussions I've had surrounding it, everybody I've showed it to and then had discussions about it there. There's just something, uh, there's just something amazing about this more than one thing, but every time it's, it's a special film and it, and there's, there's, Many conversation. I'm I'm very excited to hear what you guys thought about prior to me joining uh, about the film. I'm really excited to hear that discussion. But, you know, there's so many little things that you can go down the rabbit hole as (laughs) we've displayed here. As you said, four hours. It's 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 Guy Ritchie. I love and I love when it's quintessential Guy Ritchie, when it's really his helm, when he's really behind the wheel. And this film, like I said, he kind of perfected that in a lot of ways. You know, I'm a big fan of Lock, Stock, Smoke, Two Smoking Bears. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Snatch. I'm a big fan of, uh, honestly, a lot of people like to hate, but I'm a big fan of Sherlock Holmes. I really like what he does as a, as a director. But this film, I just I, I can't find anything wrong with it. It may be, no, it actually is a perfect film for me. It is one of the best films. In all of the thousands of films I've seen. So I can't hide it. I can't argue. Nobody can say otherwise. For me, it is one of my best films. It's a 10. It's a 10 out of 10 pickled eggs. (laughs) <laughs> nice. I love it. You have to,
4: nobody can tell me it's not a perfect film. Liam looked at me with some grease memories in his head. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think it was the fact that Liam had just gone. The ending makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the ending so much. Ten.
3: <laughs> it wasn't uh, a romantic comedy, though. Ethan, it? what you got? This film is really impressive. Um, I'm I'm gonna compare it to uh, like Steven Soderbergh's career because he did he did some great films and then he did. some and really rough ones and then he went back to what i think is his kind of his niche which is uh heist films and with uh, guy Ritchie, it's these sort of gangster british very stylized films and i think this is this is really him getting at his best and if he continues to go down this sort of uh path again i'm i'm all for it the The dialogue I really love the dialogue in this film. It so it flows, and every line is important to the story. There is stuff that will be said very early on which will come to affect uh, the narrative later on, and I really, really appreciate that because there are some really slow scenes that could be boring if it wasn't written, uh, if it was written by a worse writer. Mm-hmm. But they're so investing, and they're so well performed, and those two things married together. I I I just adore how it's done. The soundtrack's great. The 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 stylization, especially the cinematography, and the way that everything is is shown is is great. It's just it is a a beautiful merging of everything great about about cinema. Uh, so I'm going nine and a half wow. uh, fucks on the railway line
2: out of ten. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Okay. <laughs> uh, I like this film. I like this film a lot. Um, yeah. it's weird. It's one of those series that I went, yeah, yeah, it's a great film. And then I tried to think about why and I went, uh, and I haven't I, I just watched it. I got the recency bias she shows at me. I, I think those, 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 those special films, those ones that you give this, they kind of carry with me for a while. And I don't, I think it's just a really good time. Yeah. A really, really good time. And then I walk away and I go, click what's next and it's it's not something that i emotionally i think that's more it it doesn't emotionally take me on a journey i'm not sitting there at any point in any sort of but but i had a fun time yeah and so um it's a return to form for guy ritchie who i do very much enjoy uh, i'm not buzzing about this as much as i was about snatch was a film i had to tell people about i'm not sure if this is a film i have to tell people about Ironic for a guy who's got a podcast. But it was different back then, wasn't it? It was different back then. Well, I don't know. I still see movies and go, you have to see this film. No,
0: no, no. But Guy Ritchie was a new thing at the time. It's a bit like Tarantino with um, the succession of Pulp Fiction and... um,
4: Oh. Reservoir Dogs? Yeah, that's But, But I had a very good time. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I hope... I want to spend more time in this universe with these characters. Um... I thought it was clever. I think it was one giant, massive piece of internal logic that gets in the way. Uh, I'm going to give this eight and a half trips back to the bathroom to wash my hands <laughs> out of 10. Nice. So, I mean, really high. I mean, I think the median point is going to be Liam at nine. This will come out in the wash as a nine overall, uh, But the, which puts in rarefied air. That being said, Ethan, where did the Patreon backers average out to? Not including Hermes. You got to take his out of the average.
3: Yeah, uh, they <laughs> average to nine wow we, wow yeah uh we had a 10 from cheesy a nine from nate a nine from chris peterson and an eight from Dwayne Spears. that's amazing wow so nine's yeah. really rarefied air yeah. nine's, yeah. above, nine's above chicago nine might be wow. above
4: the hate you give so this might
1: be like wow. top three overall yeah yeah yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. On my math based on my math that's an even nine right there that's an even
4: nine in my math as well buddy
1: <laughs> well done <laughs> so buddy. there we go
4: so you tell you what you brought something strong to the table. We did. there we go and the voice of the people this week is liam yeah. Because they matched your ratings. Woo! So there we go. So all we have to do now, left because we really all come right, up on four right, hours, right. is talk <laughs> about where we're going to be next week. So of course, if, you, if you're if you so inclined and you want to spend some time with us here on the pod talking about movies, some of a specific movie, uh, patreon.com slash BFE is how you can support the pod, help keep the lights on the studio of awesomeness. A bunch of different tiers, but one of which lets you come here and shoot the proverbial hockey puck around with us for a couple hours. Just like Hermes. Just, just like Hermes did. Yeah. Uh, I saw his surprised hand because he sort of made like a hand gesture when, 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 Georgia said how much she liked it. It was like this <laughs> excited hand shocked. appeared. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> I was surprised. <laughs> I really was. Um, so, um, but next week, what are we doing? Ooh. And next week, we are going to have director of Northwood Pie, Jay Salahi, hey. on the pod. Oh, and Jay's on, and we're going to talk about. They're going to end the Jurassic World franchise. Well, oh. we think. Oh yeah, the week following. Let's go to where Chris Pratt took the baton. Oh. Let's look at. We've already done Jurassic Park, so we can't go back to the first one. So let's go back to where Chris Pratt, Jurassic World. Whoa. Yeah. Next week on the pod, wow. something I don't think will score a nine out of ten overall. <laughs> no. no. But it is where we are going because it felt, the uh-huh. thing that was. I'm not going back to like the Lost World. I'm not going to go do that. No. That seems silly. I was
3: really worried that's where you were going. No, for a no, no, no,
4: no. Let's do Chris Pratt, and we'll go that way. We've done both of those going into the yeah. going into the, 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 the giant mashup. So we want to give. Every thanks that we can to Hermes for joining us today.
1: Always a
3: pleasure having him on.
1: I really do appreciate it, guys. I really love what you guys are doing. If there's going to be any little snippet that you take, it's the promo of, I love the BFE. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. I, I love movies, and I love talking about movies, and very rarely do I get to talk about it with other movie lovers who are on that same level of love. And the fact that we gave a 9 out of 10 to Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. Just it sits very well with me. I'm going to sleep very well tonight, and I I I I raise my glass to you guys. Thank you, oh, so hey. thank you
4: so much. It is well with my soul. Please join us next week when we tackle Jersey oh Park. the Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard <laughs> <laughs> helmed film Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs>
2: hey.
4: <laughs> Eighty-five million years in the making. <laughs> Four best film ever. Ah, <laughs> Benedict. I believe.
1: Ah, Ethan And I've been Hermes.
4: And I really wish I'd thought of something before I started this time. (laughs) Sometimes the pods are good. Sometimes the pods are bad. Sometimes there's fuckery afoot. (laughs) 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 We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. (laughs)